people of Earth, how are you? Welcome back, Super Friends. This is the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 381. 381, Eric. I am tired. Does that rhyme? Does that rhyme? Does it? Is this real life? 381, Eric. That's how many weeks in a row that we've done no, this podcast? That's not true. It's like 392. Somehow. It's a weird way to go. It's probably about in the 360s, you know, high 360s, I would guess. But as we continue on, we haven't missed a week since the second week of the podcast. And boy, I'm tired, Eric. I flew in from Cleveland. And boy, I'm tired. Here we are, everybody. And let me remind you, since you're having so much fun already, go over to our Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. And we'll follow you back. That's a promise. Go over to our website. WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can get reviews of almost all of the books that come out each week. And then go over to the Patreon account to support us for what we do here and get plenty more shows in return. One of the big things every Thursday night, me and Eric, and we haven't missed one of those in quite some time either. Have we ever? We end up doing, I don't think we have. I was thinking about it this week. That's weird. It's a weird thing because some people will say we have because when we have a Patreon only show, we don't do it. But that's not missing. That's not scheduled. But I'm telling you, Batman Beyond Mark, he's a stickler for the the small print. (laughs) I mean, right when I end up saying, how many weeks is this in a row? You know, his ears pricked up to see because he knows. But we are here. And when you end up each week, the Spotlight Podcast, it's a Patreon-exclusive show where two of the books from that week are picked in a poll by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh-uh. And they ended up picking, are these big books, Eric? Titans United, number two. Not really a big book, but a fun book. People like their These could be big team. books to people who are looking for their own version of the Justice League well, and the Titans right now outside of what the main continuity is giving them. Seriously, this week I, I was told that every book is big to everybody and that we're nonsense. But I also have Justice League cool. Last Ride number six. It is a thing that I just want to point out. Usually I'll get depressed and I'll come out with some declaration of things or whatever. The every idea time. that, well... Not this time. All I'm going to say is if we Here end up comes. talking about a book that is your favorite book and we don't like it, we're not telling you not to like it. But remember, your favorite book might be somebody else's least favorite and, and vice versa. So there is a thing where we can't really gauge the idea. A guy ended up yelling at me and saying that I have to like this book that he liked because it's his favorite book. And I tried to explain them that, oh, you know, while, words. while there's only like 16 people maybe listening, we'll take this know, down the fight that's club. the thing. And no, I just said, like, that's your favorite book, like my favorite book. And I told him, he's like, oh, I don't like that book. And I'm like, there you go. There you have to like this because this is that's my favorite. That's how favorites. it all works. And because, like I uh-uh. said, it's not, oh, I thought you were going to go, eh, eh. you end up where <laughs> it's, it's not an insult to you if you like that book and we don't. But we try to discuss why we don't like it and if you were on the podcast you'd certainly be able to discuss why you do so like this it. isn't you proclaiming something when you were no, all upset okay. no the proclamation would be like hey everybody we all should love comics together and stuff like that. i'm not gonna go with that so do i just it's a crapshoot each week 
you can't have the idea. And we try to do all the books, whether we like them or not. We're not going to be false positive. Right now, I can get on my soapbox about that, but I won't. It's just that it, okay. it did when a lot of people end up kind of yelling at us that we're negative and we like to think that we're more honest. And when things are good, we are as excited as everyone else. There is my soapbox deal. But back to those badasses, Eric. They, they don't uh-huh. care about that. They, they they play their game like they play their game. I, I can't even make heads or tails of it. I really can't. But they ended up picking those two books. So little kudos there. We had a really long spotlight, too. It was about an hour and a half. I think I'll try to mix in a little bit of that in the in-between breaks and whatnot here. But here we go, Eric. It is the Badass Roll Call. Oh, oh. My name is Jim, and I'm here in jail. I'm doing more of my rap sheet, Eric, from the pop yep, culture. Yep, cool. I was working on that. I was working on that before. <laughs> yes, Ted Probst. I love Punchline. We'll get a little Punchline. We'll see if Eric loves Punchline. I think Eric will say, maybe if we sell her more, right? <laughs> Michael Harris, Forrest Pauly Champ, Joseph Wadzik, Matt Razor, Demon 3000, Lady Abby, Matches Balone, Niels T. Wart, Cuddle Camp, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jagger, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill, Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lamar, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, I haven't people. heard from him. He might have been eaten by, like, coyotes or something. Dingles, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Don't Need Him, My Man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon, Mark, Our Man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, He's on he's on cloud 50 up there in Buffalo with that team. He loves the Josh Allen and double Aaron there in Minnesota. Shout out to Reggie, all-time great. Beep, boop. Uh, uh. And with that, Eric, we got six books. We have six books here, some big ones, and I'm talking page count. So we're going to go up to Urban that. Especially for Urban Legend. That's like, you know, four books right there. I know. I know. It, it, it kills me, too, especially when... I'm reading and I'm like, what are these words? Like, really? Aren't these picture books? I thought. But yeah, we're going to be going into that and a bunch of other things, trying to make heads or tails of what's going on in this DC universe, this crazy thing we call life, Eric. But with that, we're going to skip this. I, no songs about you having venereal disease. Like that, that it's not the time for that, Eric. It's that that's gone. It's that's pretty spooky. Last, that's last week's news. Now, they, is it spooky if you spooky had a venereal disease? <laughs> my dick's on it. That's the thing. I would really, you know, be crazy because I end up thinking I have stuff like that. Even when I was like seven, yeah. I'm like, I think that I have a venereal disease. Like, were you ever with what? No, I've never been with anything. But I like that you that, know what a venereal disease, though, is at seven. Yeah, it might have been a little later. We we had heard about them at school or somebody passed college down the line. Right? What's this now? And my my third son brought it up that they had an assembly. I'm like, what? Venereal disease? That sounds crazy. Uh, but yeah, we'll skip that this week. Right? You, you with me? You gonna, we want to skip that? I have no we? idea what you want me to do here. Do we? Uh, we will. But we're going to go off now and let's get into the books. Like I said, we have six books, bunch oversized. So let's get into that right about now. Hey man, why 
right in your face. The magistrate will come and rip that mask off your face. Hey man, the future state is insane. Hey man, the Gotham's down the drain. Hey man, well Batman said now blam blam. He said he had to save it, but he up then he. I'll lean on me man, cause the silence's gonna stick it. In the magistrate's city I'm the only army man Cause they ain't got time to check it In the magistrate's city They gotta say It's not right all right, and here we are in this first section, Eric, big Batman section, but also a bit of a Fear State section with at least one oh, man, and a State? quarter of the things tying, maybe even a little more than Outsiders. It kind of mentions Fear State in the Batman Urban Legends, but when we get into this, me and you were talking before, Fear State, in my mind, hasn't really kicked off yet. I mean, you haven't really done much. You kind of meander in the main book and the other time books. You know, we're trying to do their thing, but at least they're There's main too books. much going on with Fear State because when you expect Fear State, you have the Scarecrow looming in the background. His whole plan of a Fear State to change the populace of Gotham. Then you have the Magistrate, a fucking load of goddamn robot cyborgs, something like Peacekeepers going on. you got the new fake Oracle, the Seer in some books, fake Oracle and others going on. You have so much, and none of it really feels like it is a, like, you know, something that will come together a as a whole. deal. It doesn't yeah. feel. And, and with that, at least in the regular books, like a Nightwing or a Catwoman, you know, detective, that sort of thing, you still have your other parts of the story going on. When you get to Catwoman, she's there and you end up having the stray. It's an alley town. But at least you can have that, like, but when you get into this. up to you right now. Who who knows? Hopefully it just burned down for you. Uh, But when you get into something, say, you know, Batman Urban Legends, where you jump into a Batwoman story, that's thrown into fear state. Yeah, you want to sit there and go, all right, like, I like Kate. The minute I see Beth with Kate, I'm, now we're talking. This is pretty cool. But the problem is, is there's nothing really to base that story on because it's just starting. It's only going to be two issues. And it deals with fear state. And it seems like what they have decided, the editors saying, okay, the one thing that we haven't dealt with a ton, ton is this anti oracle seer. And that's easy to kind of. Have that out and about. Don't really do much with it. And it, it throws me off. And even in this, it is full out in the two books, this urban legend story with Batwoman. And then when we get into I Am Batman, full out, just see her. At the, Somehow the point. these two stories, I Am Batman and the Batwoman story and Batman Urban Legends, are ahead of the schedule of everybody else and are saying the seer when everybody else has no idea yet. Yeah. And, and that feels weird. Then... You end up in this little story, this Batwoman story and Batman Urban Legends when we get into it. The idea you're, you're upping the ante of the seer now who knows everybody's like it, it's crazy. I, I don't even know how to describe what the seer's powers are and what they know and don't know and how they can enact what their powers are to like show you things. This is the idea like, oh, like here, like just imagine this. Here's a video of Jim walking his dog, okay? And that is what happened. This is what the video. Now the seer just could make it. You know, Jim's crossed the street and flipping his dick off a kid. The, well, I mean, isn't one of the same? This is real. B. I mean, I'm like, it, it was the seer. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you it's 1986, and I'm like, oh no, it's not your state. Uh, the thing is, it's it's really pushing the seer. It's not just being anti-oracle now, because anti-oracle. I mean, oracle. What is oracle to? And I said this at the beginning. When the voice Barbara of reason gets, in a scared yeah, but city. It's more of the information network for the Bat family than a scared city. Because when I said, I didn't really get the 
full connection of, hey, everybody, it's me, Oracle, you know. It's like Wolfman Jack doing the top ten. You trust Wolfman Jack, right? So you got and then it, it gets interrupted. Well, it kind of works a little bit more with the idea of what Oracle used to be, you know, before she came back as Batgirl and put all this stuff behind her where, you know, when she was full-time Oracle, you haven't dealt with that a lot in the 10 years. And now that she's doing it and everything matters after death metal, you can see it meaning more than it has been lately, at least. Well, the thing is, I, I never really saw a lot of those stories of the limited things that I've read of that, of her actually calming the city down by going, okay, it's Oracle here. You know me, Oracle, and go. Now, with this anti-Oracle, I think that now we're starting to talk a little, you know, social commentary of the deal of what you believe. Do you believe what you see? The idea of a Twitter or Reddit and or Instagram, all those things. Do you believe being, in ghost adventures? Yeah, well, Who knows? you end up right now. They just had 60 Minutes just had a huge expose on deep fakes where they are starting to worry that you could just decide. I'm going to have Tom Cruise endorse this product and you could deep fake and it looks like Tom Cruise is endorsed. And that, so you know, cool. with that stuff, <laughs> scary. seriously, and, and just as an aside, Eric, as you know, most tech is driven to the start, at least from porn. Obviously, you, you look up the deep fakes, you're going to see that that is true here, too. I, I don't know. I heard about this, but you, you, so you, you have yourself clean. You have this with the whole. At Seer, now to me, they're trying to up the ante. They're trying to make it the idea of social media and people getting, you know, in a frenzy about things. And it, it does come down to even the politics of, you know, recently in the U.S. and stuff like that with one section. They don't believe that this happened, but then there's a video out there that shows this. It's not real and so, all so that. So fake news? Well, it is. And, okay. and that's what, well, that's what anti-Oracle is. And, but you see that, you know, the whole, idea that people believe that well, i mean it's, it's that, QAnon, the idea what, where, where i mean you, i hate to get too political but that's all anti-oracle well, even the idea where you go on like twitter like you were telling me the other day where somebody was telling you how this one series it's four issues long it's gonna be 12 issues and you show them on the cover where it says number four or four like you photoshop that and like people will not even take the time to go and look for it themselves but the idea that somebody can do this with anything they claim anywhere any given time because the technology is like readily available to them it is a dangerous time yeah, and so that's, like I said, and the idea of the fear state again. Now it's starting to get more and more, like I said, about like that QAnon where, oh, these people in Hollywood, they end up drinking baby blood and, and fluid from their thing. And I don't get it. I don't even Gina know Cone? what half the stuff is, but people believe stuff because when they see it out there and it's presented, they, I've told you, Big well, Bob. I'm not saying everybody's with. vampires. I'm just not going to come out and say that. <laughs> they may be. I mean, I see some of these people that you know. Uh, uh, what's his name? Paul Rudd. He's doing something. I mean, if he's not eating babies, <laughs> I don't know how. that guy is not aged today. He's a vampire. This is the idea where you have Paul Rudd who played Tommy Doyle in Halloween Six back in 1995, one of his first movies that includes at the same time. You have Anthony Michael Hall who's taking up that role in Halloween Kills that just came out this week. Those two are a year apart. Look at fat-ass, balding Anthony Michael Hall and look at Paul Rudd, who are pretty much the it's same age. Like, it's ridiculous. Look at Tom Brady. This guy's having the, the best season of his career at this point. He's a vampire. vampire. He's a vampire. So what you're telling me He's now is that we're babies. promoting the idea that most of America is vampires. I, I'm telling you, I'm down for it. Now it's that we talk about it, over here. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'll just, I think Sears is around. Yeah, that's what you get here. And, <laughs> what and then, this is and, what the podcast is going to be now, our conspiracy theory about yes, vampires in America. Everything's vampires. But it has nothing to go with what QAnon talks about? No, no, it's our own thing. The Wolfman. I'm just saying it's Wolfman now. The Wolfman. You get a little hairy when there's a full moon, but then other times you end up being your sexy self. I mean, seriously, it's heaven on earth, as Belinda Carlisle sang back in the day. I don't get it, but 
that's where I get And the thing I have a problem with though And we'll get into this in a second Is that when you get into this Batwoman And even the I Am Batman We already have too much going on You said And it's funny to say oh, that oh, in I a, want a scarecrow yeah, And Fear State You say there's too much going on But there's too many pieces Not a lot is happening really overall But you don't know who to focus on and, well, and even what is going on as a whole, because we have everybody doing their own thing on the basis of something like the magistrate, which we have seen in the future, in the future state situation, where you have peacekeepers, a bunch of different ones. You have cybers, you have freaking, maybe freaking like, you know, immortal freaking robots for the Lazarus resin. I don't know what they had going on, but when you introduce this whole thing and you have in some books really do appear to be cybers, you know, like, like Fox tech, like robots. They're out on the street poisoning everybody. But in other books, you just have people that are in armor that say PK on them, but they're not peacekeepers. They're just something that, like, nothing feels cohesive. Yeah, as an example of that. They're telling the story throughout the different issues. Batman obviously isn't going to kill anybody as a code. So when he ends up going out, they're actually robots so that he can re- literally rip them it's apart. It's like the Foot Clan in the Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja they, Turtles cartoon show. Rip them apart because, oh, we're allowed to rip apart, you know, robots. robots. Then you see the same exact things in this. Batwoman deal and Beth oh, at the end. Oh, I didn't want to kill it. Also, at one why, point, we'll point why it out. Why are the robots saying, ah, why, why was I programmed to feel pain? Why Poor did you robot. put a fear sensor and pain sensor in here? I yeah, want to Fox die. Tech. Oh, my goodness. That was just that they did that. But I think that what happens with this, with this seer, and especially in this, where it really ramps it up. I know everybody's identity. I can deep fake all that. Now, now it ends up where I thought that the anti-article was a cool enough thing to kind of rile up some people, but also have Barbara and Dick Grayson Somehow, in the book go after that. oracle has even surpassed that gigantic robot oracle that we had previously in the Batgirl Man. series. It really did nothing, but should be more like this, it feels like. It may end up being that. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I, what I don't happened know what to that robot. And I think it was just, I am disconnected. Was that one of the gifts that Lex Luthor gave it for some reason? Yeah. It ended up like, now I will go to sleep and dream of electronic sheep. And then it goes off, right? Uh, but we'll get into this so we can talk about it in full. Batman Urban Legends, number eight. And there's a bunch of different things. The creative teams will go in each individual story. But here's my overall deal. This issue of Batman Urban Legends starts three ongoing stories and has a one shot as well. And I said in the last issue, not knowing what this one was going to be, I was worried that we we're going to keep just getting one shots. And one shots aren't going to stick with you all the time. They don't They're just the there. Yeah, yeah, they don't. But the one shot. To me, is a forgettable story with Professor Pig that feels like an amalgam tale Still from the Tom best King's one. <laughs> Batman run and the ongoing uh, go from an outsider story that may be the most important thing going on right Not now, but is a bit of a convoluted deal to a boring Azrael story to reintroduce the character before he turns up in Arkham City. In between all that is a Fear State Batwoman story that feels a little disconnected to the actual event, but it's cool to see Kate Kane and her sister Beth nonetheless. And yeah, when I saw the cover, I was in. We like Batwoman. Sure She's do. a cool character. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't get a lot of exposure. When I see that it's a Fear State, I'm like, okay, I wish maybe it wasn't, but Urban Legends Fear cool. State time with all these different stories, which is cool to the degree where, like you and I, we talk about the idea that we talk about Forever Evil a lot. And when Forever Evil is going on, you have all these different characters in the Bat family who have all these different books, but not everybody's dealing with, you know, like Batgirl. She's not dealing with the crimes that get taken over Gotham City or anything along those lines or all the villains taking over the city after the crimes that get dead. She's just doing her own thing because she had no tie-in. So when you have the situation, you can put in 
four different stories of people in the bad family in this and show how they actually are reacting to this. Say, that's a cool idea to have to use this book in it. But also, at this point in time, Fear State's kind of a stinker to me, so it's not all that exciting on top of me liking the idea of it. Yeah, and this story, again, you get Kate, Batwoman, you end up having her sister, Beth. She's out of the asylum. She's trying to work through her Red Alice problems. Having some right? problems with working she through because Red problems. Alice keeps rearing her ugly head, but, you know, Beth is being able to maintain this whole, like, identity that she has of herself and suppress the other one. And that's cool because that changes up the character enough to let her be in the book with Kate because that's something where you, you have her around a lot of the times, but it's always like, oh, my God, when's she going to well, turn? When's she going to go? With Maggie Sawyer. I know not, it's not exactly. Maggie, sorry, but Maggie, uh, Maggie. Kyle yeah. in the Catwoman book it's because exactly I wanted that. Catwoman to have somebody like her sister who was prominent before in the series, before Flashpoint. But to come back and be someone that can be like, you know, a, a voice of reason to Catwoman, whatever she's dealing with, we never did anything with Maggie in the series, and now she's gone. Yeah, and with that, this is written by Alyssa Wong, art by Vasco Ogurgiev. Colors by Rain Barreto and letters by Becca Carey. And Alyssa Wong is the uh, gal who is writing the Dr. Afra book over at uh, Marvel. So I, I'm aware of her writing. She's okay. I, I don't mind her. I think she's a pretty good writer. It's just that I don't know how much she knows of what's going on, what she's been told. And it just feels like this is like she's a weird. It, it, it feels like, though, like there's like some weird, like it's like a step off of what is going on. But really pushing that idea of, okay, let's get the greatest hits out there when a Montoya shows up. I don't know why she's flashing the bag. Yeah, I I wonder why she's flashing the bag. It seemed a little over That's a power move. Come on. It it seemed that way. Uh, But the idea, oh, your sister's here. Is she okay? Yeah, she's stable. We're trying to work through that. I like the whole stuff with, you know, Beth. And Kate, I think well, that's really cool. But Renee Montoya just kind of shows up and leaves. Well, uh, Renee you know. Montoya tells her, but like tells Kate what's going on with the idea of the Bat Family and her like being against masks and stuff like that, and like giving her the four one one. That there's a video that's been released that looks like a Sandra Kane Batgirl is out there killing people, and like, hey, you might want to check on this, but also do it on like the down low because also you know no masks in Gotham right now. Commissioner, you know Renee Montoya telling you this. Please be safe. But it's a weird back and forth where you want to push that connection that these two once had, but it's still one of those ideas that they are exes and they did not leave on great terms. Yeah, and you end up having a, a decent enough deal where, you know, there's Renee. Oh, you're going to tell me that your sister's living. Like, what, what do I have to tell you? We're not dating <laughs> yeah, anymore. We'll now, where I say that things are a little off in points, when you have Renee Montoya off, we've already seen in the main book that Batman has full out gone to Renee and spelled out everything. Even the idea when you have this video, she comes to them as if it's like, that's real. I know it's real. What is this Bat family doing? And that she goes to Kate is odd because Batman was full well, out going with her. This takes place before that, though. Now, it does it. Does it actually say it? At the one point, say it that takes it place before the one issue. And it was after, like, you know, when Batman was still believed to be dead. And no, Bat- that was- just says that, oh, I thought he was, you know, he, it doesn't say that. That's just saying when she mentions, oh, they even reported that he was dead. Yes, yeah, so I, I just, I just at this point I believe that like she just hasn't come across Batman. He hasn't gotten his mind yet. No, right I don't. I yet. don't even think that. I think that this is in the here and now because of what's going on with the anti Oracle and the Seer. I, I don't. It doesn't say anytime this takes place before. It just ends up where Kate ends up talking and said, "This anti Oracle said Batman is dead. Maybe that video is anti Oracles too." And then it says, "Cass finds Batman alive as Batman in one twelve. I don't think that that would be. Then, because now you're really off, because when would this have happened where Batman would have been really up in arms about this? 
Well, he I was kind of losing off. his mind at that point. Well, I'm in time. saying even Oracle and stuff like that. This this is too big. This idea of a video showing Cass killing that it wouldn't have been a big deal in those other books, though it's just thrown in here. Uh, but maybe you're right. I'm going with the idea with all the cybers out there and everything happening and. Anti-Oracle now going. Can we, can we even cybers anymore? Because now, what is Fox Tech doing? I know, I don't know. Giving people like almost enhanced armor, almost like how he used to build stuff for Batman, but now it's for peacekeepers, but not peacekeepers because they're individual like, you know, soldiers on the streets who aren't designated as peacekeepers. I don't know what to call them anymore. And, and the other thing about. Cause they are men. Well, I mean, even, yeah, Seer, Anti-Oracle, that sort of thing. It seems like it's pretty common knowledge that oh that that's just a fake that that's not Oracle even Renee Montoya knew that you like say I that, said but everybody is freaking going to arms on the streets and making their own freaking little groups of, of attacking people and I am Batman based on what the Seers telling them yeah and again though that doesn't feel right then either because that really has just no magistrate at this point in time a, it, you have to grab all of the stuff that's going on because at least this book and I am Batman are calling this this person the Seer. And for what's going on, like, I don't know if Batman, I am Batman's a little bit further in the future, but he knows, Chase Fox, that is, that, you know, the Bat family are going up to the Scarecrow. No mention of the magistrate, but I still have to imagine that it's an anti-mass situation with Detective Chubb and well, Whitaker talking about thing. it. But then you have the Seer is the main, like, uh, antagonist of that book, and we have to deal with that. Well, what's another thing that's weird in the I am Batman and in this, you do get, a you know, a big mention of the anti-mass. We, we've kind of left that behind in the actual main Batman meeting detective comics. They they are going, we have mentioned it week after week, the idea that they're all going willy-nilly out in mass, even well, the bad of, guys. Even like Catwoman and Nightwing, I think, were attacked because they were lured out as mass before. Well, that was the, the thing. The Remember, that was the thing that, that they were more lured out as part of the Bat family. And that was a setup from Antarctica. And in this, it really does feel, again, that where we thought it was something separate from the magistrate, but the seers right in with, with the magistrate, setting up things for the cybers or peacekeepers to go and take care of business, which is odd. But even like in the detective uh, comics, is it you for end up them or is it for the seer who just wants these people off their well, chest? Like the, his the chest right This is I don't I, I, go with, I don't know agenda. Uh, I go with what they say in this book completely. Kate Kane says that this seer doesn't care about anything. It's just having a grand old time. And and if you're gonna have you know, Alyssa, if you're gonna have Alyssa Wong though, who really isn't involved in DC Comics, say that line through Kate. I think that she's told to say that because it's very odd that you would just throw that out. What's the agenda? Or who's they, who are they working for? Oh, I just think they're having a grand old time. I just think they're stirring the pot. And then that lessens it, even when you're making it bigger. Uh, but again, I like the action. I like having, especially with Kate going in cast. That's a pretty cool well, connection it, there. It, oh no, having Batwoman and Batgirl, Cassandra Kane together, like that is a really cool pairing that you don't get to see pretty much ever. And I think it's great that we have that here. Getting back to the Seer and what they want, it, do you think that it's almost along the lines of what we saw in Catwoman, where the Penguin and Riddler want to get the gang back together to take over the city while everybody's losing their minds, like going after like all these different things? Do you think the Seer decides, like, well, why not right now? Because everybody's losing their minds. I'm going to go and do my thing because I can take over the city because the masks are freaking like running themselves ragged. I know that this would be crazy and it would be really stupid and kind of thud down. Is it just the I, calculator again working with Penguin I'm, and I'm telling you, I, if it was, I'd be in. I mean, that, that at least is something. I have a feeling that it's going to turn out because we're going far he's, enough. He's Oracle's biggest threat and like villain. Yeah, I, I think I think that it's going to be some just kid that's online doing this. I think it's going to be that stupid a thing of it's just some kid who's online knows the text some and it's just like hey, ass yeah. kid. That's what, when Kate says, ah, "I think they're just goofing around and just having their kicks." I'm like, I'm going to go with that, especially also when 
keeps going her, her, she, her. It's weird when you have somebody, again, that isn't really involved in the DCU, just comes in for a one-shot, but has some specific things Well, saying. that's the thing is, the, the video that is, you know, not the person, it's just, you know, yeah, a weird deep deep fake that's created yeah. at this point in time, is a woman that's putting this thing on, but it's also the anti-Oracle, which Kate does know to be, a, like, you know, Barbara Gordon, a female character, so I, I think I can see why someone would put those pronouns or something just without having any knowledge. Well, I'm saying she knows that it's not Oracle, it's anti-Oracle, and just says, instead of saying they, they and I'm telling you, the only way I'm, I'm not going by in story of Kate not knowing and thinking that Oracle would always be a girl, I'm just going by the idea that when this goes through editorial and they have to check their P's and Q's, these things get through, and I think that that shows you something. What it is like if this was James Tyne, and I'd say, okay, he knows the full story, he knows what he's doing. I think that Alyssa Long probably has to be spoon-fed a couple things to get going, and I think some of these were that sort of thing. We'll see, but just the idea that Kate just out of nowhere goes, "Yeah, I think it's somebody trying to get the kicks." But I like this. I like seeing Kate. I love Cass. So they're going around doing this while they end up leaving Beth. Back at the apartment because Batwoman had to go out and pretty much save Cass. I mean, there's trouble trying to get a hold of Barbara, can't get a hold of her. And then that's when you up the ante with the seer that all of a sudden they know, even have photos and video of no. Kate and Beth that day getting pomegranates, well, that's, right? Even that's, that too, that's the idea is like, I know who you are, Batwoman. You're Kate Kane. Like, he, 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 I know everything. Okay. He, 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 maybe is a little bit, you know, <laughs> I, I can put a, like a female okay, pronoun to that whole thing, but, like, but I know everything about you. Like, I do he, he, he sometimes, but still, but Cassie's favorite flavor of milk tea is almond. I, I don't know what milk tea is, but I'll believe her, but she gets it three times a week. Kate doesn't like pomegranates, but her sister Beth does. I'm like, I said, I'm like, you know, like you might know who these people are, which is dangerous. The shit you're telling me, you don't really know. It these is people. pretty funny. Right? The idea it's just that, you know, little the observations. It was just that day. It's like me. I'm going through. Oh, what's Eric getting there at the grocery store? Oh, I know you, buddy. Uh, I remember. Remember, I told you I was behind John Popper so that's, in that's, line. That's why I always buy Magnum condoms, just in case anybody happens to be watching well, me. I was behind John Popper, a blues traveler, in line at our local giant, and he was yeah. getting Duraflame logs and guns and ammo magazine. I, mean, I know I knew him. I know <laughs> all about John Popper. <laughs> and and a lot of junk food. I'm like, yep, I think well, I know thing. John Popper. When I was a kid working at Regal Cinema, I brought his had to bring all of the food that he got at the concession stand to his seat with him because it was that much. I'm like, yeah, I think I know some things about John Popper. It's called diabetes. Yeah, yeah really. He ended up losing a lot of weight at she one did. point, and then just, he looked odd. He, he didn't look odd. No, I think he's still out and about. You okay, know, probably I, haven't right. heard of, I haven't heard it in a long time. It's one of those things where I can believe that he died and I just forgot. No, I, I'm telling you, there's a probably 87.5% chance right now he's playing the harmonica, Eric, is what I think. But yeah, this all I leads to... Fix it. This all leads to this seer saying, oh, and I even know what you got back at home. And then somehow has that full-out transformation, Red Alice, you know, Beth, oh my god, I gotta go home. I like this, though, to show that Boy, that Beth, she knows how to, to handle herself. But even before that, we get to that thing where Beth Cass, does not know how to handle herself. Red Alice knows yeah, how to handle and I, herself. Again, there's a slight little thing that I do like. But even we were joking about it when Kate and Cass are fighting what we thought were cybers. Ow! Ooh, I'm like, what? What's going on? Oh, what there's people program? inside that armor. Yeah, and then when you go back to the apartment, 
you do end up seeing that Red Alice came up because Red Alice is that protection. That's the disassociative yeah. disorder type deal. When she is threatened, it comes out, and it would. And but she's she, also a supervillain who wants to kill people all the time. When she got a bloody knife, right? Like I don't the, think she's idea, making jelly sandwiches. The idea of protecting Alice, uh, Beth is one thing, but when Red Alice comes out, Red Alice has her own prerogatives besides for self-preservation and also saving Beth. Because even the idea, which I think is the greatest part about this story, is that. The idea of the seer and trying to figure out who this could be and trying to get to the bottom of it. Ethel is no help, but she thinks that Red Alice might be. So after all the struggle that she's gone through and all the she's times that she has tried to, that. exactly, she's trying to get over this thing that has haunted her past since, you know, Kate and her were little girls. And now she's going to have to bring it out for the greater good of my. That's a cool story. And that is I a like cool that. story. And that's a cool way it's to, gonna kill to angle Kate. it in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's going to end up, it could end up. There's Beth. She's off. Red Alice, again, can't control because she has gone through a lot of therapy to get to this point to control Red Alice. But then at the point, like, okay, I'm only good. Like, she even you can even get that idea. I'm not really worth anything as Beth. I can't help with any of this. Well, Red Alice an, has connections. That's the thing. I have an idea. I know some people who might be able to help us, but you know what? They're not going to help Batwoman. They're not going to help Kate. They're not going to help Beth. But Red Alice, they'll listen to. And I love the idea. It says, but if Red Alice <laughs> commands them to, they will come. I'm like, she is well, this is this isn't going to go well. It's but. such a cool idea, though, in the background where I, I, I maybe it's not a cool idea because it's something that I'm latching onto. It's almost like it's a desperate grap, grasp that I'm giving out here. But the idea that this is going on while all this other fear state stuff's going on, I want to have this story more than I do with, with anything else going on in the Bat family for the most part because it's so disjointed. At least with this, I'm like, oh, I don't get to see this very often and it's doing something interesting with the That's character. why I liked it. I did. I, I would have loved it. Like, you end up at the end, Beth's like, listen, we can't really do much, but can we call our others team? Get Bragman in here and that's your thing. Get Quite them back. Face. Oh, that was great. Uh, yeah, it's good for second them. chances. Well, I was thinking that would be a better version of that second chance type deal to do that, but we're not going to get that. It's just too bad that Ragman right now is actually busier than Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not at the end of this podcast, Eric, but that's no, the end no, of that. Still. It's it's a two-parter. Well, you go into this next deal, and you do get Christian Ward, a artist, being able to write his first story, and he's writing a little pig, little pig story with Professor Pig. A what? Uh, it, it is a... There you go, Eric. So you end up having Christian Ward write art, colors, and then Steve Wands on letters. And that's cool. Getting his chance. The thing is, it's fun just because the idea of Bruce Wayne as a child having, you know, his father tell him the little pig story. It's a little harking back. You thought it was very Tom King for what we got with the the Russian beasts in the pit and stuff like that. Yeah, the animals in the the pit. It's a little bit forced. I'll give you that. And it felt like nightmares through the art. So I'm just saying, it it ended up kind of getting Is it just because of that one nightmare with Professor Pig? Well, there was Professor Pig, but this does have that nightmarish quote. Well, you're always going to. Professor Pig's a nightmare. I mean, really is. That's what I like about it, where you putting up this weird front of an idea of the little pig story and the big bad wolf and like, Professor Pig is one of the only villains in my mind that really hit from Grant Morrison's run on the Batman. It's one of the villains that I actually still latch onto, I think. No, not Toad. He's dead, Jim. Mm-hmm. But that's why Maybe he didn't really get Infinite Frontier. <laughs> Everything matters. Well, we recently had his brother pick it back up for some reason. I don't even remember what story that was, but that was weird. But the idea that you have Professor Pig here making his Dolatrons, kidnapping children and trying to perfect them through his weird freaking, like, you know, like surgeries. I like the character because he is so scary in my mind. When you have Batman trying to get to the bottom of it because you need Batman to stop this man from, you know, making more Bellatrons, ruining more people's lives. And when you go through here with the idea of the little pig story, 
I think it works well just because of the Professor Pig angle. I don't know. It's not like great like uh, symmetry Synergy. and storytelling yeah, or whatever it is because yeah. it's just fun, though, I think, the way it works. It's okay. The weird thing about it is it's a one shot. But yeah. I actually – I'm getting a little – we've mentioned already. We seem to mention every week Forever Evil. The idea that we have Fear State going on, and, and even in this book, you don't have all Fear State tie-ins, but you end up having Batwoman tie into Fear State. The next story, we end up having the Azrael story. That's kind of a setup to the Arkham City. We end up the last story, Outsiders, that's an infinite frontier deal. And even as you go through all of the stories that we're going to talk about, except maybe Blue and Gold, everything seems like it's tied into something big. It's the beginning of something. It's an end to something, the lead. And I wish that we would have had a Professor Pig because of the idea of Fear State. I mean, he is a wacko, right? I mean, he is legitimately. Well, Laszlo, he scares the shit out of a lot of people, but he's keeping to himself. Well, with that, though, I le- he is genuinely, I mean, you're reading a comic book. He's one of the few villains that is genuinely creepy and really I'm trying is to remember scary. if it was Forever Evil when they did get bu- all busted out at one point. I think it was in that book where a dude woke up on a hospital gurney and all of a sudden, he, like, Professor Pig had replaced his leg with his arm and vice yeah, versa. Yeah, exactly. Like, stuff like that. He's, a monster he's like Dr. Up. Nick Riviera. He's going to get in trouble. You mean with that, that you end up where... I would have liked to have seen something with Professor Pig and what he thinks, what goes through his mind in a fear state when he is so much more scary than anything that's going on in that. And well, that's how one he of might the things we've gotten that. away from is the idea that he does want his mother's approval and she's been dead for years. But the idea behind that where he is just going off and doing his art in this. And like, it's not like he is like bound by any idea or thing. It's just create me some Dullatrons. What I'm saying is I, to make it bigger, I would have liked to have seen because of that, like, he could look and you can have, I don't know how it's tied, what you would do, but the idea that the sphere state and what Scarecrow seemingly is doing magistrate, that's not art. That's not to him and somehow get a little. And now even with that though, just to show, and again, this is just the one shot. It, it doesn't have to be in the time right now or whatnot. Batman goes and I'm like, you know, you, you better keep the, the Mad Hatter's number because I think you're going to want to talk to him again later when you figure out how this whole fear state's going down. But that's the part I we did like. We don't have to think that this has to take place no, it in fear it's a one shot. It, you don't have to, but it made me laugh. And if you do think about the idea of how Laszlo grabs people to perfect his art and make the Dollatrons to make these people into perfect, it is a weird idea because you want to go with it because he makes the Dollatrons to make people perfect in his mind with the image that he has deceived it. And the Scarecrow's trying to do the same thing with the evolution of people through the fear state. So it is a common ground, but with the fear state going on and the magistrate moving into town, it would be like, you know, it would in my mind make, you know, Professor Pig pissed off that there's That's nobody what I'm on the saying. street for him to kidnap that to then too. make his Dollatrons out Yeah, he'd be pissed. I, I could even see him, you know, he's going one of them cybers. It's like, why am I programmed to hate the Dollatrons? Like All of a sudden you have some weird ass shit where it's a Dollatron cyber. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but you don't have to, like we said. A it is weird a dull but, mask over top of a robot face. Yeah, oh, be, be horrific. I, I like when Batman does go through and ask some people. Now, here's the other thing. Because you get know, a, all these guys are afraid of Professor Pig. Oh, yeah, they, Mad because Hatter, he's creepy. Penguin, and like the uh, Ventriloquist and Scarface. But even like the best one is just the Penguin because Penguin's a bad dude, but it's like, one, like, one might wish to look into the dis- disused slaughterhouse. My birdies tell me the lunatic has all but turned it into a fortress. And I tell you this only because I don't approve of messing with kids. But you didn't hear it from me. I'm like, I agree with you, Penguin. Who wants to mess with kids? Professor Pig is a goddamn monster. Yes, he is. He is. See, there you go. The build-up of all of these characters telling Batman where they think he is, and it's just like, you know, him running down leads and the idea that people keep talking about. 
this place over here, it's a fortress. Even when he gets to different places where it's Phosphorus Rex and he's talking about the idea, you can't get the pig. He has a fortress. It just falls flat at the end because it is Batman and in a world where Batman has no money and he just busts through a wall and an essentially a bat tank. It just kind of like, and this is the end, everybody. Yeah, he's there. Again, the show's over. If you're going to have, if Christian Ward comes to you and he's going to explain things, he could say, listen, these are urban legends. Like, this may not have even happened or happened before, but the, at the end of this, well, this, it doesn't is, this is now. Well, no. And, but this is my end thing of this. This is pretty much how I felt going through the whole thing is that just because you don't have a character all the time, Professor Pig, we get now and again. But when we get him, it's it's a hundred percent the same. This is no different than any other thing. It's just Good him for you, making dull. Keep it real. Doing. It is keeping it real. Now you end up having Christian Ward trying. He's trying to come in in this other angle, and and you have to have some. And it's oh, this is the, the little pig story that Bruce heard as a kid. But then at the end, when you end up having the wolf go down the chimney and ends up getting boiled, and the pigs eat him. Part of that story that I think a lot of people you know tend to forget as a kid. I but you end part. up where. You know, I would have been more prepared. I'm a and but really, it it just is not Batman. It's whatever it is at that point in time. But when he shows up at the end, gets out of his bat tank slash battering ram, is like little pig, little pig. I'm like, you know what? That's fun and that's scary. It's funny. I wish that at that point, Professor Pig just shoots him right in the face. He's wasting too much time. (laughs) Little pig. All right, boom, right in the face. It's again, though. To me, it's like Batman and Professor Pig. Professor Pig will show you're up, right. and especially <laughs> in a one shot, you're you're just gonna get the generic Professor. It's okay. Well, again, you talk about the generic. I hate. I don't care for the ending because it is just an abrupt idea for everything they build on. It's just Batman. He breaks breaks through. The day is saved. Everything is over. Out of nowhere. I don't like the ending, but I still think this might be the best one shot that we've had in all of the urban Maybe. legends so it didn't far. Anger me. What was the other one shot? And actually, they were all one shots. Never remember, issue, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But this again. This would be the best one shot that we've had in an ongoing Maybe. bit. I thought we had something like the like the first or second issue that we kind of liked something. But what well, was a Harley? I knew that and I didn't care for it. Okay. Well, we'd have to go back and look. But yeah, with that, again, it's nothing that I'm going to remember and say, oh, my God, it's the best Professor Pig story ever. I will, like because we had one. some green jelly when we were talking about it. Yeah, we did. I mean, you, you don't get that often. <laughs> I still go green jello, but that's me. Uh, the, times, next, old man. the next story, I think that's more of the punk rock deal before they were you're forced all to change You're 1993 when I'm 1996 you're, over you're here. You're 1993 and a half. I mean, it didn't <laughs> last long. I they did. had that video and got sued, right? But we're going to go to the next story, and it is the Azrael. I will mention that the actual table of content, it, it's mixed up. They actually put it wrong, or which is threw it? me off. <laughs> now, unless the next story is a Professor Big story. Asriel and Dark Knight. You didn't realize what we just talked about was the Asriel story, Jim. That's right. See, then it isn't the 100% just like every other Professor Pig. It was Asriel. Asriel. You say that if I ever got the chance to write a Batman story, one of the first ones I would write, if I got, like, you know, let's say a 12 issue mini kind of series or even a 7 issue kind of thing, it would be a Professor Pig story. Yeah, you said that. I thought you were going to say Asriel and kill him off in the first page. You You're know not what? a big fan I of Asriel. I do need some filler in my story because it's going to be a 12 <laughs> issue one. Asriel might show up and get killed right away because Sean Paul can suck it. it. Yeah, you hate him. Uh, this is a Asriel story, Dark Knight of the Soul, part one of three, written by Dan so Waters. Oh, the Lord. Shut up, Sean Paul. Yeah, yeah, you shut your mouth. Dan Waters, who ended up, he's got doing the Arkham City that we talked about last week. Uh, art by Nicola Sazmuzija. What happened in that book? 
I, I, you liked it more than me. I, this True. was it was one of the books that I got shade for because I didn't like it as much because at the it's end I said week, I was but I was sitting there like what was that? I book? said I was pretty bored at yeah. the end of it, and it just kind of all went over my not over my head. Everything oh, does. I'm, I'm a short guy, right? <laughs> a short guy. Is that a book I think about though? Yeah. But uh, that's what I kind of said. Colors by Ivan Placencia and kind letters of. by Ariana Mayer. Now, at the end of that first issue, you ended up having next Ezreal kicking ass and taking names. So you're like, oh, Ezreal. So when you get into this, I this never takes said that. <laughs> this. T- well, that it said that Ezreal is coming into the book. Well, now we get a what appears to be a prequel, not really set up, but says this takes place before. Even at that point where near the end it says this all takes place before Arkham City number one. I'm like. I didn't even know you were dealing with anything. I didn't even know right? how any of this works because the fact of the matter that we have to bring Azrael back to Gotham, have him do Azrael things, but also have to talk about where have you been? Outer space, see Justice League Odyssey. And I'm like, we didn't even explain how Cyborg got back. He was just teleported back. Did he get of, back? Like, and he changed. And I'm like, I don't even understand how any of that worked and what we were dealing with in that series into Death Metal or how any of it mattered. And now we just Ezreal back and we don't need to question it, but they do no, for some they reason. they do for some reason because you ended up having a – I just assumed that that all got erased with the whole death I metal. I that, I'm thinking that you somebody should – with Epoch at Erasing Time. You just say it was all gone. Go and talk to these guys and say, what do you know about Darkseid? You were on a well, team with him at one is. point. You know, he is. Or is he? Or is Light Ray? Is Eric? You end up getting to this. And – I was bored with Arkham City. A lot of people liked it. I'm not saying. Again, I have to step aside. You can like what you want. I was bored. I even said at the point you made the joke, oh, reading's hard, whatever. But there are books that as I'm reading Is through it. Is a joke anymore? I don't know. It's, it's pretty <laughs> much right on the money. But the idea of like certain things, they end up and I don't have a great attention span. So maybe I end up getting bored before some people. But a lot of times. It's almost like a sixth sense type deal. I don't see dead people. I see boring books before people. And then I go and read this the week after, and I was bored again. No, no, and I this don't book, know. This story in the urban legend of Azrael is a very boring story because Azrael is a very boring character who is so one dimensional. The fact that we have to talk about Professor Pig and how he always does the same things, it's the same with Azrael. Like, you know, it Pally, seems like they're trying to change him, though, but not enough. Right? Jean Paul Valley was great when he died before, like, Flashpoint. He was dead for years. And then for some reason, they decided to bring him back in the Batman and Robin Eternal. And then we've done fuck all with him ever since. And now we just have to try to get back the basics. But the basics sucked, and that's why we killed him off. Oh, my God. Where, where, I don't have the hot take. It's I got a hot take. I, I use this. This is facts, Jim. Oh, my goodness gracious, Eric. I'm just saying, be going there. he's the angel of death. He's got a flaming sword. He's going to stop people just like Batman is. And he has to <laughs> work against the so system much. that was brainwashed oh by St. Dumas. I'm like, you were just reiterating the same things over and over again. And just the idea that we have some asshole named Bullet Tooth who looks like a Dick Tracy villain with a hole in the middle because he looked like he, you know, tried to catch I a bullet. I thought it was funny. You look like, look like Bootface to me. <laughs> You know, from, from the tossaways or whatever the hell they, the toss offers. But even I, the idea that you have to deal, like, you know, this is normally something I do love, like the, the normal conundrums that a person will face in their day-to-day life and dealing with, you know, good and evil, which is something basic, you know, and like, you know, above, actually, it's above basic to somebody like Jean-Paul Valley, because this is his entire life, the idea of good versus evil, where he is working in a hospice, and this man that he's talking to, he needs to take his medicine if he wants to live. But Jean-Paul has to think to himself, does this piece of shit deserve a second chance because of all the stuff that he did previously because he was a piece of shit? And I'm like, 
normally I would dig all of this because I love character development, but you're doing nothing but saying, hey, you know Jean-Paul Valley, right? He likes this shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, is that a hot taker? No. I think it might have been. This is almost like a, a penalty in hockey. This is like I'm giving a, a paper. Toxic It's toxic fandom, fandom, Eric. You should like it. As you, you end up, though, with even that. Even when you have the, I'm not, I'm not even going to let you talk about this because this page is through and the guy in the hospital is like, do not worry. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Matthew 634. I'm like, very good. I'm like, yes, we're just going to do Bible quotes. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And, I hate him so much. And maybe, and again, that, that first issue of Arkham City didn't have Asriel. Just imagine how great it's going to be so when he hits before. that. Right? You're going to be like, oh <laughs> I my God. I, I gave it, but it's 10 but times better than the next issue is going to be, here, I guarantee. Here's the thing, though. A religious guy, Asriel, though at this, when Batman comes from, because there's been some moitas, there's yes. some decapitations. With Batman, battle axe. Batman should be a little smarter than to go to Asriel and say, hey, what's going on? There was... People killed with that. Like, why did that point to Asriel? And then goes in, hey, what up? Where have you been? Yeah, space. All right. Is but- it more the idea that, you know, hey, Asriel, there's some people that have been killed with a battle axe, and I know you were back in town. You know anything about this? Well, Batman, I use a flaming sword. I'm like, shut up, Asriel. But when, when Batman then leaves and tells him to keep his nose clean and make sure you don't kill any fools and stuff like that, is it that Batman was actually looking, or is it that Batman has his hands full and he knows, or at least thinks he can trust Asriel to look on this on his own and just like put the, like, the scent out it's there for It's a weird him. connection, though, when he goes and he's like, uh, you better watch your step. Don't kill people. You know, there was a lot of deaths. And he's like, hey. Bullet teeth ended up doing all that. It wasn't me. No, no, no. I'm talking about these drug Bullet dealers <laughs> down the line that ended up being killed. Like, that's why you came here, Batman. You came here because some some pieces of crap. Just because pieces of crap were killed, there are other people that don't like pieces of crap. I'm not the only one who would do that. Now, with that, what's that, what's that Ezreal? You you never really thought about faith when you weren't wearing the mask, but now you're reading the Bible and it's changed your life. Imagine that, John. Yeah, I mean, that is crazy. The idea is like. Yeah, he actually, what that comes off as is Samuel L. Jackson saying, yeah, I read that Bible verse. I didn't really think about it. It was just some nasty shit to say before I killed somebody. What's that, Jean-Paul? Sometimes I still feel we're on the brink of the end, that the dead will walk, the angels descend with trumpets, heralding final judgment. Exactly, Eric. And that's the thing. That's the entire story. But that's the thing. I actually now, with him not being as much of a zealot, but kind of getting into it, the nor- it's weird. He's, he's having a crisis, this guy, trying to figure out who should live and who should die. But the idea of having an Azrael having to deal the with of death, the, the angel of death, dealing with the undead. I actually thought that is actually a really, really good idea. It's just to get there. You went through boring city with a, a take a left at, you know, nonsense avenue because I, it took me up. But when you end up at the end where he's like, oh my God, like, and he looks like, oh, what's this? Cause there's, you know, bullet teeth. Well, we, we got people in Gotham who apparently keep just saying, death has no jurisdiction over Gotham anymore. And like, bullet tooth. He just blows himself up in a building with Jean-Paul for no reason because death has no jurisdiction. He goes to the more Still has to hurt, right? Has a, I don't know how death I'm works. A baby. But, I don't but, like, Jean-Paul goes, has a little talk to Batman. He goes and checks in on the morgue because he keeps hearing this whole thing about death has no jurisdiction in Gotham. And wouldn't you know it? There's zombie bullet tooth walking <laughs> out the door. You know it, oh my god, the angels have trumpeted. The dead are rising. It is the rapture yeah it's funny he's like i hear them the trumpets and i'm like well you you don't that's the funniest thing you don't get any sort of indication that there is a sound going or is he just crazy or is he crazy or are the trumpets to him sound like 
because uh, it's just the zombies? I don't or, know. Plus, or is it just a verse from the Bible? I hear them, the trumpets, c- come forth, horsemen of the apocalypse. Come forth, Azrael, the avenging angel serves your hand to bring about the world to come. He does do. They do one of those things that I know you oh, look love. look at that. Azrael's praying. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine. I, I love when they do this where it's a Spider-Man thing especially, but when the eyes get bigger even though it's a mask. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. Yeah, I know you too. <laughs> so it made me giggle. And then I'm like, somebody call Kirk Cameron. He better not get left behind again because it looks like we're going to end up at the rapture. Eric, not the Blondie song. The actual I think I the Blondie, Blondie song. right now. I'm telling you, when you had Fab Five Freddy walking around that white suit, and had those sunglasses that blinked the eyes, mm-hmm. scared the shit out of me. I'm telling you, I <laughs> ran scared forever because of those blinking you eyes. You were in high school. <laughs> no, I, that, that's actually, that was in the 70s. I was a younger guy. Uh, but I, 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 was, so I was so scared. I was, I was so, and I was really scared. The funny thing is that's looked at as one of the first rap songs, really, because Blondie's doing it. I didn't understand. It was almost like she was talking in tongues with this rhyming and the stealing. And it felt wrong to me. I, it just scared me. It really did. Sh- shortly after that. she's doing incantations. Well, again, though, it wasn't the fun stuff that was like a rapper's delight. I mean, you're not their hotel, motel, holiday inn here. You had the Rapture song, and it was talking about the beast from Mars, and he's eating cars. I'm like, what the hell is going you on? Scary stuff. Like, the beast from Mars eating was. cars. That is. That's scary. It's almost like the fucking purple people eater. You're it terrified. Is. I'm telling you, that defense for the Minnesota Vikings, they were terrifying. Now that's for a little shout out to yeah. Double A run. But with that, also, the monsters of the Midway are Chicago. It's it just scary, right? But no, it, it scared the guy. And then all of a sudden, you oh, end no, up having this guy. And he's walking there. And he's like standing up so straight. And that white suit in the top hat with these blinking lights on his glasses. I didn't know what was going on. I thought that the like world was Like most of ending. our listeners right now. Holy moly. No, I don't even know what's going on. Holy moly. There, there you go. I, I used to get scared Fat easily. Fat Fat Freddy. Come on. Yeah, Fat Fat Fat. I love Fat Fat Freddy, but he scared me then. Later on, I learned to love him. But yeah, by the end of this, I think it's a cool idea to, you know, put Asriel up against something that maybe he would be, you know, against or scared of because of the undead. But well, even in this, I just he's see talking him not about doing shit now because he's like, oh my God, the dead have risen. God's here. I don't need to do shit now. Well, I think also it's like that kind of thing we said about the cybers and stuff like that. Batman comes in, no more killing on my watch. Yeah, they're all undead now. <laughs> now you actually, because you want to see the flaming sword do something. Now do it I? can. Yeah, you don't. Because you're a jerk, Eric. That's a, <laughs> that is a hot take. That's a normal yeah, take. Yeah, that's a hot take, Eric, for you. Toxic. Fan. There's no way I loaded up another hot <laughs> take. What do you think I am? Ah, uh, you go to the next story, and it is the final story of all this. At least we're having fun. That's why I like the idea to think that even if we don't love everything, we try to have some fun, right? It's I the outsiders. So. I prefer but... reading the Azrael one than the outsiders one, just because the outsider one is going to take a lot of critical thinking to get to the bottom of. Well, yes, it will, Eric. Or it's never going to make sense. But you know. Duke Thomas has the light powers, the dark powers, and 30 years from now, arm. the demon arm. The demon arm. The outsiders and fearful Jesus part one of two. You know what's funny, too? They don't too? talk about that either. They never just, talk about his powers. And just think of this here. You end up with three stories that will continue, right? You end up having the Batwoman story. Okay, that's a cool time. Sure it, is. Great. That's only two. That's two issues, two parts. You're like, ah, it's like Should have been four. Then you get the outsiders and the fearful. I'm telling you, this thing seems like it should be six. It's two. 
But yet the actual story straight. That's going to be the longest one. I'm like, really? Uh, you go into this and boy, things are thrown at you. It's Brandon Thomas writing CN Forme. Pencils looks great. Inks by Raul Fernandez. Alejandro Sanchez on colors and Steve Wands on letters. And you get just a ton of stuff. If you haven't read Future State, if you haven't read the backup Outsiders that was in the, I believe it was the, next the Batman? Batman, the next Batman one. And then even some stuff in this book that came back. You are not going to know what's going on. You are going to be so confused. Though I thought that this I read was all gonna... that. What are you talking about? This is Gotham City, 30 years plus into the future state. And I'm like, we have never seen that before. And we have the outsiders, you know, just but continuing on where we left off. But now it's just Duke Thomas riding Teekel with a freaking like demon arm. I'm like, done too. And there's just undead people all around. It's just demons and like, and you know, the fearful has turned everybody in the monster. I, I should. Is it weird that it seems like they <laughs> have, have to have save the future? That they have to have Tico like, transform. Had, I thought we had to save the future already when we were only five years out in Gotham. We really need to save the future well, 30 I years I thought from that now. this was going to be so much for Batman that, Beyond. I thought you were going to proclaim the idea that this is the most important thing. I can't do it anymore. I do you it end week. up seeing Black Lightning is going back in time to not only save himself, but save all of the future. This dark future that starts a future state has to be averted. Because that's when even he becomes this elemental. All right, I'm I, looking. I just, I'm looking at the timeline of Future State right now because I was very curious and didn't think about it until we started talking about it. So like I said before, this is 30 years plus Future State, so around 2050. We don't know we that what? because I'm telling you, he could play it at any point because he doesn't say the start of Future State. I think that they did this to. This could be. All right, but where, we know that you know what I mean. State, though in Future State would be around 2025. But he can be playing off that. Oh no, no, I mean the end of the Bat books and that. I, I'm telling you, they they're just going to throw this out there. But it is like you said around that. Isn't that where the Justice League and stuff well, was the thing around is, that I'm part? I'm looking at it right now for the 2050. God damn it! Because I'm looking at pictures and now I'm trying to figure out if this is right or not. But I believe. That it's Kara Zor-El, Superwoman, plus Yellow Floor, plus Superman versus Imperious Lex. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that could be. I'm telling you. I think that they can play this off where we would say, well, that's true. Oh, but we don't know when it now starts because it's – I think they would fudge the deal that it's just there without saying anything specific. Right, I'm wrong. I just realized. I'm looking at this. And it is the, like, so I'm looking at pictures that somebody took, and it just actually is a weird way that the timeline goes with what it is was. Is it the Justice League? No, it's the, oh. the, uh, the 2050 is the Last Lantern, which would have been the okay. Green Lantern ones. Okay, and that's But also fine. in 2000 – oh, god damn, I'm not even looking at this right because uh, I'm trying to look at this whole thing where it's the Last Lantern, Justice League, and then the DC Future State timeline – where they have this, How I can't get a good you? grasp on what's going on. So I'm just going to shut up about it. But we are 30 years in the future and shit has gone wrong in Gotham it City. Has. I mean, everything, it's like a, a doggy dog world, right? And I have or Alpo Undies. Tico's weird. I, I still think that when Tico comes riding into town with Duke, he ends up having to transform afterwards. It seems like something's like, nah, right, and he's right, yelling. Jim, Jim. because I think that they don't want Duke to ride a human. <laughs> it's so weird. It's still just Tico. And I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah, it's just pretty much Tico is a gigantic black panther, but it looks like it has a horse tail when it's running like that. But it essentially doesn't even transform. I think he just stands up. He does go like, ah, and things look weird. Like he's got little side he arms. Looks like, and he stuff, looks like Panther, right? though, the skeleton would ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I, I like the concept the of these things. But with that, you do have things just the thrown at you. in this timeline, though, of where this should be, though. I'm looking at it now with a full list, and I can understand what I'm looking at. So that original thing I said was Superwoman, Imperious Lex, and uh, Yar 4 is where we should be with this, where we are in Gotham right now. Yeah, and so you have this going on, and, and I know that you hate the idea of people ending 
a run and saying, oh, this is what's going to happen. Jeff Johns did at the end of his Green Lantern. That well, even Tom King's saying, Tom and King. then Duke Thomas is going to marry Gotham Girl, and Gotham Girl is going to kill Batman. Yeah, he I have. follow through with his own stories. No, Dr. Phosphorus. You end up, though, with, I hate when you have a story that's in the, you ended up doing this with John, John Kent with the Superman stuff in Future State, but you do it here like, you just start throwing names out. Like, remember when we fought the metal demons of Rick and Bracken Doom? And you're just throwing shit out there well, to make it seem bigger. Fun and I, too. I hate like, we have the John it. Kent with the Lucha, like the timeline, like the time traveling Luchadors, or whatever it was now. I can't remember, but along those lines. That's like a fun little name. And you're like, oh, that's cool. But here it's like, just, you're just naming shit. I, I don't know. That's all that, that was get, then, too. Yeah, but I'm saying this makes it like, because there's nothing going on in the story, it makes it like, I don't need to know about that. Explain what's happening now, because it is convoluted, and it's hard to tell what's going on, but they end up using all this power. You end up having Duke being pretty much the most powerful person in the future with this He's demon like a Dr. arm. He's fade out of nowhere. Yeah, this demon is. arm, plus his light and dark powers, which are never brought up or mentioned here. But we have this gigantic beam of light shooting out of the old Arkham Asylum, which is called the Ark now, which is weird because it was the Ark before that we had in Batman and the Outsiders, which was Rachel Ghoul's compound that was making metahumans. So it's a weird callback, but you have this energy shooting up out of the ground into the sky, and Duke is harnessing this power to open up a rift to send the elemental cursed Black Lightning back in time to try to make sure that this future never happens. Yeah, and the way to do it is they have to stop this kid who's going to end up becoming the fearful, the who fearful. then will end up making the fear state of Scarecrow eternal, all these things being thrown out. And it's weird. You don't really mention much of the magistrate here. Pull out, you know, the Dr. Crane. Jonah Scarecrow Winfield fear state and, this, stuff. and telling him this whole thing where Jonah Winfield was a student of Jonathan Crane back in the day and stuff like that. and was like, you know, didn't okay, it make you think like dude, the whole thing I'm with you, Ghostmaker? I Ghostmaker sitting right I, next to him I was because of this weird be, connection Because we don't even have his name. I'm like, okay, I'll go with no, this. No, I'm saying this is yeah. Jonah Winfield. Yeah, no, I'm saying we don't oh, have the name of exactly Ghostmaker. When we find out it's Jonah Winfield later, <laughs> we're like, oh, well, Now crap. he's the fearful oh, too? Oh, no, we're in trouble now. I'm fearful. But like, uh, even the idea when we have Black Lightning who goes back in time and sees the Outsiders as they are right now, the idea that you have the Outsiders and there's always a fifth chair for the team that's open, and that's for whoever comes in needing help. This time very about, King Arthur-esque. I, in our feel. I thought that day, was fun. Well, it's kind of fun because we are battling monsters in the center of the earth from invading, like, you know, we're just battling subterranean. Them, you're boxing them. We're boxing them, yeah, but yeah. This, the boxing is winner takes all, and if the like, Outsiders lose the, this boxing match, and then these subterranean people get to go and take over Earth. But Frankenstein needs the Outsiders to have to do this, but I don't know why, because it seems like you have to go through all of the Outsiders, and it only takes Frankenstein to beat this person in the ring, and it's all over. So I have no idea why he's there, but the concept of what we had going on with the idea that you have the Outsiders, the fifth chair is always open for whoever needs help, and it's like the client in the A-team is always going to be the fifth member of the A-team or yeah. something along those lines. I like that a lot. Plus, it brings in other people like Geoforce or classic, you know, outsider characters. Because even the last time we saw the outsiders, we said, and we have a, like a special spot for the next person. You never knew who that was, but it's just going to be a rotating door. To we had heard at stories. that point that it was going to be Tim Drake, and it, it kind of seems at the end maybe that's maybe. the case. But even then, it just still seems this... like he's helping out though, and not yeah. going to be some hanging. But out. that was the talk then that they were going to end up getting him in, and somebody had some inside info or something. But I. I do like the people of Gotham. They are cool, Eric. They're, they are so cool. When you end up having this living lightning come down, these guys are just hanging like, oh, cool as hey, a cucumber. Man, you, you good or bad? 
good. All right. Well, it's one of those All things. Right. It's almost like in Highlander 2, the quickening, when you have the people from the other planet with a different timeline, depending on which version of the movie you watch, flying on jetpacks, going through, and the one guy sitting there seeing this crazy-ass guy with a sword and a jetpack, and he's like, hey, man, you've got a light, and the guy just points a gun and blows up. Like, <laughs> it's exactly yeah. the same kind of, like, you know, energy that you get here with the idea of, oh, man, you one of them good guys and bad guys. Good guys, Come, cool. Comes in like the Terminator, and then has that huge sword. Hey, I'm a good guy. Okay, you need any help? I'm like, these are the nicest bunch of young toughs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and they're like, hey, right, you know, we'll help you. Uh, what's the most insane thing that happened recently? Well, Johnny here shit his pants. Oh, no, you mean big things? Okay, Joker War. Okay, man. No, I'm too late. I'm too late. I ended up because he has to get this kid before he gets toxin, and that would have been around this time. He's like a week or two too late. Which they just seems weird, though, because I'm telling you, we have Jonah Whitfield. He's going around. He's already become the fearful because back in the day when he was one of Professor Crane's students, he was experimented on by the good doctor, and then he was in an insane asylum for a long time. He's gotten out. He's moved back to Gotham to try to face his fears. But it seems like something was actually planned somewhere on the line. I don't know if it's a time travel or somebody who could see into the future and knows what's going on. But he was there during an attack at a subway, which we've never heard of because that's one of the things where people are fearful of a scarecrow attack. But it's never happened in the fear state. So it's a weird thing to say that he was exposed to this well, again. Well, this isn't – you don't even have – like the Joker Wars just ended. So this seems like a – like you said, that we haven't heard of anything like this. So when did this happen or did it or whatnot? Well, this Maybe is going on showing- right now in my mind. Yeah, it's weird because it doesn't or seem right like before it, the fear state. Yeah, I don't think that fear state ha- can be going on. People hanging out, you end up where they're on the thing. Hey, what's the last thing that was weird? Oh, tell those young toughs Those young toughs. There's no magistrate. <laughs> they're going to stop them, but they're like they're not saying. Well, right now, now and the, I don't know what yeah, now now is, yeah, but it says yeah. now at least. Yeah, I'm getting that the idea. Of this is just right in between. You know, we're we're yeah. dealing with those things. It, and the funny thing is, in a weird like thing, right now, Bruce Wayne is just moving to that you know suburban neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, and you end up, you know, Mr. Worth, he's pissed, but he hasn't blown up his, buildings His daughter's together. still alive at this point. Well, that is true. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe the party's going on right now, and, you know, you have that. In my mind... This takes place right before Mariko Tamaki takes over Detective Comics. Oh, the good old days. You end up where I was even thinking to myself, well, no. But you end up where I thought, okay, I'm always trying to figure out shade and stuff like this, because... This doesn't necessarily, in my mind, this doesn't necessarily really feel like you said. It doesn't feel like it would really be the most important thing that would get rid of the future state and things like that. But what it does end up doing, I'm like, are they going to use this story just to wipe out James Tyne? <laughs> like, oh, you're going to leave us and go to that substack, huh? Well, we're going to screw with you and we're going to wipe out everything you did, which then would end up stopping the future state. It had more of that idea, the idea of stopping fear state that would end up going. But even then, it, it, it's convoluted. Well, all we're doing right now, because what we've seen in the future, the magistrates still take over. Batman is like, you know, almost killed by, you know, we have our heroes, you know, spread out and having to be a quick rebellion against the magistrate five years from now, at least. What we're trying to stop is a zombie apocalypse 30 years from now, it seems like, and Duke Thomas getting a demon arm. And Black Lightning got getting cursed into some Soul Taker sword that's not Katana's. It's like the side thing is, well, we want to make our things better, but the way to do that is to stop that future state and make the future better. But then in the deal, you get the, you know, you don't cross the streams, Eric. You can't. And so when they're fighting, they're doing them their thing. Black Lightning Elemental and Black Lightning, they end up touching each other. There's no, a big cop. implosion, and all of a sudden, you get this, like, up above and down below deal I get to see Caliber and Karma I'm like oh my goodness well, that's the I thing is, we have the situation where you have the fearful who and is Kingpin. this 
No, that's not Kingpin. That's Tobias Whale. It does look like Kingpin, When you have Jonah Winfield, when he came back to town, he was in another Scarecrow attack, and for whatever reason, this happened to him. This made it so he almost became a character where he can convert the air, essentially, into some new kind of fear. Yeah, it could be airborne, dude. When he is just around, if you're breathing around him, he will give off this thing to pretty much make a fear toxin that has no like no counter agent at this point in time. So he is the fearful just walking around like a goddamn Dracula in the street. And you know, uh, Black Lightning for the future the needs to man. stop him before anything goes forth. But when Black Lightning and Black Lightning touch each other, it goes all time cop where they merge. I don't even know how to explain this because it really almost feels because Duke Thomas at this point in time is trying to get to the fearful because he believes in his mind for everything he's gone through with the Joker, going after his parents, his mother now missing from what we saw in Batman Secret Files. That he's the guy who can overcome fear and get close to him and bring him down in a peaceful way. I'm like, you, you are the most fearful guy I know because karma got in your head and everybody thought you were a liability. Maybe he's gotten over that, but I don't see it because even when this happens though, when you have this really cool idea where you, I don't know if it's what you fear or what, and you have this dual page where you have the characters on the bottom are heroes and on the top it was a reflection, but it's of their villains like Caliber and Tobias Whale. And like uh, Carmen, stuff like that, and some other characters like um, what was it like um, it was uh, yeah, I'm, Katana's I'm mother-in-law or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing a, a metamorpho villain. But when you have this going on here as the reflection of our heroes, is that the fear of the fearful, or is this some kind of weird ass you know time cop bullshit? I don't know I what don't happened. Know. The weird thing is, is that you end up where even when they're boxing, you, you made this play of almost like Duke. It is back into like they haven't even had the. It was weird because even when Metamorpho goes, "Hey, like I thought this signal kid was a real deal." Hey, it's been a month for him. Metamorpho, his mom's missing. All right, yeah, that's all that's missing. Whatever. It felt weird, like almost like they were even going to revert and maybe change. Like maybe in this, Duke never had that. It was weird that like juxtaposition between the up and down and Karma being almost the reflection of Duke and him yeah. being scared. Then like. Almost like he hadn't done that. It, it's weird. It's really, really weird how this is plays just out. A time frame, though. It's like this is a month after Batman Secret Files. This signal. Yeah, and I was trying to think that Batman Secret Files, though, that went before. That was like the beginning of Duke. That was the beginning of the signal. That in my mind. What? No, no, might... no. I'm talking about the recent one where his mother escaped the asylum. Yeah, but I'm saying even in that, it seemed like that was more of like you were going back a little bit further than the deal. I- I'm going to have to go and look, but I'm telling you, the way that Metamorpho plays out and the way that goes, I think that this might be showing you that some other things didn't happen yet or were happening or never did, and now we're seeing them in the steel. It's just a weird thing where well, this, 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 besides for not seeing any magistrate or anything that really tells you fear state beyond a character called the fearful, this does feel like now, because even at the end of this battle when Tim, like, Drake, like, swings in and he's calling himself Red Robin which we just recently saw him just go back to now, I'm like, this, I guess, in my mind is happening now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but again, fear state isn't happened yet and there's no man it's weird well that's it's the thing is timing. maybe because it hasn't happened yet that's why i said hey what's the last thing that happened joker war man because it's over now and we gave it a name maybe fear state doesn't have a name yet because yeah, it's but still like going I on like i said that the way that he's playing it he had to go back even a little bit further yes, in he had to only go a couple before weeks joker war he because only... he wanted to make sure that he got there before jonah got dosed by that scarecrow toxin a second time but without there's no you know ufo in the sky there's no magistrate there's the people are out and about angle. Yeah, I don't know. I think that they would have played right, it out like in more. That weird, like, you know, it's right off the freaking screen there. It's off the, not in the center of the foreground. You know, the UFO is just off to the side of the It would be weird, though, to be like, hey, what's the last crazy thing that happened? Well, the magistrate, they're kind of running through the street or whatever. It's just, it's a weird deal. It I don't know weird. where. 
where this takes place and what it could be. But when he does end Red up Robin. saying that we can end up changing that future, it seems like it's big, but it's convoluted. I mean, it really, really that's is. The thing is. We're and not then, really changing future state. We're changing post-future state in Gotham that we know. No, but that's the like. thing. He wants it, but if you change it now, post-future state, you can't change post-future state if you're not changing before that. You're well, in we the now. Because all he wants to do is stop Jonah Withold, who had nothing to do with future state. No, but they're talking about the idea that he and this whole you know, fear state and all that did lead to the future state. They were saying that even afterwards, there's this eternal fear state. We never saw it, though, in the future state. I know. I'm not saying that we did. It seems like something that took place after what we saw because the magistrate was seemed in pretty much control this entire time of five years from now. I don't think that this kid skipped, you know, 35 years and then just popped up. Maybe it's just like what he is and how it works mutated over the time and became more and more aggressive and spread out further and further to the point where it became this weird situation where it looks like Gotham is full of zombies. I mean, and and then you're going with the idea that 30 years after a horrific... I mean, the Outsiders book and do... They had a horrific time with the magistrate and stuff like that. 30 years later, they're not just going to go, eh, I kind of like that before... We can go back and change things, but we're only going to change the thing that happens 30 years from now. I mean, remember, Duke was just a mess. The whole thing with Gotham and all that, I think it all ties in that this would be the only way to change that is to get everything, just make a better future. Uh, I'm still putting my chips on Black Adam. Yeah, we'll see. I, I get this thing from the solicits that he's going and I to say jail that, or and something. And he still just wants to chain the 853rd century, so it's even further out there to make I sure mean, his stone Wonder that, Woman and his baby are I alive. Mean, we, we keep going and we keep trying to figure things out. Who knows if DC even has a real plan because just announcing you know, that Bendis is going to do a Legion of Superhero book that they would be able to just say, hey, you know, this is what happened and whatnot, and it doesn't seem like it's going to have any change from what he had. And well, that time you know, not deal. Yeah, but he's doing the deal, and it's in this whole continuity. It's just weird, but uh, yeah, at the end of that, you end up getting Red Robin come in, like you know, Why pretty much like Linda Hamilton. We had the idea that he was called Red Robin previously when James Tynan was actually from all New Fifty Two on, but like when James Tynan took over Detective Comics and put Tim Drake on that Detective Squad team, the Gotham Knights. He gave the the uh, Tim Drake his original costume back, but just gave him the double R's on there because he was Red Robin now. Why is it that we've gone back to the idea that he has been Robin, you know, back to that normal name with the normal costume to a degree, but now he's Red Robin again, but we still have the single R on his chest. Well, I, I think it's just, and the only reason I think he's Red Robin is we have a Robin book with Damien, he's going to end up going back to be Robin with Batman. So Can we have two Robins? Ahead of time. Eh, it would get confusing. So I think they're like, and maybe... How many Green we got? I mean, but it gets confusing. I mean, I'm talking about people who don't aren't in the know. They have no idea. That, but either. if you have this where... You know, Tim Drake's hot right now. I would say that maybe we're going to get a book or something, and you can't have another. You can't have two Robin books going at the same time. So I think they have to change the deal. And I'm sure you you're can. pushing that. You really think you'll have, have Robin how many Batman books? We got going on. Yeah, we don't have to call it Robin though, or like anything like that. I'm because saying though, but if you're going to go with Robin, if it's Tim Drake, have I mean, a Robin's book coming out as well as a Robin book. Yeah. But I'm saying, if you have a Tim Drake, you're not going to call you're not going to call it Robin when another Robin book is going on. Just Robin, Robin number subtitle. one. Well, the deal, yeah. But why do that? It's Tim Drake. You want to have something different so that people go look. So just Robin back, Tim Drake. Just going back to Red. No, I'm just saying, general people, they nobody knows. They're just going to go with Red Robin. It's just what it was. He was Robin for about three weeks when you ended up having Damian rip off the thing. Hey, I'll be your Robin. Really didn't do anything as Robin anyway, so they just went back. But yeah, it's, it is funny that he doesn't change his outfit or anything back. But yeah, at the end of this, 
I get, I'm giving it a 6.5 overall, and I like some of the stories a little more, and most of it, it's okay. It's nothing that really wowed me. I'm intrigued to see what this Brandon Thomas story is, but I do not have much faith that it'll make sense because this didn't make a lot of sense. The Kate Kane, it's great to see Batwoman and Beth. The one-shot professor, it's what it is, and I got bored with the Asriel. But uh, what would you give it? I thought the art was pretty good throughout. Oh, the art's great throughout every story in this book. The idea is, like, why I can give a lot of crap to the outsider story, because it is very convoluted in what they want to do. Like, 30-plus years of future state, and we're in fear state, and all this type of stuff. It gets to be a mess, but it is doing something different with the outsiders, where it is determining what the outsiders as a team are and how they work. Having a cursed Black Lightning who is attached to a Soul Taker sword, which we saw in future state, come back in time to, like, this is some fun comic book stuff that I do enjoy seeing. I just hope that it works out in the long term, in the long run, because right now it's just, it feels like a mess of a story because we're doing all this stuff that we're not really certain about while dealing with a team that is, has a lot of uncertainty about it because of what we've seen so far with it and how it keeps changing and augmenting. Even the idea, like I said, Duke Thomas, he's got the light powers. Now he's got the dark powers and now he's got a demon arm. But we don't deal with any of it in any goddamn story of his, except for like, you know, sometimes he sees light differently. And that's all you ever get. I want to have some cohesive, concrete storytelling involving these characters. But it is a fun concept that I want to see more of. Batwoman story is the greatest one we have. Azrael can go fuck himself. And besides for the ending of the Batman story, the little pig, little pig, I like that one a lot. I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next uh, Bat book. And what is that, Eric? I am Batman number two, written by John Ridley, with art by Steven Segovia, Rex Locus, and Troy Petiri. The war against Mass and Gotham escalates now that we see that the Anarchy was killed by the mag- by killed by the magistrate or some crazy other supervillain, but by a kid who was prompted to action by the seer who used cult methods to raise people by to action by telling them that they're special. On top of that, Jace continues to try to find Arcadine's connection to all of this, but the book feels so disconnected from everything else in Gotham because while it talks about what's going on in the other bad books, Jace seems to have the ability to just shrug off the magistrate and take on the idea that he's just going to go after the seer. Yeah, it just ends up taking everything out. And in a weird way, you said it earlier, that Jace just says, well, the Bat family's taking care of Scarecrow stuff. I'm like, are they? (laughs) Really? I don't (laughs) see much of that. And I keep saying, and that's the biggest problem I have, again, going back to Fear State and the idea that I don't know who I'm supposed to think is the the biggest threat because you keep going back and forth. You've elevated Seer in a way of deep fakes and knowing identities in that Batwoman story. That makes Seer big. That's way bigger than just saying that Batman's dead. That's also way bigger than the scarecrow sitting on gargoyles and having effigies. Yeah. I mean, so what are <laughs> yeah. you doing scarecrow. here? And even when you end up having the magistrate, which is, in my mind, the biggest threat but in the main book, they're running scared from themselves, trying to stop Peacekeeper 1. In the meantime, Simon Saint seems like he's throwing up because he's nervous and stuff. So I end up like, where is the big threat? And it's weird. It's almost like that idea that each story you read, you're like, ooh. The seers, the oh no, next story, oh, the, the scarecrow, and they can't decide. And I see what's going on. It's that, you know, you want to keep the big things for the Batman book and things like that, but without much going on overall of a progression, I just end up like, okay, what's Anarchy's this book going to deal Jim. with? And, and this book really felt like, again, it felt more in tune than that first issue. Because so that first issue, I know, if Asriel was right Jean next Paul, to him, you'd be alley. so happy. Zach uh, Morris could cheat you to death, too. The deal with 
that first issue of this that we liked. We actually did like, but it had that weird, askew deal, if you could tell. This wasn't really like this should have probably well, was a future state deal, but now you're was going it on outside of 5G yeah. when I had to like they tried to do some stuff to lead into it this with is the digital title, though. The Second Son, and then it just jumps from there where it just feels disconnected from the second son because of what the story already was, and it's trying to do more, but it's just dealing with the seer and trying to tiptoe around the fact that other stuff is going on in Gotham. We ain't dealing that with that right now. Even with the seer, it's not like really dealing like like you don't get Jace going punch the seer. The seer is right, making people right, riling people up, telling them they're special. And when I get done this book, I like it. I like Chase. I like some of the things that happen. But it ends up feeling so small. And not even small. It like, does so, feel but small. It feels, it's street it level feels more. narrow. It feels like the focus where you're saying it's a fear state. I'm not getting that vibe. And then when you get to it, it is a street level deal. But in a event type deal, an event in quotes. That the sh- there is no street level because everybody can't be on this. So it, it just feels off. I don't mind it. I don't mind. You do end up having, you know, Jace go and he's fighting and he's struggling with the idea of I'm trying to put fear in these people, but they don't fear well, me because they idea. think I'm Batman. Exactly. You know? I actually think this concept that gets to a complex thing, even what we have with uh, Tanya Fox, you know, Jace's mother, and what her motives are with the anti-mask and being, you know, somebody like... Yeah, I thought that this... was a little overdone. That that went on a little too much, but I like it. But I go like on, the yeah. complex like, motivations, what these people are feeling, because you're not going to get a concrete answer because these people are still thinking about how they actually feel and like, you know, what their responsibility with what they feel is. I actually think that's a really cool concept. But when you get the Jace Fox being the Batman, he thought his greatest asset was going to be the Batman to get on the streets and put the fear in the people. But realizing once he gets down and dirty into it, well, people are afraid of Batman, but they also know that Batman will kill him. The, the moment where he actually removes the mouthplate to show that he is not the Batman they know, but he's a black man in the mask, they are scared because now the game has changed. This man could kill you. He is dressed as a bat. He's calling himself Batman, but you don't know his rules. I thought that was a great turn. I thought it was cool. That I think that the progression of it's even better. The idea that he's out and about and he thinks that people aren't going to fear him because they know he's not Batman. Then right on the street it's level a deal, great twist in my mind. he finds it's the opposite, that they end up like, and I... Again, I you saw some kill people. Me, Bats. I know your rules. I saw some people, and it does get to that point, but I think it's done in a more clever way. The idea of lessening the one character make the one, but it works because there would be some guys. Well, you yeah. hear it all the time, though, that like people yelling at Batman. I know you're not going to kill me, and it's like, doesn't mean I'm going to make you yeah, hurt. Well, that's the thing. Before Batman, like this Batman, he's kind of a simp. I mean, recently, I'm just saying the idea that wait, which he, one, Jason Bruce? No, Bruce, because. Okay. Back in the day, yeah, he wouldn't kill you. You're in traction. I mean, he would demolish people. That doesn't even happen as much now. And I and I thought that that was a cool deal where Jace does. Now, again, you're showing the thing, and I'm wondering what is going through their mind when they see that. Like, couldn't Batman just kind of, you know, do some things? I know he might get canceled if he ends up, I mean, really going in blackface. But the idea, though... Does that really show you that's not the Bruce Wayne Batman? How much do they know about Batman and what? But it, it works. It really it works does. It's really good to uh, know that Bruce this would is not get something so that you canceled, know. Though, right? Oh, no, I'm like, telling you, Jay should already, or Bruce, Batman in general should be canceled from last issue. We just like, you know, the interpretation of anybody seeing a video captured on a phone from last issue when it looks like Batman to stop the guy, a kid driving and beating the crap out of him know, on the street yeah, for yeah, no yeah. reason. Like, from what people started filming on the phone, that's the interpretation that would be. Batman just beats up people and weaves out of nowhere for them doing nothing. Overall, this issue, not a ton happens, but I'll tell you, 
my score at the end is almost all based on that deal of you think I'm not going to kill oh, anything. I love that. Uh, oh my god! Like, I'm telling you, these, these complex motives and how you think things are going to work because the idea of being Batman, you should have the fear aspect because that's why Jace did this to begin with, so he could have that as a weapon to begin with. But it's not working for him, and he has to just go back and be something different. But also on the along the lines of trying to be a different Batman, like a more street level, who is more to the people. And now he has to change things. Like he's like you know by issue number two, yeah, we had the second son, like you know pre like you know prologue everything, but. This is feeling like its own kind of Batman. It's not even trying that hard. It's just Jace going out and being a rookie, doing rookie things and learning as he goes and making his own Batman out of this. And it doesn't feel forced, except for when you have social situations going on where when you have Zach Morris being the guy who killed Anarchy because, you know, there's like a kid. He didn't who was, say time out there. He, he did not say time out well, That's the thing is he's blonde and he looks like Zach to me, but his name is Morris. But the, I just call him Zach Morris while reading it. But the idea that he is the guy who just walked into an alley, saw Anarchy, and shot him to death because he listened to the seer. It might as well you be listening to this podcast right now, and you're impressionable. I tell you, hey, you know what? You're special. And you know what special people need to do? They need to be like the, the they need to be the minority out there that is like you know the majority that's going to protect people and be this you know superhero. You take the street yourself, and like if if you're special, you'll go out there and do this. Morris did that. He believed that he was special, and he went out there and did what he was told because he believed that he was special, and he wanted to prove it. He killed Anarchy right there, and there was just some rando on the street that did it. But on top of that, you see there's a bunch of different groups out there who are listening to this here, getting the same ideas. So you have groups of a militia out there, different groups of militias that are like getting together to protect the streets because right now where Jace is, I don't know how it works with the magistrate, but robots... Robots ain't enough, but you got a bunch of posses out there are going to roam the streets and pick up trucks. Which would have been take taken down by the magistrate. It doesn't fit very well. And again, we're talking about we're talking about Seer, the magistrate, and Scarecrow. And in this, you add the, the hidden agenda. Added. The hidden agenda. I mean, it's oh, this group, this guy, oh, the, no, hidden no, agenda, the, the hidden the agenda. agenda. But I'm saying the the fourth bit where you want to get to this whole thing, and then you have to have that, like a bit where it is. People will call it woke, and then like. There's simpler ways to do it or better ways. I'm not going to say simpler, but what you have Detective Whitaker and Detective I Chubb and talk about the forced. idea of a black, like a white kid who just shot somebody and he's not going to get the same kind of thing. Like it did feel very forced. Like I understand what they want to do with it. I say they, but John Ridley, but it's just so in your face out of nowhere but for these the two thing. detectives. They end up fighting. And I thought that, you know, it was out of nowhere that they're fighting. But the idea that it is like, I know what's going on in Gotham City. We're all under siege by agents of the hidden agenda. And then, oh, the hidden agenda, the shadow government that controls the lives. It's too much now. That should be the magistrate. That you end up not mentioning the magistrate. We don't see any cybers. We don't see anything of it. Well, you're dealing with that, Jim. Jace's real concern, though, is still connecting Arcadine to, you know, uh, to the protests in Alleytown right now against the magistrate. So I'm like, you have this Arcadine connection that is really tied into the Second Son digital series where he is trying to bring this guy down for everything that's going on in the last issue with the explosion at the warehouse and trying to get to the bottom of it. But then you have the idea the seer is the bigger concern, but he's not letting the Arcadine thing. And Arcadine just feels like this weird thing that's still waving out there, but not that big compared to everything else, even though it will probably be all tied in together at the end. Again, you know, the seer being tied in the getting, but there's a militia, a bunch of militia groups out. It's like the warriors out there. They've all been taken down by the magistrate, and they end up just pushing the magistrate out of this book because of that. But you do have that force deal between Chubb and Whitaker with the idea that, you know, you end up having Whitaker, hey, you know, this kid, you know, you being or whatever, I know. <laughs> Hey, you got this deal. You go to her locker and she's got salami and a sock. <laughs> Liverwurst. You end up where 
you know, it does go back and forth. Oh, you wouldn't say that if it was young black kid. Hey, don't go with that. You know, we're just talking about what's happening. He's going to be arrested. Yeah, but he'll be able to get that. Like, they keep going back and forth with it just to put, and it just felt there to be there. It doesn't go anywhere. Especially in this, especially in, again, what should be a fear state with a magistrate, stuff like that, which should also be, you know, a connection of what do the police get to do? You have some things in here where I like Whitaker and Chubb. Oh, yeah, but what do what do the police do during a magistrate takeover with the magistrate doing all the bit? Like I wish that you had more of that, but the magistrate is MIA in the well, stuff, it's not even really even in it. Because you have Tanya Fox, the mother of Jace Fox, the you know the wife of Lucius Fox. The idea that she has put her family has put a hundred percent into the magistrate. The idea of Fox Tech and what they're giving Simon Satan stuff like that, and even you know Tanya's whole response on the anti mask because of what happened to her daughter, her blaming the mask like rat catcher for you know. Getting her hooked on the drug, putting her in a vengeance state of state. But when you have a situation where Renee Montoya comes to her, your company has done this. You have the situation where are you going to let this boy who was manipulated by some like overseer that's out there, this seer who's out there, are you going to let him go to jail? And you're not because you know she's a lawyer, Tanya Fox. Are you going to like not represent him? But like you're also going to take this moral high ground where people get shot. Why should he have to like you know not face the consequences when she herself, being a lawyer, knowing how to bend the law? Got her own son, Jace Fox, out of trouble with all this different time. And even when he was subpoenaed during this whole thing, like leading into the second son, there's this great moral conundrum about what Tanya Fox is and her complex, you know, thoughts about the matter. And I want to see this explored more because out of nowhere, this is doing some deep shit in my mind as I'm reading, like some crazy stuff that you don't normally get to see with motivations and comics in my mind. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's just to me, uh, it's just not my thing. The idea of, especially when we see them in the future and both Tanya and uh, you know, Lucius, they kind of were pieces of crap at the end in future state doing some bad stuff anyway and continuing that whole deal. But when you get this all, you know, I kind of, I like the idea though of, you know, they don't bring it up anymore in this. It's just, oh, he shot somebody, he shot, it was anarchy, a villain. Yeah. Like, when can you do this, that, the other I guess thing. you can go with it, but it made me mad. I'm like, I'm just going to say, you know what I mean? And so, what makes it right? What's going on? Because again, you have the, and you have full out militia groups going, but I'm wondering, like, what are they based against in a fear state that has the magistrate? They Dirty seem masks. to be going because of this hidden agenda, this whole deal. And the mask, like I said, most of the mask stuff, we don't really hear it. That much, I, and I was talking about earlier, I didn't get full. You even had the guys working for the, oh, the penguin, moral authority. You know, yeah, the penguin are going around. With the Have crazy you been saying mask that? I just keep on. hearing the moral majority, and I don't know why, but the no, moral I authority say that I'm going by what know. you end up having. You know, Whitaker say that it's the quote unquote hidden agenda that right, ends right. up being the big thing, and there, there's. But again, in a event of fear state, which it's funny, you don't have fear state mentioned on the cover of this. It is in the credits deal, and so again. Was the cover not, done because it was done? And, you know what I mean? Like, it, the cover was done. This wasn't going to be part of that, but now it is. Let's tie it in. This ties in a little better, but not seeing the magistrate yes. and then just having roving gangs. It feels it weird. It feels like, like ADR lines thrown in last second, like after a movie's filmed to try to add another scenario, even though it's not in the background or yeah. in the film at all. Well, and, and what I think should have been done, maybe, you know, just the the idea and I guess they wanted to get this out when they they did. You know, oh, we got to get it out. We gotta. This feels like a book that could have been dealing with the post-fear state, post-magistrate. Say we defeat, and now what is the, you know, 
the people who are protecting the streets and almost like a clown hunter that's going around and killing clowns and all that. But this would have been afterwards. Magistrates falling apart. We've averted that. Whatever happens. And then you end up having people themselves. Okay, we got to go to the streets. We have this militia. We end up having the seer that gets in this. It just doesn't fit very well. It feels too off on its own. It doesn't really feel like it ties in fully into the deal. But I do like some of the concepts, especially seeing Jace trying to become Batman. But knowing he can't be Batman, he needs to be something else. But wanting that, you know, fear and just like that setting up, I thought well, was really cool. a cool idea, too, that we have Vol, who is essentially, you know, Jace's oracle. Send out a message to all the different groups of the moral authority to say the seer wants to meet over here. And they all show up thinking, hey, where's the seer right? And it's just a trap for Batman. And Batman comes in. But he is a goddamn rookie because he has all this stuff going on. Everybody here has guns. And he is just a freaking dude in a Batman costume with some freaking batons. Getting, jumping off a bike. Getting shot over and over. Like, he has armor. But, like, he is getting housed. But the idea that he removes the mask to show these people to add the fear right there. It's just rookie mistake, though, and rookie mistake with all the stuff that he's doing. And I do appreciate seeing that, though, because he is a rookie. Yeah, and then you have... Finding the, his way. Then you have the seer actually get video of it and showing this and showing this on these screens and stuff like that, that this is a different Batman. But with that, I like that he thinks that he's going to go and talk some sense in the whole match. Just first. the idea, like, I love that he reveals that he's not the Batman this guy thinks he knows. Puts the fear of God right into him right there. But when the seer has cameras everywhere, just, you know, doing seer stuff with nonsense, showing another, like, militia, like, this is not the Batman. You heard seer, we got shit to do. I'm like, all right, you have just lost it because all these people might have been afraid of the Batman just because they have the reputation of the Batman. They know it's not going to kill, but you still know the Batman will fuck you up. Now that you know that this guy is, like, not that great at fighting because he gets shot immediately and gets beat up a bit. He does take out the bad guys, but these people are not going to be afraid of Jace now just because he is dressed as Batman. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Again, you twist back to the idea where, okay, I'm not afraid of Batman because Batman doesn't kill. Oh, my God, it's, this it's isn't the Batman he'll kill. Walk right but then, then they're like, well, he could kill, but he's not as good as Batman, so we don't have to be afraid of him again. So it's all back and forth, but I did like that. I, I did think that that was a pretty cool deal. I just think that. Maybe this should have waited a bit. Who's the bigger threat there? The seer in the Batwoman story or the seer here with the militia? Well, the seer in the Batwoman story seems to be doing it for kicks and has a personal vendetta of messing. This is more of like, let's get militias going and let's get going and, you know, tying into this bigger hidden agenda. It's crazy, but I'm more afraid overall of this one. This, this almost one, feels like we talked about before. This one feels more like QAnon to me, where it's riling people up to try to become something bigger than they are. Well, again, I thought that it was QAnon even with the other one when they spell out, hey, look, the Bat family's killing people now. Batman's dead. They're eating their vampires. They're the werewolves. They're this one, though, this one there overall, I think, is more of a threat like to the city and the ongoing well, It's got to start somewhere, it. I guess. This is... Like, we think that the Batwoman and this are, like, further in the future than everything else. It seems that this is still further in the future than Batwoman, where it yeah, is I think upping so. the anti. anti I, I, upping anti. the anti. I'm expecting some group going around with baseball bats looking like the Yankees next. <laughs> it's a little face makeup and stuff going Watch on. Watch the Warriors, everybody. Bunch of, bunch of the bottles there clinking them. I mean, that's when shit gets real. Uh, but what would you get? New them? Batman, come, <laughs> come out and play. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Ah, uh, yes. What would you get? them? I really dig the art in this book, and I like the turn that this is taking. Yes, it feels disconnected from the rest of Fear State right now, but for the book trying to find its footing and trying to figure out what kind of Batman Jace Fox is going to be, 
I dig the story they're telling, and the complex psychology of the characters involved, I gave it a 7.9 out of 10. I'm going 8. I, I really liked it, where I like the idea, you're going to have, you can go right now and find people who hate Jace, and they hate Jace because they're hateful people, or they hate Jace because they are afraid that Jace is going to push Batman out of the deal. And I like this idea where in the book itself, Jace is trying to figure out how to be the Batman, but not the Batman. He needs to be his own thing, but he's trying to use, like, at this point, I'm going to use what Batman had. They're going to think, and it doesn't work. So then he switches it up. Oh, that doesn't. So I like it. I like him trying to do Also in the first issue where he's just out on the streets patrolling, essentially, and making sure that people do see him instead of being the urban legend of Gotham City. Yeah. And and again, we were talking in the urban legends. I mean, you're how many Robin books can you have? How many? You know, just because Jace might become the Tim Drake, Tim Drake's Robin books could be I am Robin. Maybe, maybe right. Instead of the We Are Robins, you end up where you have this. I want that one. There's room for Jace. We see it already. I'm enjoying this book for what it is in the middle of an event, even if it's not tying greatly into it. I think that you get more synergy. Then I think, yeah, this will hit. That'll be great. Uh, but yeah, there's always going to be haters anyway. So I, I like it. I'm an eight out of ten, just a little bit above you. And now we're going to go off to the last. This thing is, I, I like the book at an eight, but I wanted to go down and below an eight just because of how disconnected it feels while trying to reassess that it is a part of this, but not really. That's when I would have went up to an eight five, Eric. <laughs> I, I really liked it. I, I actually, even the stuff that I said isn't really my thing. Like the whole idea of who you're going to represent and the moral conundrum and stuff like that. But it's still, it did give character work and we don't see that a lot in like one single issue of seeing you know some character work seeing some morality also, I, I just wish that the chubb and whitaker stuff would have been dealt with better yeah i actually like that just that also felt like something that you could have done a little more subtle That's it, what I'm saying. it really was right in your face and i was like "Ooh, those two are going at it look at them uh who's the good bad good cop bad cop here but you end up at the end. Yeah, I liked it. So let's go to the next book. What is it, Eric? The Joker, number eight, written by James Town in the fourth, with Sam Johns on the backup, with an art by Gil March, Arif Prianto, and Tom Napolitano, with the backup being Rosie Campi, Marissa Luis, and Ariana Mayer. For this issue of The Joker, we essentially erase everything we set up in the previous issue with Gordon working with Interpol to get our former commissioner kidnapped by vengeance so that our daughter of Bane can give us her origin in a very unexciting way. And while it tries to assert that things have changed for vengeance, it seems that her motives remain the same and nothing beyond a flashback shows you any different. That being said, the hunt for The Joker continues and also a punchline backup. Yeah, Uh, this is a weird issue. It really is. And even... I love Punchline, right? You know that I... I've heard that. You know, I love Punchline on the Patreon stuff, was commenting the idea is James Tynan, why does he seem to want to talk about everybody but his main character? Yeah. Because you end up Joker's barely in this book. But you also hardly have any Punchline in the Punchline backup either. And so when you go into this, you end up where we wanted to have, you know, let's see what Vengeance is all about. And I, I like the... Overall concept that vengeance goes to Jim Gordon and says, listen, I know you are here to kill the Joker, but I also saw that you're not going to do it. Listen, all I am there, I have to kill almost like if I see the Joker, the game's over. I have to kill him. And if I don't get to kill him, I'm never going to be able to live a free life. So how about we team up? We get to the Joker. I'll kill the Joker. Then I can go off and do my thing or whatever. I like that concept. That well, that's whole the thing deal. is, I need you. To be there because you are going to be my moral authority to tell me that I'm not doing this for any other reason beyond the act that I want to do this because 
Let me tell you after I kidnap you and rip an arm off of Madam Halloween, who we just spent an entire issue with. Now I'm going to kidnap you, put you on a boat. Going to have some action here. Going to fight some police stuff like that. Do some vengeance bane stuff. But let me tell you, you know how you were arrested by the police last night because they found your fingerprints in a laboratory, but the Joker actually placed in there? Well, me and my, you know, Bane Litos went and tried, you know, to that laboratory looking for the Joker. We found a hidden room. And in there, we found that this laboratory had DNA samples of all these different villains and heroes. And the Joker had been there. And he left a note, like a, a file behind that said vengeance on it. Bane Mark II. And I found out my origins where the people of Santa Prisca, they wanted a Bane that they could control and program whoever they want. And that's where I came from. These people used Bane's DNA and cloned me and made me into who I am. But none of my thoughts are mine. All the thoughts I have about killing the Joker, they were programmed into me like Asriel and the system. But way cooler because Asriel sucks. And I, and I want you to come with me because you want to hunt down the Joker. But I need to make sure that when we actually kill the Joker, it's because I want to do it and that I'm not programmed yeah. to do it. Yeah, and and... It's funny, too, the way that the Joker leaves this file, I ended up just doing on the feed, the whole deal with the anatomy lesson. And when you end up having Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing the come anatomy out lesson? of that yeah. deal, you end up having Woodrow leave that file so he can read it. Well, yeah. let's see what's going on. It's almost exact. It really plays out well, that way. The idea, that like, up- you know, Vengeance reads the file when she's supposed to go here and find out what's going on. But then she's also supposed to be here to make sure that we burn the place down. So because like, oh, man, the, the Santa Prisca doesn't want vengeance to find out about this. But then she found out about this. She reads about it. So now we got to destroy everybody that she came with and burn the place down so it can't be used anymore. So it's a weird situation. Like, man, I hope vengeance doesn't find out about a birthplace and her like, you know, where she came from. She does. But then she still completes the job. Well, yes, yeah, she doesn't get to the Joker in time, but she still takes down the, the laboratory just like Santa Prisca people wanted her to do. The, the officials involved. But when you get to the background, like, man, they have everybody's DNA. You know, like Lady Shiva, King Snake, Richard Dragon, all the important people. And it was so weird. I thought to myself, like, okay, is this, Scandal the, Savage? Is, is this the way? I know this book isn't like, you know, the big, but is this the way that you can bring back anybody who died in a day that they're going to end up just cloning everyone or whatnot? But in this, it, it legitimately does change the origin of Bane, correct? I mean, you end up having it spelled out that Bane really didn't have any of that stuff happen to him, that all those memories were implanted, that she says through with this Bane project had gone all too well. And I, I didn't know if that's because it says he internalized his hatred for his enemies so deep he never realized it was planted there. He was too clever, too charismatic. He could not be controlled, but the leaders of Santa Prisca valued the symbol. Is it just saying that the hatred for Batman later was implanted? Well, that's the thing really is the idea of who odd. Bane is and what's been retconned over the years. Because it was a time in a story where Bane went back to Batman after, you know, the whole, like, the nightfall and stuff like that. Because he thought that, you know, Thomas Wayne was actually his father, too, and that they were brothers. They had to get to the bottom of but to the point where you then have to go and say that, oh, no, King Snake, or, you know, Sir Edmund is actually Bane's father. And he, you know, that's why Bane, like... I don't know what to believe anymore, like from what the story holds, but I'm going to go with everything I know about Bane to be true with what Vengeance understands about this. I don't know what she's saying about anything like this because of what she is personally, if she's programmed to believe something a certain way. The Bane project had like gone all too well. He internalized his hatred for his enemies so deeply he never realized it was planted there. Now, again, 
I is don't that know just if, the hatred of Batman? Again, or... but I don't know why anybody of what we have here would create a Bane and plant this into his mind so that Bane would leave his home, like, you know, homeland after escaping well, and taking it seems over even with to go and take on Batman to prove that he is the best and stuff well, like that. It's again, that, weird. that ends up elevating Santa Prisca and the, the whole deal of, okay, we're the big bad. It would be almost like a KG beast who's going around and proving Mother Russia is the best thing is how I took it. Now, in, in issues, we have had points where I, I have realized now, I don't like when they're like, hey, everybody, turn left on Denny O'Neill Avenue and then go up to the, you know, that. But I do like visual things. And in the background of that, you have Nolan and Dixon incorporated as yeah. that one thing. And I, I actually don't mind the visual things when they're a little more. But I thought that was kind of cool on the whole Bane thing there. But I, I like this concept that vengeance, it, it's almost, again, I, we always go back to it. I'll go back to it again. The black manor who thinks that all he has in yeah. his life is going after Aquaman. What do I do without Arthur. that? And that's where you go with vengeance. If she doesn't kill, then she's she hasn't fulfilled the one thing that eats at her, and that's going to never let her end up being fully free. So I don't mind that. The idea, though, is, first off, you go through a bunch of this issue of, do you know how I would kill him? And I'm like, well, is that telling me that you're not going to at the end? Because that kind of tips the hat of, if we're going to show how she would do it, I guess that maybe she won't be actually doing it. But then even with, like you said, you just tear that Interpol and then go, oh, they're okay. They'll still be involved. But you pretty much just burn down everything you just did the last couple issues just to get to Vengeance, who we've been wanting to get to. It's kind and- of funny, too, to think about Vengeance and how she was built and the idea that she is a living, we- living weapon that was pretty much born already addicted to Venom and stuff like that, where she's been pre-programmed and she essentially is a weapon for the people and like government of Santa Prisca to be unleashed on somebody and then contained after that. She's essentially just like damage that we had in the new age of DC heroes and stuff like that. And she's broken control now. And like, even like Asriel and the system, it is a lot like Asriel, but I like there's so much more just because I enjoy Bane. But the idea that we're going to go off and do this whole thing now, I don't know why we're taking time to do this weird situation about, like you said, now let me tell you how I would kill him. But but we had last issue where we had to learn about Madame Halloween and where her job with Interpol is. Like she seems to have like lived. I think that like the, the doctors went and like, you know, got a hold of her before she bled out or something like that. But her arm was ripped off. But you and I, Jim Gordon, we will work together to stop the Joker. And if you happen to kill him, oh, okay, like, you know, say love me. And now we have, you know, vengeance and Jim Gordon. Let us work together and let me tell you what I do and stuff like that. We're taking whole issues just to sit down, but not in a great progression to tell you the origins of all these new characters that James, uh, time, uh, yeah, James Tyne has introduced without ever getting back to the, like, the Joker plot. Yeah, and I, and I that, think that that's the problem. Like, do we have to do another of the Samson family now? Maybe like, or do you think we've gotten enough? I, I, I think we've gotten enough, but like, this almost feels like, you know, he said that he's going to continue on and go, whatever, but now he's leaving DC. And it, this almost feels like last second. We we talk about Keith Giffen. When Keith Giffen leaves a book or does something, he burns it all to the ground. <laughs> I think that James Tynan at this point is like, okay, well, I better get this because maybe somebody will go with this character later. I can make some money. So here you go. And, and you know how badass she is? This is what she would do. And she got no. That's what you're doing in the book. She's trying to get to the Joker. I don't need the the what ifs. I don't need the well. If I did this and I like, what is Gordon? The next issue going to go? You know what I would do? This is and almost like the it. idea where I like back in the Batman animated series, one of the the episode where all that like I almost got him. Yeah, I almost but got like, him. What I what I would do to him if I almost yeah. got him? <laughs> <laughs> the Joker book has now become an idea of hey. 
get this. This is how I would kill him. All of a sudden, the stamps of him. Hey, are we talking about what we do to the Joker? Oh, shit. Hey, come in. I'd eat and that dude. Again, though, I do. The thing that, again, almost like the Jace, where he's like, hey, look, I'm not really Batman. I really did like that vengeance. To me, this nonsense of this is how I do it. I'd cut out his tongue. I'd grab his ear. I'd do this. Right? It, no, the point where she is smart enough to know, and she was there, that you weren't going to pull the trigger. You can't kill him. You're too good a guy. You're, You're never going to do Jim this. Gordon. So we can I ain't combine that good. together. Let me tell you all this yeah, inner yeah. monologue I've been having lately. <laughs> and he's like, well, take this. And you know how I would kill him? I'd go up to him and I'd put the gun. And I wouldn't pull the trigger because I'm too. I knew it. I knew it. And so I like that, though, that she sees that. I like this combo, but. It's kind of what we just keep getting in this. Yeah, Interpol. Hey, we're going to team up. Oh, no. Oh, now it's vengeance. Now we're going to do this. And I'm like, I kind of just want the Joker at some point. But this, the book is too entrenched in the story now with Jim Gordon and these others that it would feel weird to all of a sudden go to the Joker because now he's become the boogeyman. Well, that's what it says for the next him. issue, Dawn of the Joker. And I'm like, that, that really could mean anything, though, at this point in time. Because even, we didn't talk about it, but inside that laboratory, one of the things the Joker had taken was Batman's DNA sample. And I'm like, what does that mean? We, we got to make a Batman? A Batman who laughs? I don't know. And, and it, seriously, if he goes off now, and, and so I'm at the point, I'm paging through this, I'm at the point where he's, he's ripping out, vengeance is ripping out teeth. And I'm like, really? Uh, with that, if this turned into the idea, because now it's like, hey, I know where the Joker is. He's at this lab. He's going. If it, it turned into, oh my God, they made mini Batman. Or like now, that's too goofy. You, you set up a different book. I don't know where this is going, and I see more and more, less and less people reviewing it, and more and more people giving it lower scores because of the idea. And it just kind of meanders. I like the dialogue. I it's like so the situation, but nothing's that. happened. Looking at Vengeance in the flashback where she's around all those different DNA samples and you see the, like, the King Snake one, I'm like, that's your granddaddy. Yeah, really? She's like, oh my goodness, there he is. Oh, it is funny looking at all those there. I know that you went right to, right to the, the magnifying, like, Lady Shiva, didn't she just show? Yeah, I'm telling you, scandalous. Oh, yes, but. Yeah, and then you get the punchline back up, and this is where you ended up having I Love Punchline. So you can't even get punchline in her own backup here. Well, you and- have Harper Rowe, who's infiltrated Black A Prison, you know, to try to get Kelly Ness, somebody who has, like, been involved with, you know, punchline in the past before she became punchline, Alexis K, when she's still that. So she can vouch on the idea that Lexus has been bad to the bone well before the Joker. And to do this, then we have Orca, who shows up, who was brought back into prison. By punchline and like you know, you know the queen of spades from the royal flush gang, but the idea that she's been brought back into the royal flush gang muscle orca, but she's not all about this because like these assholes ruined my second chance of freedom just to come in and be muscle inside Black Gate Prison. So I'm gonna say fuck those people. You know Harper Rowe, Kelly Ness. I'm gonna help you guys get out by fighting off you know punchline and all the royal flush gang members and just rando freaking women inside here. The problem is, it really does make the women's section of Black Gate Prison just look like a summer camp, because there's no guards anywhere, all the doors are open, and by the end of this, this free-for-all, where they're just punching and running down, they get out of the prison, the outside. Yeah, they just run outside, everybody's running. And K is doing is putting on her punchline costume, like, she has run of the place, and why? I wanted this to elevate the character and show you that she has, you know, run of the place, and she's a smart character. All you did was, like, eliminate all the authorities in there and say that she's ahead. Like, you didn't show me why she would or how she would become the, the person 
the queen of black gay prison. You just said, oh, she is. It's kind of on. like a, like a Bendis deal with Leviathan. Oh, Leviathan's big and, and scary because he tells you this. Now, with that, there's two things I wanted to bring up. In the recent solicits, you keep this going on. It becomes really centered on just Cullen and his boyfriend, that guy he's hanging out with. So still, still, now with that though, the biggest thing in the Bendis tie-in is, Coming up, the Royal Flush Gang is the big bad against the Justice League. And I'm thinking, like, it's just going to be these girls escaping and dead. Like, what's going on? Because these, girl, it is, these girls are Cullen's boyfriends. It's the Royal Flush Gang versus the Justice League. I think they went a little bit too high right away, if that's the case. But you know that Ben does. Oh, just like no the idea of this is going Royal on. Flush Gang is going downhill yeah, fast. Well, they're going to fight the Justice League. I think it'll be classic. But. You end up, yeah, at the end. It's, oh, okay, shit, are we going to get a Court of Owls background? Or, like, actually, the thing is, we really do need a Court of Owls background in how they are still active and have talent yeah. in the main Joker story. Well, we and how wanted the main after. Joker story with that, and that disappeared. Well, sit down and, and tell me more of that, because that's what I was really – that's the weird part. I am more interested in what's going on in the peripheral of the hunt for the Joker than anything well, dealing with that. the hunt for the Joker doesn't mean much. You are just using it as a vehicle to introduce – these wacko characters the like versus the, the Court of Owls is the most amazing part of the story right now for me. Yeah. yeah, it is. And yet, I don't know. I don't even know when, how, what. We're going to get back to that. But that's it. What did you give this? I ended up giving this a very, very generous 6.5 out of 10 because while I really do like the art a lot, this whole story, and I do want to know the vengeance backstory, but it's told in the most unexciting way possible where it's just Jim Gordon laying down on a boat tied up while vengeance says, this is what happened to me yesterday, and now I know things. You and I are going to work together. And in the punchline backup, is just always nothing anymore. So it's even hard to like put that into the part of the score because it always does nothing. It makes punchline look less. It makes Harper Row, Bluebird look like less. And honestly, it does nothing for Orca either, who is a side character, but it doesn't do anything overall. And I just can't wait till we actually get to something that involves punchline that feels like it's important again and just not a backup to a freaking Joker book. I just wonder now, because of the idea that Tynan will eventually be leaving, even this book, he'll be going off. Will Punchline continue? It is kind of up in the air because it's kind of characters. Well, that's the thing. You can't gauge the sales because it's a backup. So you have to worry. Now, what I would wish is because Tynan feels like he's getting polls. Hey, fans, what's your favorite thing? That's how manga does it. That would be good. You end up because some of these books, you know, you don't know if they're the reason. A lot of people say they buy the Just League book for the JLD, but yet that could end up making Brian Michael Bendis look better, you know, all that. But I wish that I knew that if they had a plan, okay, then, you know, hey, Tynan, you're going to be leaving. So we're going to have Marguerite Bonet on on a punchline book coming up, whatever. If there is a plan, Tynan, you, you worry about the Joker book. Let's get whatever is going to happen, the bright or whatnot, if this, get them on this backup so that they get, it feels like it's just going through the motions because just to add the page count and, it's his character and going. He's not doing anything with the character. The idea he is of stalling. the idea of this trial and how we were doing this, where Harper Row was going to get the info and get uh, the, you know what? It, I will just, give him this. Trials take forever to happen, well, so maybe he's do. on to something. But even like it's the most realistic even, thing even in this it seems book. like Cullen and all that. They're kind of even like yeah, punch. <laughs> it's like so, so yesterday. Years, it's like so trial. yesterday at that point where now they're doing other stuff. They're probably digging seer. Who knows? But I'll take it uh, the most. Yeah, Seer. That's the funny thing too. Is the Seer stuff really does feel like the punchline podcast? 
that ended up getting everybody riled up as but well. Then that, Jay Nakamura as well over in the Superman Son of Kal El book. Yeah, seriously, everybody's if, a fucking podcaster. If we if we did, yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, anybody. Can. Wait till we get to the yeah. Blue and Gold book. There's a million yeah, podcasts really. in the streets out there. Yeah, really. All of them yelling. Who would want that? That's we're the only podcast that really tries to avoid interviews. I mean, we have enough problems talking with each other. Here's the thing, though. Just say you let Punchline rest a little, right? You'd never had this backup. Would we have brought up the idea that we thought Punchline might be Seer at this point? Because I bet you it would have come up if you hadn't seen anything about Punchline. No trial, nothing of that. She just kind of disappeared with the Joker. I think that that could have been a cool little thing for her to come back as because it would have been a while since we would have seen, but it isn't because It'd she's be so weird. I don't know. I'm trying to deal. disconnect myself from the idea of like if this never happened and she just got away, if I would think that. And I don't know if I would think that. Well, I don't know. You you twisted a little plus of the time and things, so I think that it could have been pretty cool that she goes off. And and again, it almost becomes like a Joker's daughter thing now. Now she's the anti. She's going to be the anti everything by the end. I'm the anti Harley Quinn now. I'm the anti you know Oracle. And in this bringing up Harley Quinn again, even that seemed like. Mm. You know, I, I understood what they were doing. Hey, this but... room right here used to be Harley, Dr. Harley and Quinzel's room, but it was boarded up. And Punchline, she wouldn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, all right. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. So did I give it? Oh, we both said six, yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it's, you know, a I solid like six, five. I like it. It's not being told well, because I know I need background on these characters, but at least I'd like a book that's interesting in doing so. Yeah. I, I think that if you're reading it, obviously, you should read this. You get the origin. Of you know, maybe vengeance. a new origin for Bane. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It, it, that threw me off. I thought well, there was going to be more I'm, people screaming I'm about hold it. Off on that until I see more about it, just because it just seems like it's a weird thrown out thing that doesn't. <laughs> I like, get the idea. Through. I get the idea that people are like, "Who the fuck cares? The guy's just a zombie now." Seriously, like really? Uh, he coming back I, one day. Just a little bit of synergy, though. I love that idea that it really played out like the anatomy lesson with Swamp Thing coming out of this cryogenic stasis and reading this file that he isn't really what he thought he was. To really Damn play out Woodrow. the same way. What <laughs> you though? Kept it there. You know. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, six five. But with that, we're gonna go off now to a Bye, little state. bit of mail. Well, DC Comics, what you're telling me Ends up being everything we don't see I thought we left future state in the past Possible future, possible my ass slow down Future state's coming way too fast You always promise me something and ends up being nothing Ow! How long is this gonna last? Well, you gave us two months of future state And turned the blind eye to most of the hate Infinite front is supposed to be great But all I keep seeing is the magistrates go down Future state's coming way too fast You always promised me something and ends up being nothing How long is this gonna last? Let me tell you a little bit about Batman, the audio adventures from HBO Max. Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. 
Join the Cape Crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. Starring Jeffrey Wright as Batman and a who's who of incredible Saturday Night Live alums, this rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas, includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossy and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. So go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman The Audio Adventures only on HBO Max. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no Tijuana. It's mail with Derek. It is mail with Eric, and I'm going to stick around as well, and we're going to get a mail. From J-Man, if you want to get involved in the mail, all you have to do is send us an email at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And J-Man says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? What's up, Eric? After reading Wonder Woman issue number 780 this week, I got angry. Angry, (gasps) you say? But this is a very happy issue with the return of Diana. The issue was fine, I guess. But several things bothered me about Diana's return and what that means, if anything, for continuity. Yes, I use the C word that has the same reaction on DC editorial. Well, you're a Brit. As yelling <laughs> the other C word in a crowd of women. Now, continuity, are Load up your pistols. Continuity. Oh, no. People coming <laughs> to town. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you. Wrong turn. There you go. You know, the continuity. It load up your pistols. He says, of course, the first person to discover Diana is alive is Martian Manhunter doing monitor duties. Now, I will say right off the bat, and some of this I will disagree with. I saw it's more like Diana found him. It, yeah. it wasn't like she, he, hey, he's just sitting there eating his cookies. Felt weird. Nobody has any idea who comes in and out of the Hall of Justice. No, I mean, really. But I guess you could just walk in and, you know, things will activate and let her in. But what monitor duty is he doing? He's the monitor duty of a guy who's been on the job too long. And it's just waving everybody by. As you do, you end up seeing, like, who's Amazos walking by? He's just waving them by. He doesn't even want know. a cookie? And he's like, hey, you want a cookie? Hey, what's going on? Dark side here, cookie. During Doing modern duties, the whole just while seeding cookies. Shouldn't John be at the totality headquarters doing totality things? Well, you say that. I think they have a very open-door policy there. Who I knows mean, what's going on shouldn't with Talia Talia who's involved? be over there, right? I mean, Talia, you end up should have Barry there. The only people uh, I know, nobody's you know, there. Barry is supposed to be going through the multiverse right yeah, now. Yeah, but he was part of the totality with that. But was now, he? yeah, yeah, he was. That was going to be, that was his part going with the Justice League Incarnate of doing that was part of the totality's job. But with all that, Lex, I mean, who knows what they're doing? We isn't Hulk all part of that as well? I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, they the haven't been doing swings. anything. 
Yeah, she's like, look at these wings. Is he a regular Justice League member right now? Now remember, if you're going to set up metal into this whatever, it, it is a bigger roster overall than what we see. Is it even though well, it feels like we were doing that beforehand with the idea of like we're going to have pretty much like the Justice League unlimited like cartoon idea of it. But after Death Metal, it seems like all right, here's our new roster, and that's well. It. I'm telling you, I don't. I think that I still go by the idea because I mean, do you consider the Wonder Twins part of the Justice League interns. roster? Well, but they're there. There's a lot of people. When you do go through the Justice League, even Bendis, a lot of people hanging around. They're just there. I think Animal that man. they don't spell out the whole deal, but I think that Bendis, because Bendis isn't good enough to do it, I think that it is a expanded overall. I mean, you have the, you know, the big roster, but we only get to see the starting seven. You end up with the starters. And you're not knowing the the people on the bench, Eric. You know, well, even you know what that, I mean? when we had to call in extra people during Bendis's, you know, battle against Sidmar, it was like it seemed like we really had to go out and about to get like Booster Gold in and Captain Adam and Firestorm and stuff hanging, like that. Hanging the swings, so you know they're doing it. Um, the auxiliary crew. Yeah, I just think that there's a lot. Of, I'm telling you, it's just whoever's there at the the hall when shit goes wrong, they're just calling. In. Next, Diana runs into Superman and Batman. Din Clark just say goodbye to everyone as he heads off the war world with the authority. You don't have to go by that. No. That that is something that you can't go each book because if you're going to do that, yeah, the authority showed you different things than we saw in the other books. Anyway. So did Action Comics and, and Action so Comics. Superman, you know, that's just that's just a timing issue. Different. Uh, I thought that it would have been a neat idea that Diana comes back and hey, where's Superman? And he went off. I just saw him leave in Superman, Son of Kal-El in Action Comics, even though he left in action with the Authority before he left World War, uh, War World and Superman and the Authority there. When does this comic book take place? It's one of those before things. That. I mean, why is Batman there during Fear State? Why is any, but you know what I mean? You, you can play well, that the game during the whole time. Any Justice League story that you have for the most part is going to be taking the place out. where the heroes are allowed to be there no matter what they're doing in their main title. Yeah, that's basically, you have to go with that or you'll never be able to, to deal with it. We aren't, you know, we're not even talking about past continuity. We're talking about present status quo continuity. Where, where's Mr. Biscuits? When Batman meets Danny, he seems out of character. He basically smiles and says he wasn't expecting it. Is that how you get Bruce to smile? You outsmart him by doing something unexpected that he didn't plan for. Maybe he is the imposter from Batman the Imposter, even though that is out of continuity, and that's more of the Robert Pattinson. But shouldn't Batman be busy being saved by all the Gotham allies in Fear State? Again, you can't play that game with the Justice League book. You're never going to be able to have a Justice League book. If you have solo books, they're always going to be. It's the same thing. Where you? Why didn't Superman show up in Fear State and just destroy everybody? Why? Why didn't this? You, you can't play that game. I guess there are so many vigilantes in Gotham right now. Bruce only needs to make the appearance and then teleport over the Hall of Justice. That fun with the Justice League. Maybe that's why the Magistrate is taking over. Bruce is no longer keeping his eye on Gotham because he feels unnecessary. And that's just the way Tynan writes him, right, Eric? Is is that a joke? That was my <laughs> joke. Yeah. I think Bruce's reflex are waning because he let the door get the drop on him. I guess Diana's now quicker and then good old smiling Bruce. I haven't been reading JLD. Why is Buddy Baker hanging around in the Hall of Justice? Again, that's just a tertiary character that is Buddy there Baker's because not in the of the deal. He's not in the JLD. It looks like he is taking advantage of the free food. I would. Yeah. And really, I, I wish we had more Buddy. I mean, we only had him in that, that weird story. What was that in? That he ended up showing up. It was just so dark he showed up in. Oh, it was? that. What yeah. It was, That yeah. was during the whole idea where we oh, needed to grab everybody as a part of your avatars. Yeah, that was. It was just sleeping. Is that, so he's there, he's on the wings. 
Is that Barry or Wally at the Hall of Justice? It is probably has to be Wally, you would guess. But you never know because it one doesn't matter. should be doing totality things while the other is helping his daughter recover from it. Now, if you're going to think that Wally being there, that is Wally, Wally being there doesn't make sense because he's off helping his daughter recover from a nightmare villain, then we might as well shut down the Just League book totally. Because if that's going to be something that won't allow him to do that, yeah. And what is Cyborg doing here? I thought he was a member of the Titans or in the Titans. J-Man's getting hung up on and things again, in the background. Go with that, he's in the Titans, let's say that, but he's also been in the Justice League. But also, right now in Teen Titans Academy, it's summer break. He can be wherever he wants to be. Yeah, the school's not true. in session. And shouldn't Dr. Fate have seen Diana while she was gallivanting around in Valhalla? No, because no, this is Khalid, not Nelson yeah, Kent. That's not Nelson. Yeah, that's Khalid. Why would Diana's mother want to tell her to rest and not spend any time Nelson with her? Kent, I, Kent Nelson. Again, I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, yeah, really. It, it seems like Bruce and Clark spend more time with Diana in the issue. I actually thought that Hippolyta spent more time. And yeah, I mean, here Look, is the I, thing. I got a lot of problems with what, what you know Diana's doing in her grand return right here because we got some fucking uh, upside down man shit going on that really needs her fucking. Well, like, again, like, over that's there the right problem now. is that you end up having. Dr. Fate come out, but never really I spelling need your it help totally really out. bad right now with Atlantis. But again, that's where, sleepover with my sister. Just imagine, just imagine though, you have, you have a, a Wonder Woman book where she comes back and then Khalid comes up. Oh my God, we have the Upside Down Man. And then all of a sudden for the second half of the book, they step on Ram V's toes because Look, they go off to fight be, the, the Upside Down Man. Because we have the JLD as a backup with very short page space going on to tell this story with Merlin and stuff like that, if the Wonder Woman book took up some of that slack and did some of that, I would really appreciate no, it. No, what it should have done, if you really want anything, you have an extended issue without a backup, have an extra backup with Ram V come in and do his JLD story. That's, that's a different thing. I, there's no way Conrad and Clunan are going to be writing a JLD story when there's already one going on with Ram V that just wouldn't seem right anyway. And then, uh, why are the others Amazons? What are they doing uh, on Nubia, Artemis, Donna, Troyora, Flora? DC seems to be shelving after heavily promoting her and says, why isn't one of the other Amazons doing just this was all spelled out. I don't yeah. know if J-Man was reading a bunch of the books. It seems like he might not have been reading Wonder Woman up until this issue because, yeah, that was pretty much spelled out that Hippolyta went off to take over so that Nubia be, could be the queen of the Amazons yes. on Themyscira to pretty much elevate Nubia. Uh, the ship rescue that Diana does uh, on the way to resting at Themyscira reminds me of the plane rescue scene from Superman Returns. That scene in the bullet eye deflection were the best parts of the movie. I'd never seen that one. All it's so all, funny, the idea of this Wonder Woman concern, because even when you bring up the boat where like Diana comes back, she saves a boat that's sinking right there. I just imagine it's a bunch of refugees just like John saved, and it's going to be an yeah. even bigger oh, problem. Oh, I thought right away. I thought they were <laughs> the same ones. Bendix is there like, what the hell is going on here? Gamora is pissed. And then he says it was a, it was a happy ending. We're going to get into it in more detail in just a minute. Um he says, though, you know, maybe it's too much because of what happens or what doesn't happen. And this is the thing where I'm wondering if he is reading. He says, do they tease how Diana returned? They fully spelled it out. That was the last issue. Now, it didn't make sense, but she made a portal of herself and went here. She <laughs> ended up being able to get to the end of everything she was going to do in the sphere of the gods, seemingly tying all that up. Everybody was happy. They were partying. And then she ended up being able to return. It wasn't fully explained well but that's what conrad and clunan do but they ended up there is the tease and if he's saying the tease of why she was in the afterlife that was 
pretty much spelled out as well. She decided that she didn't want to she become ascended. part of the quintessence. She ascended, but then she ended up didn't want to be denying part of the it and then coming down. And what would she be doing going forward and what may be wrong with her? Not really. She says that she has changed. I think that's more of a character development thing that they're trying to push that we're going to have to see. It's some but, more shit. It's pretty cool. I'm changed now. Yeah, well, she, she got a little fancy with Ziggy, right? She ended up hanging I with like Squirrel. I like that you call it fancy. It's called mm, sex. Fancy stuff she ended up doing. Also, she did get involved with some of the other Pantheon stuff like that. Saul, you know, I some brought the gods back to life and then moved on. And then says, as, as magic-based as Diana is, shouldn't she assume that everything mystical happens with a cost? Why is she not questioning the price of a return? I think that that's just you're having a return. And and with that, I think that they think that going through that sphere of the gods and the multiverse, quote unquote multiverse, I think that they think that was the price that she had. They're really going into this saying, man, she's tired. All that stuff she did. Oh, my. All that stuff. Yeah, I think that that's what they think was the cost, that she has fought her way back and earned her way back. Whether or not the story played out well, some people think it was the greatest thing ever. But it said if she did. I actually, when we get into it, the idea that nobody really ends up like, hey, what, what really did happen? Like what? And the idea that's hinted at that when she comes back, she wasn't sure what type of world she would get to. I thought that that is something that could have been more of a story. But if she had to sacrifice her life for the universe, what cost would the universe Multiverse. have to pay her in return? He's saying at the end of death metal and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that I mean, she ended up, they, she was going to be able to be part of you know, almost the contestants, the pantheons, all that. That was the prize. She turned it down. This would have been the perfect setup for a dark side returning teaser. And again, I'm thinking, are you reading that the dark side's back? Yeah. He is fully back and he has already and bigger than ever. attacked everybody and ended up, yeah, ended up, you know, going off. He has other plans. He doesn't need to just show up right here. I mean, he's come out big and I would have paid $5 for that. What I think you should get that $5, go and read the infinite frontier. Deal where he yeah, he's back. Instead, I read the issue at my LCS and kind of returned it to the shelf. Like I was at a library. Again, I don't know if he's been reading all of the books and things like that, but he says, I'm one of those guys. Yeah, you really need to bring the prices down on these books. I'm starting to buy more $3 Spawn books and less DC and Marvel. A lot of people are buying that King Spawn, and that's sold a ton. I just heard that Saga is returning in January of 2022. He does not mean the band there. You know, with the On the Loose song. Did you like no, that song, On the, the Loose? Song. It's a good song. I'll, I'll send it. You'll dig it. You'll dig <laughs> it the most. They are starting out with an oversized 44-page issue, 55. Are they charging $9 for this thing? No. Are they charging 6 5 No. This is confirmed. Not confirmed, but I believe it'll be drawing the line at two ninety nine an issue, maybe for it coming back. But that is including this oversized 44-page issue. Stick that in your pipe and smoke at DC and Marvel. And again, DC and Marvel, they do their thing, and they've decided what price they can afford and whatnot with that. I think they're just worried of running out of paper nowadays. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I saw that Saga is going to be returning. I, will not, I actually ended up at one point I was going to review that first Spawn issue that King Spawn number one for the indie podcast on the deal. I read three pages. I'm like, I'm out. I, I don't even know what the hell's going on here. Uh, I'm I'm not going to actually read Saga when it comes back because I'm not even caught up on that. I've read the first six issues uh, for a podcast, but other than that, we'll see. We like DC here, right? And that's I know what I do. Yeah, I like Marvel too. Stick that in. I like manga. I like it all. Right. 
Stick that in your pipe and smoke. We said that's all for now. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. J-Man from Half Moon Bay. Thank so, you, yeah, J-Man. With that, like I said, we're going to get into it in a second. But some of the things that were brought up, we're not really going to be bringing up because of the idea that we've been going through all these each issue and the idea of her coming back. Kind of saw why, how, what not. Maybe a little convoluted. Maybe not well explained, but it was, yeah. you know, pointed out. But this we'll even the idea of, that. you know, you, you lose your mortal body or whatever you're going to call it and you ascend to a higher realm, but you have your body the entire Like, I don't, I can't comprehend the idea of having a physical body and the afterlife that you're okay. just fine with. It, it, put that aside. <laughs> Seriously, start and end with dead man got killed. Th- that's all you have to say. I mean, dead man got <laughs> but, killed. But he was brought it, back to life as a ghost. Yeah, but then he came, yeah, he came back though as, a, as the first resurrection Jesus. as a ghost. Now, again, that is the thing, you know, reading all that, that is kind of skewing my score a little higher than what I would have normally done with this issue, because I did get some feels with it. But I'm giving them a reprieve of one. You can tell there's some things that they really need to work on. And I don't think that they're very good at. Yeah, pacing is, is awful. I mean, their pacing is terrible. And that doesn't change. But even with that, why don't we go and talk about that, Eric, because that is the end of the mail. Again, if you want to get involved and send in a mail, we read everything that comes through. It is uh, the Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll read your deal and you could be the star just like Jamin. Thanks, Jamin, for writing in. And we're going to go off now to the last section of books. Hey, everybody, before we get back to the books, I'm going to have a couple clips right here from our pop culture show that we do over at the Patreon. These are kind of commercials for the Patreon, but it's something that I wanted to do for a while because just saying what we do over there is one thing. But if you get to hear all of the fun and excitement that we have over at the Patreon, maybe you'll be inspired to check it out. These are clips from our most recent pop culture podcast that we did last week. It is a show that we do twice a month, and it's all about just pop culture news. Me and Eric have some fun with it. In this first clip, there'll be two. The first clip is talking a bit about Squid Game and how Eric wants me to be on the show. Squid Games, or game, officially becomes the most popular Netflix series Why don't you watch this with Logan tonight? Oh, why not? Why why didn't I already watch it, Eric? Did you? One episode. (laughs) One episode. It made me sad. Because when, because when I'm watching it, it's all about these people who have uh, like crippling debt, and I'm thinking this is what Tanya was going to lead me to. I'm not joking. I, I sat there. Like the idea now, I can picture you in the Squid I'm, Game. I'm sitting there. I'm like, this would be me, a bunch of it South Koreans, and me there in my tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, that's. I watched the. First, it's one of those. I watched the first episode. and I thought this is pretty intriguing. This is pretty neat. I can see why it would be. Something it's that you really would watch. fun. Yeah, 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 fun. That's now, all saying. I want is you in the Squid Game. Uh, just imagine me. I show up hoodie shorts. And that's the but thing yeah, is, you're only in the first there. episode. You don't even know what it's about, thing that what you would no, be in in this whole I'd be situation. Like, What's going on? I see What's this thing the spin game? around. Oh my god, red light, green light. All right. Oh no. I want to see you play red light, green light. Remember though, because I get so competitive, I'd be so weird. Plus, on my tracksuit number sixty-nine, dude. All right, and now this is the second clip. Just little teeny clips. There's more to it if you're listening to the regular show. But this is about me thinking if I get arrested, you know, God forbid, how I could endear myself to all the other prisoners with my rapping abilities. Do you think that this would break the ice in prison? This is how I'll do it if I get arrested. They're like, hey. Hey, look at my butthole. 
what's your rap sheet? And I'm like, okay, huh, huh, huh. my name is Jim, and I'm here for endangering the welfare of a child. And I like stuff like that. Wow, Do you think you're that, that beat up real that's bad. my rap? <laughs> Do you think I'd finish it? Right? Someone's hey, going to finish I'm you. Like, I endangered a child, but I'm not wild, right? I'll do that. Hey, my name isn't Steph. I don't do meth, but I'm kind of willing to try now that but I'm in jail. I kind of do <laughs> meth. <laughs> I, I don't do meth, but I want to know. You got that meth? Yeah, see, it works, Eric. I think that that would break the ice in prison. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, white power Steve, get over here. I got something to sing to you. And now every now the thing is, on top of wanting you in the Squid Game, I also want to see you in a week in prison. In prison? Before I go, I write out my rap and watch it's, it. Get it's like hard. my new like, candy camera show. Yeah, it's it's put Jim in the worst situations where he's never going to be able to. And the thing is, you've been playing for years now. Haven't even known. I yeah, really. I I saw (laughs) I saw uh, some show. I think it was like CSI, something that Tanya was watching, and it did go. Wow, it it did one of those. It was just I did hear Roger Daltrey at one point, but I don't know which. They ended up where a guy was going off. Yeah, I like Roger Daltrey. Ending up going to prison. A kid, like a young kid, didn't know what he was going with. And he gets on the bus, you know, the bus that's going to take him there after his arrest and his conviction. And right as he gets on the bus, this guy's like, hey, man, what's up? And, like, puts out his hand to shake his hand. And then the kid goes to shake his hand and they break his wrist. I'm like, I do not want it. That's all it took. I'm like, I do not. I remember when you wore suits on a plane and shook hands in prison. (laughs) It really shocked me. I'm like, this poor kid, like, he just was like, oh, man, thank God. The weight of the world came off of his shoulders for a second thinking. Maybe I can get along in here, and they broke his And if this kept such an impression, you totally have to watch Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Holy moly. Really? Maybe. Eric. A guy's got to start One of the greatest if movies of the 90s. Dying. I mean, really? Right? But it's a, the prison's like a box of chocolates. And that's that. Just a little peek at our pop culture show, one of the non-comic book shows we do over there at the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Maybe that'll intrigue you to go check things out and also get a ton of comic book shows as well. And each week, I think I'll end up putting a little spotlight on one of the shows that we've done that week. So with all of that, let's get back to the books. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair, blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that here is Well, that's just average shake. Looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shay. That is Eric Shane. He's here. That is a love song to you, Eric, and the life that you lead. No mention of venereal disease needed in that one. Right, I guess that, that, that song actually calms me down. I like that. I like I like the harmonies. Right, that terribly sort of inaccurate. Thing. Yeah, it is, but it's funny and it rhymes. <laughs> That's all that matters. I mean, really, it's, it's me struggling going through a list of freaking transformers. I'm like, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? The primal age or whatever the hell his name is, right? Primal o- Optimus Prime. Yeah, nothing really. I'm like, I I'm sitting there and like. He likes to sit on vinyl, and he likes the Optimus Primal. It's Eric Shea. How about that? Did you like that? Am I sitting on records? No, you have like one of those old school things where you have the sofa, but it has that like plastic covering because you don't want to ruin it. You know, you and Jess are fancy. I don't know what it was made of. I'm not here to go through (laughs) what that, in my mind it was. 
I don't know. I remember getting off that shit in the summer and my ass cheeks would stick to it. And vinyl, right? Your pants on. M- maybe. Well, you were wearing shorts. It's the summer. And around here, if it's winter, you're wearing shorts as well. But maybe, uh-huh. you, were si- maybe you were sitting on the long play records, Eric, the LPs. Uh, I don't know. But if you were, they probably would be uh, Aerosmith Rocks. Aerosmith, probably permanent vacation. Oh, and they then seem too also, late for me for good vinyl. Probably the Carpenters' greatest hits. Well, you're old school like that, Eric. You you like to hear that stuff, and and you're like, please, just put on Superstar one more time. Oh my, you left us too soon, Karen Carpenter. Do you know that Karen Carpenter was an awesome drummer? You, you I, should, I don't think I did. I, I'm gonna. I should say. I say all these things at the end of a podcast. It, legitimately, if I were to remember this, I'd have to send you like eight million videos. I'm letting that shit sit if you do anyway. No, you you would really get a smile out of it. I'll look at this a, tomorrow. She was a really good drummer. It's just like you. You're like you haven't watched this trailer yet. I'm like you jerk. <laughs> like you haven't watched that thing about the guy finding his dead dad's pornos, right? And so there, take nope. that. Take I don't think I told you I would that. either. No. I didn't send it to you. So take that. I knew you wouldn't, but I told you that you should. When you did you watch the watch this guy you did his watch dead dad's pornography. Oh, man. You did watch the Robin Williams deal on your own. That was amazing. That was yeah. yeah, it was. Wonder Woman number 7080. 7080, I 70, almost 80. called it. 7080, it is. That almost did. Yeah. Who knows with editing? Now you're going to look like a real jerk. That's what you're going to do. Sure. What I said. Ghost truck. Uh-uh. So when we go into this, obviously, we're just talking a little and, you know, discussing things with Jay Man. But this is the proper deal written by Blackie, uh, Blackie Clooneland. I'm sorry? Uh, I believe uh, Michael Kinrad. Uh, you get Becky Clone and Michael Conrad, Eric, right? You get that? Art by Travis Moore, Steve Pierre, Tamra Bonvillant, block this, Eric, and Pat Bruce. So I need like a blocked sound. That would be awesome. I don't if need to just hear that like that, 70 like, times an episode. Blocked. It would be all the time, right? This is Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson didn't. Do Why do that. we have that? <laughs> because she didn't block us. Diana's back from the dead, and while the that. pacing of this book continues to be way off, I am glad Diana's back, and I'm letting the, that excitement give this book a restart for me after an overlong and tedious journey to get here. This issue hasn't convinced me things have changed fully, but I get some feels here, and I'm willing to give them, and I mean Clonin and Conrad, a chance of a fresh start, Eric. Fresh Thanks start. You. Thank you. <laughs> now that Diana is on more familiar ground, so we get into this, and the pacing's off right away, because if you're going to end up having Diana return, this is a grand return. Wonder Woman returns, right yeah, there she, on the cover. Right there on the cover. I mean, even playing off that Superman Returns that J-Man was saying with that there, and she's coming back, big deal, and she just is seemingly it? stumbles into the Hall of Justice to walk into and zap into you know, the, the thing. Now, she's not going to be able to I guess she cuts herself and makes a portal. Who knows when this portal is going to well, go? Even the idea, this is the most fortified place in the world. They have all this technology to make sure that people can't do something like, you know, zap inside the Hall of Justice. But there she is. But the idea of Wonder Woman Returns, like, this is the greatest thing ever. She is back, baby. I'm like, has she been gone, like, for three days? Well, here's the problem. You do get a thing here that, like, you hate. They're going real time. At one point, they say she's almost been gone a year. Because it has been about 12 issues for her to get back. And they play that game that you, you hate because what it doesn't feel that long. What have we done in the interim where Hippolyta so has left them to scare to come to Mansworth to become Wonder Woman, to join the Justice League with her daughter's comrades, 
What has she done in that story? Well, in this, this is the thing. I don't go by the timing with this book because obviously we followed Wonder Woman and it's in that sphere of the gods, multiverse, whatever that could. I went by, and it's weird that the book that I went with, like a year when they said that, I'm like, what's happened in Nightwing since, you know, the comeback or whatever? What's happened He's, in Wonder it's been Woman a week. since she is like ascended and gone to the, like, you know, pantheon well, to the like sphere I of the said, gods? When I played that in my mind, I could go with that idea that some of that part, almost like when you have somebody zip up, like a John Kenny goes up, but when he comes back, it seems like a month, but he's gone seven years. When you're ascended, when you're doing that, I can go with the idea that wonky timing, but you're going with real time here and all the other books really it haven't gone that feel far, right. right? So that idea that she's been gone almost a year, that's off. And I think that the play should have been that she you know, wasn't gone that long. There's feels here. But when you start it off, it basically is the most generic thing ever. And why would you start off with what you think is a funny joke? It's not. You're also going with the generic deal of Martian Manhunter, who we haven't really seen much. No. And he's eating his cookies and yeah, then says, cookies. care for a cookie? Want, that's, that's, that is the big line. And she's like, hey, uh, I finally made it home. Hey, you well, want what, a cookie? What, okay, she finally made it home. There's Marsha Manor. Oh, man, Diana, do you want a cookie? It's great to see it, stuff like that. How unexpected. And then we go to later where she goes and meets Superman and Batman sitting around just having some kind of conference. I don't know what they're doing. What? Did she do in between Martian Manhunter and then later, where Martian Manhunter is already told she's Superman she's around. back? Yeah. I don't know. So the pacing's off. I, I admit that. Now, one of the things when you say that this teleport comes into the most secure building or whatnot, I do think that there is a play that you can say it's an energy signature. It recognizes Wonder Woman right away. Oh, yeah. The she, would have energy full, signature. she would have full. Well, it's her as well, though. You'd it'd be able to tell it's her doing this. Who knows how this portal I don't know. was made? But I'm saying that's what I think that they would say because we've had a bunch of times. Thing I'm going to complain down. about this. All of the stuff that I'm complaining about, I just don't know and I'd like to know more about. But it's fine for the most part because we're just getting Wonder Woman back. She's in the Hall of Justice to try and like reconnect with her old friends who think she's been dead for apparently a year at this point. I think that when, you know, Clunan and, Con and Conrad, and I'm glad she's back. This is, and I said, I'm going to use this as a reset. We liked the first couple issues, at least the first issue yeah. when she was in Asgard. Well, it's cool. It's a fish out of water story where you don't normally get to see Wonder Woman in Asgard and that's, or Valhalla. That's where I think that they're playing this weird deal and, and they're ending up playing it where she comes back and in our minds that the universe itself has not progressed a year so far. So if you do, I mean, it's almost like the idea if you end up having a friend at a summer camp, you go up and then the next year you go back to the camp. And it is a little awkward because you haven't seen them in that long. Oh, well, what did they do? Whatever. And it, it plays almost off like that. Like Batman's like, hey, what's going on? But they don't know how to talk to her just yet and whatever. Almost the idea when Superman was supposedly dead and the other Superman and they were trying to get acquainted with him and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But the, yeah. with this. That oh, you're talking about when it was the other Superman yeah, from the yeah. pre-Flashpoint universe that was taking over so, for the dead Superman of the New 52 yeah. universe. And when people... Wow, it's convoluted. Yes. <laughs> when people are talking about this, it is true. Like The Trinity when, book. When, when J-Man said they spent so much time with Batman and Superman, he barely spent any time. I'm telling you, the thing is the idea that you have Wonder Woman come back and these are two closest friends and how they interact, it feels so odd. Even the idea where I want Batman to say he's not surprised because she, she, he knew she would be back because at this point in time, Clark's been dead. Bruce has been dead. They've all come back. This is an idea that like it shouldn't like this is the whole thing. 
Bruce should not be surprised, but how they interact, like, all right, let me walk you through the cafeteria. Hey, look, there's Cyborg. There's Animal Man. Crazy, huh? All right, get back to it. But when you have Khalid show up, no, like, you know, uh, Dr. Fate Khalid, he's like, oh my God, Diana, you're back. This is amazing. Like, everybody's happy, but you don't really see the big expression because things have changed. Oh my God, Black Adam's on team. That's weird. All right, Green Arrow is happy to see you back. But when Khalid shows up, Holy shit, Wonder Woman, you're back. The JLD needs your help. This is a world-ending situation. Not mentioning the upside down, man. Maybe he doesn't know at this point in time, but all right, you know what? I'll get to you in a moment, Khalid. I got some stuff to do. And this she fucks off this entire issue. I know she wants to get the lay of the land back, acclimate herself back to being Wonder Woman on Earth, being a maybe mortal. I don't know how it works, and she was ascended and not anymore, but she's just gonna go off like, hello, mother. No, and that's like, what they want to do. I, I'm saying you can't have her go off to a JLD thing. But, like, the stuff I want to see with the idea of Hippolyta and, like, you know, her being Wonder Woman, the J- the Justice League, even the JLD, this is way more interesting than going and just hanging out and having a sleepover with their sisters on Themyscira and talking about stuff in Nubia that hasn't come out yet because of delays. Well, that's the weird thing, and we'll get to that. But the idea, too, in December, I think it is, you get Diane to go back to the Justice League. You, you can't step on Ben's toes. You can't step on. They already there's have, no toes to step on. With they've what already given. They have already given them that story though. That that is not there. They I think that oh, even if you. they wanted to do it, they wouldn't he, be he allowed. He has to write the story of Wonder Woman yeah, returning. He I got gets you. that return story there, so you get these things. Why and did we have Hippolyta here? What is? Why did she we did have Hippolyta? She did nothing at all. Is you it didn't just even for the need a replacement to do something? I don't yeah. know yet. I just think that they thought that you needed, and Bendis wanted to use that and have that seven things you should have done something more with that but there wasn't enough bendis didn't do anything with any of the characters i mean people are sitting there and going oh my god it's so awesome that black adam on the just league team he's just there nobody does anything because he's more concerned but that's his you know thing with this again you have you have khalid come oh my god there's problems in atlantis now if we didn't have that, problems in Atlanta, yeah. If we didn't That's have weird. that, we would end up saying, "Oh my God, why didn't they mention that?" She's, but that is just there so that you know you go off and that's ran these things, and it does feel off because of what she doesn't do then. But it is, it's just this is a victory lap. This, but the problem is the way the pacing is. This could be so much better and have so many feels because I still got feels, and I'll tell you, it's I when wanted Edda, to have feels when so Edda much. She's that I got feels because oh, yeah, that she cries felt, a little bit. That felt genuine. That felt like oh my god. But Black Canary coming up and jumping into it, I'm like really, like I don't really get you know your full connection there, but still. It's nice enough, but you, you never... know what's cool as hell, though? It's the stupidest goddamn thing where I got to, not the feels, but excitement for with the return of Diana, where we saw a remade Holiday Girls. Yeah. And I'm I, like, at that no. point in time, I'm like, all right, what kind of story you got for I'm that? Because you, I want to see these Holiday no Girls. There's no story with that. And the <laughs> funny thing with me is when they say that and they see that Diana came back and they are the Holiday Girls and like, hey, girls. Holiday, I'm like, you yell, I'm holiday like you yell that every day. Every it's a day, holiday. A, every day's a holiday for the it's holiday. Like, yeah, I'm not going to work today. It's a holiday. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you're doing these things, but the pacing's off, and and really, it, this is the perfect opportunity. You want to have feels. Don't have Batman. Do you see that they shake like Roman legionnaires? Oh yeah. Why not hug? Why not? This is, I mean, you know I love it. This is the off with the cowl opportunity of any opportunity of seeing and have Batman actually shed a tear that Wonder Woman's back because he didn't even realize until I'm just now you, how much he missed her. I, Clark and, shed a tear maybe, but I really in my mind think that like Bruce has believed that she's going to come back and he's just been waiting this entire I, time. I think that with the Martian Manhunter, 
Then with the Batman, you know, Clooney and Conrad, they don't really know how to write these characters, so they're going with the full-out cliche. There's Batman all business moody. He's just going to go away. Oh, you're back. I thought you'd be back. All right. Superman and Wonder Woman hug, but it's it's so quick. You tell and then about you have everybody wanting more. Freaking, you know, Donna Troy and Cassie Sandsmark at a food court at a mall singing on TV. Yay! Yeah. With a Bat Burger in here, the background. Here's where we'll get into that uh, quickly about that whole deal. And even with Yara Floor and Nubia, this shows, too, that. You know, it's not Conrad and Clunan's fault. They have been there. They've been doing two issues a month, actually, and and being on time. The Wonder Girl book is so delayed that this takes place after an issue that is still to be determined when it comes out. They don't even know. And how that works. I don't care about what happens to that, but the idea that the way we're representing Donna Troy and Cassie Sandsmark seeing that Diana's back at a food court on a TV, yay, hug. Yeah, but they're also in the U.S. So no, no, what, I'm okay with what's going on. I'm with saying they can, had to can, have come back then. I can, and, and, I'm saying, though, I can remove myself from what happens with the RF4, anything about that. Just the idea. This is how we're representing the Wonder oh, Girls. Oh, I know. But again, I think that you're going with this whole idea because that's not – there's there's some sort of thing going on with them being in Gateway City together as a team still. They didn't even like each other as far as we've been reading. Oh, no, no. This is Donna so, Troy and uh, Cassie. Not Artemis and Cassie. Donna Troy no, and Cassie. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, though, but you have Cassie there. Why is she back is is the deal. I'm okay Why with that. Is she, I, we'll have to see what's going on because you do see Artemis then later back at you know, Ben and McDowell. So what has evolved also you end up where, again, that Nubia book has been delayed immensely. It's coming out next week. It's played out here like we've already read the whole story. Oh, my God, the the troubles I've had, (laughs) you know, with all this. Oh, Queen Nubia. Read Nubia and the Amazons, which Which I have to assume goes into what we saw in the Nubia back up in the the future state of Wonder Woman, where we saw that she had problems with her, like, Themyscarian sisters and had to leave for a while and stuff like that. that's what it is all We have no idea, but Wonder Woman's back, and it really means nothing for the time that she's been gone and what we've been dealing with, delays or no delays. Well, I'm saying it doesn't – these books are supposed to tie in with this, and they aren't even out. So this is them giving I, I just a don't shout say, like, out. When we get down to the bottom line of like, you know, we get done with the story that, you know, Cassie's a part of in Yara Flores, Wonder Girl, or whatever's going on in Nubia. There's no way at the end of that story that I think that Cassie and Donna sitting down at a food court in, Meg- in Gateway City and saying yay and hugging each other is going to be a great response to Diana's return. But again, I mean, then don't show them, you're saying, because no, I don't no. do they, something because these what are, are you going to do to Wonder Woman? Say that she they end up, oh, my God, let's go see her. But then when we find out, because it says this takes place after events, what they're doing there in that mall has to mean something of in that Wonder Girl I number four. I don't think four. it will at all. Well, then why would you throw out the idea I that this know. takes place after it? It must be something because, again, Cassie was down south. Now she's back. She's with Donna. So I don't know what's happening. And so we're going to have to see. I, I think that the problem is a lot of this issue. You're throwing out some stuff that are in other books and they're not letting Clooney and Conrad really deal with those things. Uh, but you know, you see, I mean, Yara floors here for a second, looking pissed as she She's leaves the poker table. Here. Right, Ben and McDowell—they're all celebrating, shooting guns in the air. And that's like, the thing is, like, all this stuff is is terrible. But when you actually have Doctor Psycho sitting down in a row watching TV about it, thinking, "Oh my God, she made her back," inconceivable, and has to get on the phone to pretty much what seems like putting together a Wonder Woman revenge squad. I'm like, I want to see more of that immediately. This is better than all the other stuff that I'm dealing with the heroes that I also love. Yeah, and I like that when he's like, oh, my God, she actually did she return. And for me, he's like, oh, man, she's probably still pissed off about that other stuff. Now she's here, and she wasn't supposed to. Uh oh, better get and then ring. Somebody rings him right away, and he's like, yeah, I I see. We got to get shit going. I can't wait to see what happens. I really liked that. I I thought that. And again, 
that's a scene that we'll get in this book. So I thought that that was cool. She goes back to Themyscira and even Hippolyta, why don't you rest? I swear to God, all that is is because she does not return to the Justice League book for Bendis for a couple months. You have to have a reason why she doesn't just go to the Justice League because it didn't tie up like that. So you should just relax. I think it's Apollo's like, I kind of like this Justice League stuff in Man's World. I want to stay. But yeah, you have that. And Diana's like, I don't like to just relax, go saves a boat. You have the holiday. I say relax. Yeah, she's been doing some shit, but she's also been dead. You know, that's what the thing is. Rest in peace. That's what she's been doing. She's been resting. Yeah, she says, I I want to get back to the deal. And then you have Etta crying when she sees I I did. Etta, I got some feels for. I was like, that's that's cool, and I like that. Yeah, she goes back to Steve Trevor seeing it on the paper when he comes back and collecting his, you know, his mail in the morning and stuff like that. It's okay, but you know, we saw that whole thing. Yeah, I like to think this is right after his party with that Etta Candy where he goes down and does it. Because remember, he was getting word that there was, quote-unquote, sightings. She might be back. He didn't check his phone yet. Yeah, this is pretty much, though, she is back He didn't look at his phone because he didn't want to feel bad about missing his girlfriend's call, so he didn't even look at it. Yeah, so now it's not just sightings. She's fully back. And, you know, Themyscira, they're all excited. Nubia says, oh, I had some problems. Let me tell you. And everybody who keeps going, like, (laughs) everybody keeps going to Diana, like, hey, you gotta tell me what happened. How'd you get that sword? What's going on? Yeah, I'll get to that later. I got this sword from Valhalla. Thank God that, like, Mother left my, you know, lasso here so I can collect that and be Wonder Woman again. that's what Nubia says, that I was supposed to give you this. Your mom always knew you'd come back. We all know. you're pretty busy. You got Merlin in Atlanta, stuff like this. But why not hang out and have a sleepover in Themyscira? Here's your room. Like, first, let's go through your mother's room. My mother wouldn't like being here. But yeah, but she kept this for you. But let's go back to your room. You look tired. You take a nap. I'm like, God damn it, Wonder Woman. There's so much stuff going on right now. Again, though, you know, in the scope of things. And then I'm angry this is a lot bigger than a backup in a book. When I mean, we have this a situation where she's leaving Nubia behind and she just looks into the reflecting pool and then mascara here and it's looking like sigh. And then it just looks like, you know, her reflection stays there and becomes evil. I'm like, we just got, I know, but I'm saying we just got done a dark looking Wonder Woman in the Janice storyline where we just have I an evil looking Janice. reflection now. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? I think Janice is back. She got, she got the spreads off. Be. She got this. What happened if they do end up having an evil Diana in this now? It would be crazy. No, it's just like a weird devastation. Who was another about, evil Wonder Woman? I don't know about you. I actually would have also have been like, I, I think I'm going to get a hold of Dead Man and see if he's okay. Also, to ask, is that real? Is, well, that's is the this thing real is, can, life? Is, is, can she see Dead Man anymore? I don't know. I have no I, idea. I don't know because she's magic as well. Can she see beyond the veil? And because it's dead man, I don't she know how the rules work anymore. She was in negative space, Eric. I mean, she got out of that. But yeah, she's there and she's looking at the pool and all that. And then she goes out. Oh, there's a rainbow, and off I go. I'm going to go be Wonder Woman. This is just what it is. It's, it's the return. an underwhelming return where you don't get the emotional connection and just meander about and not really do anything to even set well, her up as Wonder Woman. Well, that's what Conan and Conrad, they're not real good at pacing an issue or an arc or, you know, a whole deal. Or even it, showing we, the emotion of these characters that there should be for the woman who sacrificed herself to save the multiverse and build something new. And then now she's back. And nobody kind of like, hey, you want to see the cafeteria? Yeah, got that. Great, great hours there. Up you to know, he's, he's happy to see you. Yeah, Black Canary jumps right in, you know, it's right fine. in the thing her is, arms. I want, I want to have this emotional connection because this should be really big for me in my mind. But for how we've like you know done things with Diana since she has sacrificed herself and what we've done since then, it doesn't feel like much. I'm telling you, she's been gone for like a week in my mind. She's back. Everybody's happy. But 
not happy enough. There doesn't seem to be any real emotional connection besides for surface level stuff. And I want it to be there. I want to have these feelings, but I don't. It's pissing me off. Now, I, I got some of the feelings. Like I said, Ed, uh, I did like, like you said, the holiday girls just out of nowhere. That's I'm like, all that. right. Yeah, that Dr. Psycho, I thought, was the best it's amazing. part. It's the best part. But what they, it's weird, what they end up doing and what I think that they've been doing, and this is something that I've been saying and, and getting, like, they end up not being able to really give you that idea of how many people love Diana. It's always her struggling to try to prove or it's only, it, it feels a lot, even without the same type of narration, but it feels a lot like what Bendis did with Superman when Superman would have to tell himself in his head, I'm going to do this. I'm great. Man, I, really I don't am kill. Pretty, I am a good so, man, aren't I? Superman, sure, yeah. I'm Superman. So when you have it, you know, this is an issue to put all that. Let let us see how much Batman loves Wonder Woman, the, uh, how much everybody does, how much this all means. And instead, you have a lot of reiteration of she was tired. She did a lot of stuff. She was tired. And we, we've been, I'm tired, too, of what she went through. And I want to get going. And I still think i i have this as a reset that i did like her coming back i did oh, yeah, like I the moments back because, uh, you know some of them but just didn't feel big enough like even but, the idea where i want to love yara for because she was one of the best things to come out of future state we haven't done anything with the title because it's constantly delayed so it feels less and even when we get back to when that series comes out she's a she's there's not a much going on yeah, in that's that been left individual behind. issues but the book looks great she has totally been left behind and you have the other wonder girls though like donna troy She's doing Teen Titans Academy stuff kind of whenever she shows up. Cassie's, you know, just kind of chasing Yara in her own book. And so is Artemis. But you're not doing anything with any of the Wonder Women of the DC Universe. And even when you bring Hippolyta out to be the Wonder Woman, the Justice League, you do absolutely fuck all with her as well. I don't know yeah. what we're doing. With now Diana's back. I'm like, will that mean anything for the maybe, character maybe or the Wonder Woman family as a whole? Maybe it's one of those. Maybe you then get Wonder Woman on the Justice League, even if it is Bendis, that ups the ante. Because now you can't push aside Wonder Woman like you have Apollo. She demands to be part of the book and, and things. I hope that Brian Michael Bendis just doesn't have her say stuff like a Aquaman who needs them to throw a cup of water on him to go. Jesus but Christ. it does end up like you can Bendis. put Apollo. You know, you can play Apollo in the background, but Wonder Woman, you can't. So maybe that will make him well, have to do more. Hippolyta and in on- the JLD, her back is big. Oh, yeah. So if she comes back, that. yeah, that'll be great. But and I don't even know how much more you're going to get of that the way it is. I know that Ram V is going to come back, but I don't know what that means from DC Comics. But I really feel like Hippolyta was brought into the JLD to be that, I mean, the JLA, to be a part of that connection for Black Adam joining the team because we just got yeah, done, but we know, didn't endless winner last play year. With that. And barely touched on that, except for them. Yeah, we used to fight a lot, didn't we? Sure did. <laughs> yep. We were like cats and dogs. We were. Uh, but yeah, you really didn't do much with that. And then Bendis again. When Bendis is writing that book, you can't have anything with Hippolyta because you're too busy doing stuff with Naomi, yelling, I just got my power. The Wonder Twins, Sinmar, all that. That's the shame of it. And now um, the Legion of Superheroes. Again, in my mind, you do have the backup in JLD going until January. You also have an annual for it. And with that all being said, the they had to have been told to have this scene. This, this isn't their thing Khalid coming out this would be something that they were told to put in or at least you know have there so she could go off I think that she does end up in that that'll elevate that back up as well and probably the annual I I don't remember the solicit but that seems like a good time for her to then come back that's in November 
and have her being involved, especially with the upside down. It just, just feels weird that we can't do it. So why bring it up? You can say it's out I of think time that you're with what that's going on that. with right now. Yeah, I think that they're made to do that so that people realize, oh my God, she's like, in even the, in the JLD. Justice League book. You have the JLD backup in that whole thing. It's not like when you see the JLD and the Justice League book, they're dealing with Merlin bullshit. Yeah, I, I just. When you have a book there that people are going to buy, especially this is the ret- there's going to be a lot of people who buy this that haven't bought any sort of, you know, Wonder Woman in this whole deal. You want to push where she's going to go to and stuff like that. And the mention of JLD might get some people to get that and the Just League book as well to see what's going on. And you just I think that they're trying to make it so that it is that connected universe feel. But, yeah, some of the things are. We know what's going on in the Just League Dark. It's a little bigger than taking a nap. Sure but is. that's not their story to tell. They're here to tell yes, this Wonder mean, Woman. It's coming back, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean, Khalid should have given a little more info, but even so. I got problems like in Atlantis. A, Atlantis. Sounds like Aquaman problems I ain't going make. there. She's like, <laughs> I, just, well, I just sacrificed myself for all you jerks. I'm going to take a nap. I'm getting my last, though. Uh, but yeah, I like the art throughout. Oh, the art's amazing, and it is two artists, and I think that it goes I didn't well. Even not re- yeah, not really a transition problem at all. All the art looks really good. Uh, what would you give it? Uh, the thing is, I love the art a lot, and I like the bit with Doctor Psycho. Ed is fine, shedding a tear because you know she is a background supporting character that can or cannot do stuff with Wonder Woman. But you know, she's around; it's enough for me. But when you have the majority of the characters who just feel off with their like welcoming back Wonder Woman. This is her big return, and it doesn't feel big at all to me. I am going to give this a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going 7-5, a little down from what I did. I like the part with that. I do love the part with Dr. Psycho. And it's funny, too, when you end up talking and what I just said, the things that I did like are things that will be in this book. The uh, You know, Dr. Psycho is set up to be, you know, oh, yeah, something in this book. Edda has been in this book. Even the Steve Trevor like stuff is nice page. enough, right? I know, but I'm saying, but that got some feelings from me. The idea that it seems like she, you know, Clunan and Conrad were made like, okay, what can I use? What can, oh, she can walk through the, that's like stuff that isn't their stuff that won't be. We're not going to see much of any sort of Hall of Judge. And that's the stuff that felt weird. Like either they didn't get the connection of the characters or they really weren't concerned with that. Even the newbiest stuff at the end is nice enough. It does just lead to, hey, here's the lasso. But I like the interactions right. and setting up, hey, how have you been? Oh, I had some back. problems. And everybody's, you know celebrating stuff like that but even that felt a little more developed than a lot of the other stuff in this where the paula says go and take a nap uh but thanks we'll go, mom we'll go to the next book here and I'm, I'm glad she's back and here is my final you know verdict of this is diana is now back you cannot use any damn excuse of well they're writing a good story. It's just weird that Wonder Woman's in the Elflands or Wonder Woman's in Asgard or whatever. Now you're doing the book that, you know, most people are doing in the regular deal. If it's as bad as what it got to in that whole quote unquote multiversal deal, they've got to be taken off the book. You one get one this, world, sphere of the gods in the fifth dimension. Yeah, you get yeah, multiverse, Eric, and, and Phantom Zone. You end up with this Phantom Fifth Dimension. You end up where this is it now. That stuff was nice. That stuff was kind of okay. We, In my mind, it actually was just the idea. We had, like, Shaman said, what were the ramifications? The ramifications are they ended up making Wonder Woman not on Earth for a while to make it seem bigger. But then you kind of blow this kind of back. But now you're back. You have to do it now. You have no excuses. This is it. I, I need more from them. They are not 
really hitting with a lot of things. And I need more of instead of in a lot of their things are surface level. I want to know at one point Wonder Woman even mentions. I was wondering what kind of world because she left to save the world so that her friends could have their histories. She ended up that was her big conundrum. It will people be erased. Will everybody come back? Well, we can't really guarantee. So she ends up doing it, and I want to see more of that. I want to see her go around and see what she did and see what happened, but I doubt we'll get that. But we'll go to the next deal. It's a, it's a finale, Eric. Superman, the authority. Feels like it just started, Jim. Number four. I know. Written just like the podcast. Written by Grant no, Morrison. Like art that. by Mikhail Ajanine. Feels like we've been talking like I'm eight so years right, right now. now. <laughs> I wasn't when we started. Uh, that is true. This podcast has a – it's like being the president, Eric. You, you don't come out of the podcast and the same person that I looked went like in. I was 25 when we got started. I'm over 40 looking now. It's crazy. I look 98. Now I look 105. Jordi Belair and Tom Napolitano. You get Michael uh, Janine on the whole deal, which looks great. Superman and the Authority is over, and if you were expecting any explanation as to why the Superman feels different, or get a real smooth transition over to travel. action comics, you might be disappointed. I love at the one point they're like, Ooh, we found out all about that crazy kryptonite, me and Kara. I'm like, did we? I want to know. Morrison spends way too much time on a battle that only serves here as a, quote, trial by fire. Looks great. But you're getting characters introduced that can't possibly be anything like, maybe. I, I White Ray is, Jim. Yeah, this book gave readers diminishing returns as it went on, but I wasn't angry. And even reading this, I was not angry. I did was enjoy I. this, and I did like. I just scratched my head a lot about yeah. the decisions for this final issue to lead us off well, of, you know, Superman and, and the Authority going thing. off to War World. Um, it's one of those books that later on, I don't think it's going to be referenced much. You're like, man, I really like that Superman. What it would be man, referenced Silver as. Superman was the shit, right? You know, what, what might be mentioned is like, man, that should have been so much more. And the weird thing about so this is like you, like you say, you do scratch your head, but I wish that at some point, if this, when everybody, all these writers and creators are going over to Substack, one of the things that they say is you're going to get behind the scenes talk. Like even where James Tynan said that when he goes off, he's going to write some essays and tell people what really happened with the five G's and stuff like that. I wish Grant Morrison would just sit down somewhere and I can't understand them. I mean, the guy, his accent is so strong. So I hope it's uh, something written or has like, you know, subtitles there. But I'd like for him to talk about, did he come back and change anything on this? Has he been involved? I feel like he has to have. Well, he claimed but not at much. some point it claimed at one point that he's going to go off and help Philip Kennedy Johnson, but I don't end up seeing any co-writing credits or whatever. But when you get this, this issue is a lot of stuff that's thrown at you like that should be big, but we're ending. So it's not going to be big. And then it's kind of like at the end, just things there to just say hey, we're going off to war world that's fine enough setting but, up even like an ultra humanite but, but, and brainiac to be a villain to john but see that's the most amazing thing about this book because we have superman and authority a book about superman which it's an older superman for some reason we want to say time travel but obviously that's not the case it's just a weird 5g leftover with old superman but it's Superman putting together a team the authority to help him with mongo and war world when he goes off that's the entire book but somehow we ended up doing this weird thing where now we have a weird Superman revenge squad led by Ultra Humanite, but not really led by Brainiac, who is using all these other people, including Ultra Humanite, who has grabbed other people to use them to take down Superman. And I'm like, 
for, I guess, Superman's, like, I mean, ultra humanized plan of, I'm going to put my brain into your brain, but your powers are diminishing. So I'm going to put my brain into your brain to lure your son away so I can put my brain into his brain and be the ultra humanite. Yeah. Which, but again, there's Brainiac. was the 5G story. I yep. mean, the 5G story was an older Superman. Well, they even say here, was going to go off to War World anyway. There's a line in this talking about how the people have like gone against Superman in this, and, and you're leaving your son and stuff like that. There was, like, I'm telling you, I want to think that Grant Morrison came in and changed something, but there are lines in this book that are like, no, this is just straight up 5G. It is. And remember, the 5G setup was when we came back, you were going to already have had, and me and you right away recognized something had gone wonky before we even found out that when Superman and that email that still bothers you, I know, that ends up where somebody filmed Superman, I'm the king of the world. He's, you know, I, Leonardo I the DiCaprio. And then people reacted to that. Oh, what is United think? Federations of Planets and I Speak for Earth. And then and somehow that, it's videoed and emailed yeah. to the Daily Star. Combined with the idea that Superman's identity had been revealed and he's a stinking alien that was hiding amongst us. Where do you this get off? was going to lead the Earth to rebel against Superman, which then was going to make but John's John. Cool. He was born here. Well, John was then going to make Metropolis into a sports solitude by putting a bubble, which we got in future states. All this stuff goes in. And then when you go with this 5G, you have a John Kent Superman. You have an older Superman who can't be out and about. That's the thing. With this, you can kind of skew it of, no, he did kind of do that stuff with Atlantis and the surface world. Yeah. But it wasn't that. Oh, the idea of the Genesis Stone and stuff like that from the source wall piece that we tie in at the end here. I'm like, that was a clever way, but I'm like, it feels so weird that like how it's depicted in uh, like action comics, how it came from one of the mo- like war world refugee ships and Superman has here, but it's pointing him towards this, but it means something else. Oh, and it's like, it yeah, feels it's, grander it's, than it is. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to feel about this, but okay, we're doing stuff with it at least. So when in this originally Superman's saying, he says it to Manchester Black, listen, we I can't really go out and be seen. That was because the whole world was against him and he was trying to avoid that. In this, you can make it like, oh, he caused some problems with it, but that wouldn't be like a Superman who can't go around and be seen. But he says, yeah, we're on, but they are heading off to War World. So it, it connects. And now you see, in my mind, like you just said with the, the piece of the totality, that whole thing, you see that the, maybe... The piece of the source. Maybe this book didn't change much, but they did do their due diligence of setting up and changing action comics to lead into it and then to go out. Like the things that we're setting Poor up... Philip Kennedy you Johnson. You end up Philip Kennedy Johnson seems to be juggling a lot that might not have even been his story to get to his story in the long run. And I have to say, I, I give him kudos because a lot I still of the don't things. I understand, though, how it works from the action comics where you have this piece that takes over a guy that creates a monster that Superman has to fly inside to that and tells you this holographic story about the coming of something that looks like a you know, Kingdom Come Superman symbol that looks like the one on Superman and the Authority to the point where we get to the end of this where the piece of the source that Superman's been inspecting says Light Ray is on a piece of like an enhanced source wall that looks like the actual source wall. I'm like. But sure. where, I'll, where I'll give the props is, it, take this book out of the deal. Yeah, that whole thing with that shit made it a monster. That was weird. But not too many times have we gone with action comics and saying, like, we're missing a piece here. What does that mean? Yeah, that like you said, the thing you just brought up is the big thing. But everything else was flowing okay to get back to War World and things like that. So when you get this book and you look at it, yeah, you kind of have to squint and turn your head sideways a little to make it work. But you can. It's just, are you 
is that what you want out of a series? I, you know I what really I mean? I want this to be a story on just onto itself now that doesn't I do really too. tie in I anything. I want it to almost be a I, Black Label deal. I of, agree because I like this story, but how it's forcing itself to tie in everything else really is its flaw because now that like, you know, I know that the story is leading to something, but when you have the subplot, the side plot about, you know, the Superman Revenge Squad and Brainiac's the real leader, the puppet master of all this, I'm like, okay, I guess you're setting up stuff for John, which is cool, but the convoluted plan of Ultra Humanite I'm ultra humanite in a Solomon Grundy, bo- Grundy body. I'm going to shrink Superman and myself into Candor so I can operate on him. So there's no powers down here. And then he's going to, but he's going to wake up because the, the kryptonite, the krypton powers have been reversed where he is powerful. And Lois Lane is already down in Candor with a kryptonite gun that shoots white kryptonite that only affects plants, meaning Solomon Grundy's body. And that's how he stopped the ultra human. like, Fuck me, what did you just do? <laughs> when you do that and then actually rip off the head of like Solomon Grundy. So just me explaining that was the stupidest thing I think I've I ever done. Here's the, you know I what's like weird? I stuff in this stuff. You know what's like weird? The white I, 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 call I, I think it's really fucking cool. I, I like do, the idea yeah. of actually bringing in the, the Golden Age era looking like the idea of Ultra Humanite. Using that model, I'm like, that's amazing. Bringing in the white kryptonite. That's This is all Grant Morrison stuff that I actually think works well. And also bringing back the original idea of the Enchantress and bringing her on the team in that era. I'm like, this is great stuff. But the execution and the way that this all pans out, I'm like, I'm like, what well, the fuck, Well, that's the problem. Man? And with that, it, it's it's a weird deal because you do have, you have Elseworlds here at DC. Not necessarily what ifs. That's a Marvel thing. But I would like to actually have had, if you have a bunch of these stories laying around, this seems to be like the big one that they had already done or whatnot. It would be kind of a cool skew of an omniverse what if. Well, you what can if there have was that. 5G, 5G, but they're not going to now. They're Earth trying 5G? to. I know, but they already have made this into something now. I would have rather this have been an ongoing kind of thing of this is what you would have gotten in 5G, especially in the way now it does lead to War World like the regular story. So, but. I like the part. Now, I'll tell you, when they end up taking down Solomon Grundy slash old Humanite, Humanite, and you end up having Lois, Lois, badass Lois is like, I know, like, hey, how's your research? She is biting her lower lip holding that gun with that purple. Look at that deal. I'm telling you, look at her. And she says, I know more about the House of El than anyone else on Earth, including you. And she was doing that research. And we did see that. And I couldn't remember which book it was where she's talking about. I think it was just just Action Comics, honestly. Or Action Comics. Or like the idea of going to Candor, and that makes sense why she's down here. But the thing is where she has just shown up where Superman's about to have his head sliced open and brain replaced it has a kryptonite gun but well that can change what kind of kryptonite it shoots and this one it is seemed to be based. that like, plan sure. yeah it was the plan i like hey sweetheart you know but here's the deal when she goes fading powers look really good on you they really suit you smallville like the dog dug up my dad i'm like you cold ass you're gross, you're gross and that's your weird your dad is dead i mean the you're, fading you're powers this, look crap. really suits you smallville like i think the she dog just dug seems up that, my dad yeah I'm telling you, like, the weird thing is, I don't know the if you're Silver into your Fox, dad or but, you just want to talk about your dead dad being dug up. I'm like, I don't know. It's a weird line. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, at the end of this issue, when he puts on his normal Superman costume to go off, I'm like, fuck, I really like the way this one yeah. looks throughout this yeah. series. Yeah. So you end up having this and he's looking and I like where he's like, you know, get me the teleband. I got to look into this head. And he looks and I'm like, I kind of see all of the tropes of Brainiac, and he's like, 
Huh, have to look into this more. I'm like, it's Brainiac, asshole. And then he gets a hold of Brainiac, and then they it's start talking It's a product code. It's a nice brain. It's got a Brainiac symbol. It's okay. got a Brainiac symbol. I'm like, there you go. I mean, Brainiac gets his dick prints and everything, and he goes Brainiac off there. wearing a black suit, herring, carrying a monkey. And the thing is, I know this has to be a Grant Morrison callback to something. I don't know what it is. but it's awesome, right? This Brainiac is crazy to me. It's almost like Lex Luthor Brainiac. It looks like Lex Luthor. Looks. Yeah. And so you end up where they're talking. For the space back monkey and forth and stuff and like <laughs> i'm gonna take you down i don't even care but pretty much in this i love the idea that superman says to now brainiac and even ultra humanite when he gets his ass back in the room ah, i just got in the butt it's like oh you guys have this big plan because they even where do you hear a plan he's like i don't need to hear your fucking plan. i'm no. leaving I, yeah. I, i'm not concerned my son's gonna and take all that care shit of you that you're doing over there in dubai my team's taking care of that yeah. right now all it doesn't this is matter. bullshit it doesn't matter i'm out of here and then like, i like well that. i guess we gotta go for his son huh <laughs> like when he's like yeah you know you failed again and then i'm out and then it's like he has left the game uh but yeah you go to dubai and this is the part i like the dialogue i like the action oh, it's i fun, like yeah. the characters but it doesn't mean is anything this by ever the gonna end, mean anything no it doesn't the idea that you have this team then we're going to introduce all the members of ultra humanized team where you have iron cross the indestructible white supremacist taking on you know like uh well, iron cross t- is hilarious he's too, taken out pretty he instantly it's great though but when you have like florida lee take on um Midnighter, and they have almost the same skill set and the idea of like who is better with their fight computer and stuff like that. That's really cool. And like, I want to see more where you have a sieve take on steel and whose technology is better there because I don't know. Because it, while it seemed like Civ was going to take out steel, but she has a secondary suit which can like you know take her out, but you don't really get to see it. It's just we, we jump to the end, steal one, but it's real cool when you're it, seeing it. I just yes, want it more. And the dialogue right? is really cool. It's I really I want an entire issue of this and not any weird when Midnight and Space Floor Monkey bullshit. Are, when Midnight and Floor are talking back and forth, he's like, "Hey, listen, you know, if you weren't bad and and I wasn't gay, I might want to hook up to you. Oh, the fight could be pretty good." Like, oh man, that's cool. I, you know, we could never run into anything like that of open queer characters. That's a, there's some really funny, almost like in jokes. I'm telling you, when they end up beheading. Iron Cross and end up kicking his head <laughs> off, and then it's like a Manchester Black is right. And the the thing that makes me laugh is that it's a, almost like a flip, but he's yelling, he shoots, he's he's getting it all wrong as he goes because he's a Brit and he's just not. But it's fun. Well, that's it's too, so the idea fun. that Coldcast is one of these a former member of one of the elite from Manchester Black who wants to get revenge on Manchester Black. The idea, like Coldcast, he's a black man. Like you, you working with a white supremacist? <laughs> yeah. Your rep is gone. And he says, like, oh, don't, don't yeah, say the that team guy was here. He's like, I'm not part of a team. They hired me for this. I got to get my name out and about uh, because he did end up on the authority and things went wrong. And even Manchester the Black elite. says, yeah, or the elite, he's like, hey, you know, we left on bad terms, but you're better than this. But you have so much going on where we're going to be introduced to all of these, you know, like this other team. Like, it's pretty much like the Secret Society team going on here. But you have so much more legwork to do to get your authority together because you do have to finish up stuff with OMAC and Light Ray to get the team together. And right now at the idea where you have this OMAC who is a, um, a they, a him, like they do the pronouns at one point, but they're infatuated or not infatuated, that's a weird word, but like they are all about light ray. Going to protect the yeah, light we'll ray do no matter for what. Light exactly. And, you know, obviously at first they think that Apollo did something and they like, look, I'm Apollo. I can do anything. Like, I'm gonna, I'm stronger than you. Like, oh, yeah? Power up to 10 or 5 or whatever it is. She can just max out or they can max out their power. But I don't understand what we need to do this for because I still don't know how this 
person is connected to OMAC or Brother I or any of these things at and all. That's I just the thing that you would want to have more of, and hopefully we do get more of it in well, even Lightway, the idea from a parallel timeline who was born on Mars is here, and we need your power and stuff like that. And the Eclipso connection, where that's one of the things too of Grant Morrison, which I really agree. Like uh, I was agree, I was really excited about when you see the more super villainy like Eclipso of the Bruce Gordon variety, and like not the you know, world ending threat that he is, who's just trying to take out Light right here. That's cool. But now we just have to move past this because we have one issue left in this story and we have to get shit done and we have to get Superman yeah. and the rest and of this team off. off to War World. So you don't have enough time to really do any of the cool stuff that you have kind of, I don't want to say set up, but at least, you know, hinted at throughout this four issue yeah. series. Now, here's the thing. And it's a shame because I sit there and my big, my big worry is we're going to go off to Action Comics and Philip Kennedy Johnson. Okay, I'll use these characters, but not in the way, like, not really digging deep into them and like oh man like i really wanted to know more of that conrad but you do end up having and i will point out one thing because you are you know trying to get the pronouns down for the omac character did you get that freaking Manchester Black? The piece of shit just goes, yeah, we need a place for her hairdresser. What'd you say? But I was like, oh, you piece of crap, you asshole. And I thought that was Would hilarious. You say, but stain. And the thing is, Grant Morrison, <laughs> whether or not, yeah, Grant Morrison, whether we love everything he does or whatnot, he isn't a guy that messes up things. A lot. Like he is a smart guy. He ends up having that. And I think that he wanted to show that a Manchester Black is not really aware or down with the pronoun thing. It just well, even up. that, because it made he, me laugh. Manchester Black comes out like, what'd you say, Buster? Nothing. Must be my indecipherable yeah, accent of mine, love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's such a piece. Even at the point, well, here's Superman where. Superman allowing this to go on. like, well, Mr. Superman Black keeps us like on the He's toes. having a great time. He's like giggling it step up. On his. You know that he's just happy because he's the good guy. Like, everybody looks up to him. But when but they go up. this cool-ass team, Jim. Midnight or Apollo, Omac, White Ray, Manchester Black, and Chantry and steel i'm like this is a crazy ass team i don't know shit about omac or like i don't either i want to know more about them though now here is the thing that gets me maybe excited or maybe some hope because we've never said this before but i would love to have some grant morrison action later on with this book and when you do have the ending ending you have continued in action comics number 136 they're like let's go to war world they all gather it's a little different than what we saw in the other things but everyone is different yeah but then you have an epilogue where you end up seeing this whole idea of how big light ray is and things like that and then it just says to be continued why would you end up having a go to this in action comics 136 and then again two pages later say to be continued because i think that this light ray stuff I don't know that you're going to have the space to do that in the War World story. They're going to fight off War World and stuff. I think that there's a possibility that this book could continue after the fact, maybe start up in a new way to make it fit a little better from Grant Morrison, though he doesn't really seem to want to be involved. I wish he would go off and do something like this because what he set up here, while you can easily get down like i i could even it's easily gotten down the fucking grant morrison rabbit hole from what i tried to describe what was going on earlier but from what he has set up here and what have i enjoyed it i want to see more of him doing this type of stuff where you do have these callbacks but it doesn't matter where you're trying to appeal to a silver age one guy who's reading something like 
Like like he did with the Green Lantern series. That was too much. This is fun enough in the way he's doing it in my mind, and I'd like to see more. But even at the end, when like talking about crazy fucking shit with that epilogue, he's talking about the artifact of the new guys we saw in action comics that you know he brought up here. He's showing Manchester Black. In times of cosmic upheaval, the so-called Unifriend, a mysterious hand of fire is said to spell out communications directly from the source of creation, which we don't have anymore. There is no more source wall, as far as I know, from the end of death metal and perpetual and stuff like that. But for the last 11 days, it's been writing the same thing over and over. And when you look at it, you have this gigantic looking like you know heads coming out of the source wall looking thing and a little computer icon. Yeah, an that icon, says, like a computer icon. Light ray is. And I'm like... Yeah. Well, shit, I need to know more about that. Dark because side isn't is, anymore. It's like We have a new Genesis. We have a, well, I'm pretty sure we do, but we have a new Genesis. We have new gods. We have a new god who is named Light Ray. How is this different than the Light Ray we have here, who is a girl that was born on Mars in a parallel a, timeline? Yeah, parallel timeline, parallel, you know. And so with that, like, you end up, Fuck. okay, let's go off to Warworld. <laughs> I'm telling you, even the art there where you have uh, Apollo. Uh, with that, you know, space age, like almost like a pulp type ball helmet on there. It makes me giggle. Oh, at the uh, end, it's and, great, yeah. Yeah, and so they're going to go off. And yeah. So then when you go, it, it does say later, and this seems separated from the war world stuff. This seems like something else, like even after. And I did think that one of the things that threw me, and then I'm like, oh, I get it. When Superman says the metal wars, I actually oh, don't mind metal, that. Yeah. that. That makes me like... They metal wouldn't call metal. it death metal. Yeah. Me- the metal wars. I'm like, I like that. That's I better. think that that's pretty cool. Like the way you said it. I thought that it was like between the scorpions and then maybe like you Cinderella. Said, though, I'm right? You're making a freaking glam rock joke right here. But when they said the metal wars at first, I really thought it was like the gear war. Something I didn't know. what Like something that what goes on that you don't know nothing about. But then I'm like, oh, shit. He's talking about death metal and metal. I got you. Why I wanted to bring it up because I already said earlier. That I was already irritated with the idea. Well, we ended up facing this, this. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, you did it. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's that's the death metal in the metal. And you're you're changing it. Though I still would like it to be like, it it would be like Iron Maiden versus Judas Priest. That would be a good metal wars thing. We could have this like every Friday night. We have two go against each other. Who comes out on top there? It's always Judas Priest, I say. Dio but, comes yeah, out as the hero every Dio's time. Dio's there, and that'd be awesome, right? But yeah, you end, and there is the idea of, oh my God, maybe there is hope. Maybe this will continue in a different way after this action comic story is done. They come back to really look into the source, look into stuff, because I'd really like to see it. I, I would. I thought that this issue, and I'm liking it more than I did when I reviewed it. I will tell you, me and you talking about it, I'm getting all fired up and really <laughs> liking the stuff because when I went to review it, I, I was, like it, but it's rough. Well, I was because it's the conclusion again, of something that is like you know that's the rough, running rough shot compared I to whatever else is going on. When I reviewed it, I fully reviewed it as the idea. Okay, how does this go into action comics? Is it a smooth transition? Does everything make sense? But me and you yeah, talking no. about it, no. So my review on the site was a little down. Talking about it of possibly or wanting to get more from this, I'm getting more excited about it. And some of the stuff is really fun. Some of the stuff is the character work in the dialogue, like Midnighter has been just great. Like there's oh, a yeah. lot of times Midnighter in that stupid Clunan and Conrad again come up. They couldn't write Midnighter to save their lives. You end up having and it seems like Grant Morrison, he's a great writer. We don't love all of his stuff, but boy, when he gets to something that we like, this dialogue is like seamless. It feels so good. Everything feels right. 
and it's just yeah, how funny. are they trolling us for with all those time machines in issue two though i know i'm gonna <laughs> yell at michael janine because we're like oh my god this would do but really they never at the one point again you have this idea of hey i guess that we'll have to look into those different kryptonites seemingly that is what ended up making superman sick powers down but we never saw that no and so that felt weird and why was he older? And why is he going off and, and not even explaining why he's Silver different Fox in Superman. this book as he goes off? What happens if you go in and in Action Comics, they have one side. He's almost like a two-face, two-hair. He's got the Silver Fox on the one side. What happened if at the beginning, if you were writing it, would you mention Isn't something? Isn't that just what Mad Max has? Is one side is just yeah, gray? Yeah. Would, would you say something like, oh, I get you got the Grecian formula, huh? Would you say anything no. or you just, just avoid it? Avoid just go. It. Not yeah. talking to people. Uh, no, I mean, if you were writing the book where oh. Superman comes from this into your book and now would you just like my play would be just get him back to normal. Don't mention it because the more you mention it, it's not going to work out. But some writers seem like they think they have to and there'll be some weird thing that goes on. I don't know. I like the team, too. I want to know way more about that. Uh, it's funny because Light Ray is, right? Yeah. But I really want to know about Omac. Seriously. That Omac is so cool. I want to know a connection to have the, how this is an Omac and a brother eye, if that's what it is, in fact, and stuff like that. How is this different than anything else we've seen and why? I really like their team up. When when I like the teamwork. That like, is Kevin I, Co. is he still Omac? I don't know. I like when they're in Dubai and they're, they're all, they gel. At the point, I even like at the point where they're yeah, just screaming. Robots. I love when they're screaming like Manchester's on his ass. Let's do this, and then he pops up and he's badass. You know, especially against Everybody Iron Cross. Badass in this, especially in the way they're presented. Like the idea of like an ultra humanite Solomon Grundy. That's really cool of an idea. When you have Brainiac show up as the big bed wearing a freaking black suit and have a space monkey, I'm like, that's a fucking so weird cool. choice, but I'll take it. <laughs> so cool looking. How brave even, and bold of you. Like, also, like, what is going on with the Fort Superbill? Like, we're never going to get this. I do like, and the one thing was funny. I don't know if you did this, but when he ends up saying where, you know, Ultra Humanite goes, okay, what body am I going to go into now? And I'm like, there's a lot of screwed up things right there. You got the T-Rex. You have what looks like maybe camo. Uh, but yeah, and doesn't, like doesn't it? And I'm looking at it's it. A little I, I actually started looking through to see if, in fact, we've already had Ultra Humanite. And like, I thought that maybe we'd see like some clues. Yeah, I thought I'm like, what happened if it was like, you know, somebody that we actually. Oh, man, there's a weird Simon Saint. No, I'm saying like a Bendit. I'm saying in the Superman, son of Kal-El, like maybe he's that. Like, I just oh, look at like, Lana Lang. Oh, my God. He's like, I love that he's going through and he's like, what body should I pick? And he picks the one that's closest to us on the right. We just got to watch actually, out, though. It's actually just the gorilla ultra human. Well, the the like, you know, we had this guy who was always about, you know, being immortal and like continuing on his whole thing. And he's making copies of himself, which is great for the character, stuff like that. But I know what you're going to say. He really wants to put himself over as this, like, I need to put my brain inside Superman's body to let his son lose his guard so I can then put my brain in his son's body and have the ultra power. I'm like, you show up to John with your brain exposed, like every other goddamn time you show up, I think John's going to know something's up. Well, the one thing, though, that... Put your brain you, away. The one thing you might get, what I thought you were going to say, is the idea, because in the front of all of these things, and he says, which of my many bodies would best suit the master of the world? And you know as well as I, if it's a complaint of yours, he always goes with the... He always goes with the ape. He always does, because yeah. that's his look. And there is one there. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, come on. Go polar bear this That's time. That's the thing is you already got that one. You don't got to switch mm. your brain into that one. Yeah, I know. But why does he? <laughs> I just like the idea that we might get something new for you. But you know that 
you end up that's the I look like, of the character. Like, you know, albino ape or gorilla freaking uh, out. You don't like my polar bear? You don't like no. the polar bear? Weapon of LeBron James. He you showed be up. the polar geist then if and he shows up on a polar bear. He would be the polar geist. Oh, my God. Now you're going to scare the crap Ghost out of me. Truck. Uh-uh. Holy moly, <laughs> Eric there. Um, with that, what would you give it? 7.5 out of 10. There's a lot of problems with this book and how it connects to everything else. It does something here that, that like, while it does not connect completely, which is normally a gigantic nitpick of mine, this is a book that has actually gone far beyond anything that anybody else is doing right now to be an interesting and fun read that's, like, you know, its own thing in general. The art's great throughout. I'm really happy with the way this book turned out. I just wish it felt like it connected better. And it's, like, one of those weird things about I Am Batman, like, I like that book a lot, but it's disconnected from everything else, even though it says it's connected. It feels so fucking weird to me. Yeah, uh, at least that Batman that has some space that it can connect. Uh, hopefully this comes back. It's, it's a shame that it didn't. And, and with it, most of it, it you know, matter. it doesn't really matter. Some, But I had fun with the stuff that didn't even matter. I'm going to go up to your 7.5 as well. I think that it is something that hopefully can continue. And it's weird, too, because when I looked at the reviews, I ended up thinking that a lot of people weren't going to like this and the weird thing about the reviews for this whole series we started out really really enjoying it oh yeah and then we kind of you know it's been diminishing and stuff like that but a lot of people like started liking it more somehow it just was odd but overall i'm glad that we had it it gives us a little grant morrison thing that we can enjoy together because me and you both he's not our favorite but we had some fun with it but we're going to end the podcast with what book Blue and Gold Number 3, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Cully Hamner, Chris Sotomayor, and Rob Lee. Booster Gold and Blue Beetle have to tangle with Omnizon this issue, the princess of the Bayamore system that has to cl- has come to claim Earth as her own, and that's not that's all. It also seems that our Blue and Gold team have to tangle with being destitute, but even with no money, take can still build a Skeets prototype with teleporter technology, no problem. But at least in this issue, we see our heroes getting further towards being heroes for hire when Booster Gold's former assistant, Trixie Collins, shows up with an office they can use. Yeah, um, this book is okay. It's just okay, and that's the problem. Even the idea where... We just have bungling Booster and Beetle, like Blue Beetle, going around doing their thing and telling a story that somehow puts puts itself after that one star squadron that's coming out by Mark Russell. But and that's the thing; they're doing the same thing, and I don't even know. And it almost seems like Dan Jurgens is already just talking shit on that. Yeah, we ain't gonna sell out like those other ones. But <laughs> you, it made me laugh. You have a weird story, like out of nowhere, even with the first issue, where you have to have Skeets show up to Ted Court, who's visiting his father's grave, and say, "Hey, you had a heart problem. It's fine now. Put put your suit back on. Now we have blue and gold. We have to overcome so many things just to get the classic blue and gold back. And what the, the journey that we're taking with that, it just seems like it's almost a retread. That's it's like I think I said it the last issue. This is a nostalgic book that really does nothing for the characters well, in any kind of progression. It doesn't. And the weird thing is, it's an eight issue mini. So you, but why isn't this four? And you know, the Superman and Authority eight. How about why isn't this just a six issue mini and do something more? This issue it reiterates some things from last. Okay, they're destitute. They don't have the money. It takes Ted a while Cole's been for fired Ted to and say has that. None of his company's money anymore. When I ended up, you know, seeing some reviews beforehand. People were saying, that, oh, man, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And that's what I, me personally reading it, I'm enjoying getting Booster and getting Ted. I'm enjoying the, but I'm not having the fun that I think that I think it should have. And with that, you also have the distraction 
of that social media, you know, uh, I've completely oh, given up on reading idea. those. It's like a facelift where you have Ted and Booster here, but they feel like late 90s Booster and Ted but in a world that has social media and is dealing with all those problems and stuff like that. And the only thing new that you're really doing is like, okay, we got to get these guys together, but we also like for something, but Ted has no money. And how do we do that? I'm like, but you're not progressing the character. You can still make these characters feel real in today's day and age. Cause I've seen this happen with like with different things with booster and Ted before this, well, not as much Ted, but booster actually, that's the thing. Ted was great throughout the two thousands and how his character progressed stuff like that up until his death. But when you had these characters, it's just that, we're here and this is how you remember us and how you think about us whenever you think about blue and gold, but you're not doing anything to make these characters feel real in this time frame. It's just a callback to things that you hope people will still enjoy. You know, what's weird too is as you're saying that I'm thinking the idea where they do feel like, you know, they're almost out of time because of where they're, you know, they haven't progressed or whatnot. Maybe that was the story you should have had where you have a time traveler. Now, again, this would mess up continuity or things like that if this was else. But the idea that Booster and Ted were out doing something and Booster accidentally puts them into 2021. And now how are they adjusting to it? Might have been pretty fun to see Booster. Oh, my God, this is where I want to be the whole deal. But playing it off, you're kind of trying to get both things. You're trying to give that feel of the characters, but in a way that it seems like they are stuck in time, that they're just characters that have been frozen in time and they're just playing out the deal and then you throw in that you know what is the they have a villain here this villain is hardly a villain Amazon. they even Omnison gets pushed away into the swamps that she'll the be princess back, of we the have Bayamore system but the big thing is that the big villain is we don't have money we're gonna have to do this stuff and even had the last crowdsourcing issue where, yeah and now you're going to crowdsourcing and um i just it doesn't play out very well. well. It's not idea. as fun as it should be. We have Omnizon attacking the United Nations building, and Booster shows up to save the day. But this person, this you know, this princess is a little bit too much for him. Thankfully, Ted finally shows up in his you know buggy because he doesn't have the bug anymore. It's destroyed. Doesn't have the, the funds to replace it, so he's just putting together stuff he has with spare parts. So this is a car got stuck in traffic, should have played, but he has put together like the buggle. Which seems like a prototype like skeet. It's kind of funny. Well, that's the thing. Skeets is uh, like you know, 25th century cord technology. So this is the basis for where the like where skeets will end up one in, uh, in the 25th century. But you have Buggle show up, but it has you know stolen JLA teleporter technology. But when we have Blue and Gold get together, we're trying to fight this intergalactic threat who's stronger than both of them put together. We have Buggle shoot it, and for a while there, everybody just thinks that Blue Beetle has just killed this this alien threat, and like. Ted keeps it to himself for a while. No, no, no. That's teleportation technology. They go about their fucking day when they just teleported Amazon to some place that doesn't have superheroes where this character can go like, yes, they're in a Louisiana swamp right now. They're going to get out and they're going to kill some people and, they and they're not cool that. with it. And I mean, they are weird. cool with it. Yeah, what's weird is, again, we just ended up talking very similar heroes. thing where we were talking about Wonder Woman. And, you know, me and you were going back and forth about the idea. It's not the book here, the JLDs, right? This is the book. Like you have sent Omni, you know, off. Omnison is now, and they say, eh, she'll end up getting. No, don't think in your mind that she is just going to get out of that swamp and come directly to you. She Look, is you probably going to kill people. I don't know how this ties into everything else, but the only thing I could think is in a Louisiana swamp is Belle Rev. She goes and busts open that building and releases all these supervillains. I don't know what the hell is going on. And if it's on Ted Cord and Booster Gold's freaking heads, I'm like, that's not helping your case any. Nobody's going to want to hire a bunch of people who did this. Even if you had some like off joke with the uh, 
well, where'd you? Oh, I, we sent her to. Like, you had this where at one point, like, oh, I sent Raven. I sent them to the most terrible place Hell ever. Dimension, yeah. And it's Iowa. Oh. All right. It's a, you know, you, you play I a joke. You, yeah, but yeah, Hell yeah. Dimension, that's fine because they're out. This almost like, well, what you said, Louisiana, like, what's going to, eh, maybe Swampton will take care of that. Just like a joke. But it's nothing. It's just like, now we have time to prepare. But what are you preparing? Because you don't have anything. And then out of there, you end up where, even at the beginning, you did end up kind of calling the deal with the PR agent and stuff like that, where she comes in and says, oh, hey, uh, I can give you some money. I can get you on the deal. Because this is Trixie Collins, who was Booster's assistant back in the 80s. But she seems to want to be playing the PR agent now. To a degree. That's the thing. But out of nowhere, like this is the woman that we've seen in the background who's been watching Booster online or on TV doing whatever. Oh, Booster, I thought you were over all of this. Now that, like, you know, I guess they're in the same town, but like, or Metropolis, but she runs over, hey, oh my God, it's Trixie Collins. I go by Teresa now or whatever. But the idea, like, hey, I just happen to have an entire building that one of the places like you can use, my, like, as long as you don't mind my yoga class being down on the bottom floor. I mean, it just feels weird that Trixie comes out and it's the savior, but nothing explained about why or how she has the building, just a connection. Hey, this character you, you might know from the 80s if you read Booster Gold. It just feels weird and shit. I, I just, and I also think it's a setup that at the beginning of next issue, you're going to have Booster, you know, as jazzercising. He's going to be, let's get physical, like 80s. It'd be amazing. It it would be fun. But that's the weird thing about, like, Dan Juergens here writing. It seems like the the jokes that he thinks are this social media stuff. The comedian who doesn't switch up his gimmick. This is the same punchline he's been doing for 40 years now. I'm not even having that fun. I, I, I like the, I like the buggle. I thought that that was pretty cool. The buggy, also, the, the, like the the buggy, like these are fun little things, but like it just seems it weird. Make and a, I don't know why script, we're doing it, right? Yeah, like and, we just and, told you the entire issue, and all we did was, you know, fight Omnizon, send her away after Ted Cord got there late, and then Trixie, hey, I got a building for you. Yeah, the end. Uh, and I mean, most <laughs> and of it's the, fine though. Mo- it is. It's, it's okay. Not doing any That's what I said. It's there, and if you like these characters, cool. Yeah, it's but cool. You're not getting much out of it. Yeah, and that's where. If you're going in and you're just like, hey, I, I think it's just cool to have some blue and gold action. Hey, this is cool. I really was looking forward to this. Is okay. This is going to be that book that every time we get it, I'm going to laugh, and we're going to get yeah. No, that's the gonna, thing and, is, you can have with the laughter and stuff like that. But I wanted the next era, the next iteration of this, because Ted Cord had been gone for so long and not Blue Beetle. I I haven't laughed once in these last two issues. I have not even had a smirk. I, I'm sitting there reading this, and most of the jokes are. Let Booster handle her, she cat says. Then again, like I'm not even it's so but you did have some progression at one point where Sad Sack Ted gets everything taken from him and now he's gonna have the but you kinda push away from that to get buggle and things so you know, you but don't even really that, have you know, much. Everything like Ted has essentially lost everything. Like he is the one that I wanna see some progression after that, like the feelings that we have. Because even when you get reintroduced to him, he's at his father's grave wondering what he's gonna do next and we just get pushed in there. Then he loses his company and every time like he has to tell Booster and he doesn't want to because he's ashamed as it seems like, but and then Booster's talking shit on the idea that Ted has no money, like he's a goddamn freelancer. Like, why are you two friends? Because Booster you are the biggest piece of shit around. Yeah, and then you end up having you mean even you've got money to pay me this money. Yeah. I'm like, shut up, man. Even the buggle stuff, like even that, like teleportation thing. You know, I like that he's like, yeah, kind of lifted it from the Justice League. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. fine, but 
you know, with that, then but you, you just end up. Set this, you just set this villain somewhere else to, you know, yeah, wreak havoc somewhere else. Because you're not done with her, but you want to set some other things up because Which, it seems I, we, like she'll just be back. And, and we didn't be talk the about this before, but the Omnizon, this princess of this system, claims that this entire Earth is a part of that system. This is a part of the, uh, the alien civilization that in the first issue had, like, you know, kidnapped the entire Justice League that Booster and Ted then went and saved. So she is here to retaliate against this threat again, like, not threat, but like this, uh, this idea that you you were saying that you don't belong to us when I know for a fact you belong to us because this is all ours, all a part of our system. I shall claim everything because I am the Omnizon. Yeah. So at the end, I just I didn't have a lot of laughs. It was OK. Uh, but I, I every step of the way, I want more of every facet of it. Didn't it Maybe we'll get the last it. issue that the Amazon was able to go and rent that building. Yeah, she had those special stones that like, you know, I don't even know why she bothered. Guy. But like exactly, then she says, "Hey, is this place where you have rulers? Oh, we don't have rulers. This is a bunch of nations get together." I'm like, "You are wrong because I am the ruler." I'm like, "Did you really need an apartment for all this?" No, she needed somewhere to go hang. House. Right? I mean, is it going to be one of those that we get to the sitcom deal that that house is next door to this new building they're going to be in, and she's the nosy neighbor coming on? I want to see that more. Now we have small wonder, all that stuff going on. But yeah, even like. The, the whole deal, like, I, I want to have more fun with this. Maybe we will. Maybe this is just kind of getting the yeah, characters got a bunch more done. issues. Didn't love the art in this issue either as right. much. Uh, it reminded me a little, and Cully Hamner a little bit, because gets like a Scott Collins look. You say that because it reminded me of Howard fan. Porter at times on and, the Amazon Oh, parts. I didn't think so. That That's like a blocky deal. I think this looks more like, I mean, with the shading of the pencil shading, you know, on the characters, I, I just, it's not my style. But it didn't look bad. It looked okay overall. It was was right. Oh, I ended up giving this a 6.5 out of I'm 10. I'm going 6. I, I just, I want more. I just don't even have fun. If, if it was just, like you said, hey, we're going to give you the characters you always knew and love. But with this, I wouldn't even think like, oh, I think that Blue and Gold's a fun team. I had way more fun with end up floor versus midnighter in that Superman the authority. I mean, that was great. Six out of 10. Just like, what are you doing? And it's caught between. It's okay. It's just, it's It's okay. Okay. is only going to get you so far. It's nothing with the idea of this is something that you needed to have on your pull list when it was announced. I don't think you're taking it off your pull list, but I just want more. If you didn't have these characters a lot, but this way that there's no progression here. This might as well just be transplanting characters from 1986 over to here. I wish no progression. The story with that, and I like want a fish out of the water. Well, that's the thing is, I want a definitive progression of these people and how they would act now after everything they've dealt with. Where everything does matter, that means more than 1986 matters for everything yeah. they've dealt with. I want to see this actually have some heart and some feeling. While you can still tell jokes because these guys are friends, yeah, just the, make it feel like it's important jokes. to read. Telling you the jokes are all played through that social media well, yeah. messages, and I don't even bother anymore because it just annoys me. It's a distraction to the story. Now, with that, my final, if it's on your pull list, no reason to take it off. But for me, it's not on my pull list, and there's nothing here that would make me put it on yet. This would not be in my do-or-die $25 yeah. pull list because it's just not doing much. But I don't get angry reading it. I didn't no, sit there and like, oh, my God. No, it's a fine read. And it's it's just fine. nothing. Like, yeah, and it's not one of those, like, man, that was a slog to get through. And get through it pretty quick and read it. Okay, you're setting up nothing characters. Nothing really happens. Whatnot, but no, nothing happens. That's the big thing. But what is your... 
book of the week? My book of the week is I Am Batman number two. Yeah, I believe mine might be Justice League Last Ride. I like the idea Wonder that you asked me, but you have no idea. No, I have none, but I think that was one of those two. I actually got on board with the Justice League Last Ride as, as Eric jumped off, off the trolley oh, done. as I got on. This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Kelly Clarkson. I don't know Eric why it's Kelly Clarkson. I meant to have the ghost truck. I was on the trolley. Ah, uh, yes, but... What books do we have next week? Well, let me tell you, Eric. We got a bunch of them, and, so, and this is one of the things. I see that I have books. no idea what comes out next well, week. Well, we have these things where a bunch of things were delayed, and a lot of times when they are available, paper, the ink, whatever it is, there's a bunch of problems now with stuff like that. It seems like they don't think that they can, like, okay, well, we'll put this here. They're like, crap. If things are ready to go, let's just get them done at this thing, and we have a dump here. Of a ton of stuff, and I'll even include some stuff that we may or may not be talking about. But we start with Batman number 115. We end up going with that main book, Fear State Stuff. You're going to end up finishing it at 117, so we're getting close to that big book. Oh, but nothing's happened, Jeff. But, well, we'll see, Eric. I mean, that's why there's always another issue, right? That's the matter. Really? Uh, Bat- Batman Catwoman. Number eight. What I like about the Batman Catwoman book, Eric, I don't know if you know this, is the great friendship between Catwoman and Joker. That's oh, my terrible. God. It's a friendship made in heaven, says somebody on Twitter that Tom King favored. Batman Light. Secret Files Peacekeeper, yes. Number one. So you end up Batman Peacekeeper one number one. Here it is. It's funny. It's Peacekeeper one number one. So yep. we'll get to see what that's all about. It's I don't know. It's a little late in the game for that to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're going to pull in that. Are you going to pull like... You Am get I going to see mention. the mind movies of Sean Mahoney now that he's under the fear toxin? I hope And so. Mad Hatter tech? That would make my eyes rain. You end up where there was a bunch of mentions about the idea that he was a bad, bad guy. Like true, was, actually. That's like not bad if you want to go back to that in Arkham Or you even can start inmates. up because remember the idea that his grandfather and father are both cops. You could start out like that, that sort of thing. Of, and he all you are cop, is a security guard. But he's a <laughs> jerk and he can't take it. Black Man on number two, Eric. I hope that we enjoy that more than the first issue. Me too. It looks like we'll he's see. about to jump into a sea monster's mouth with a fucking blade to cut it in twine. I'm in. That sounds good. Badass cover. Catwoman number 36. If you're not aware, you end up in January in the new year. Uh, Ramsey will finish up. on that cover. Yeah, he'll end up, he's going to be finishing up his run. So while he is going through, and I mean Ramsey, going through Fear State, he also has to tie up some of the loose ends, White Witch, all that stuff to get out of the book. The fuck was White Witch doing before? January. White Witch stuff. I I mean, you know. I set her up to do stuff anymore. Remember, she she showed up and we're like, you're already doing Father Valley. And then you have, and at one point, they seemed like they were kind of together, and then she disappeared. I forget. She had to do White Witch stuff. Before they, re, like, you know, do recap. Yeah. If you are a fan of Catwoman, you have Catwoman Lonely City coming out, number one. So that's a new deal. Um, And then Green Lantern, number seven. Eric, something you enjoy. Nightwing, number 85. All right. Nubia and the Amazons, number one. But nice. Eric, it said to read that before this. And then, yeah, that was a little bit delayed. You also have Shazam, number four. I believe that's the finale. Finale a Shazam. A weird number there. Uh, Suicide Squad, number eight. Hopefully we enjoy that. We've been enjoying that book. Superman, son of Cal L, number four. If you know the recent news that had that John is bisexual, that's not in this issue. That no, is that's number five. Next this issue, is number four. So. Yes, and the Flash number seven seventy five, and I'm 
it, it seems like the Flash book is one of our favorites, and it always feels like it's delayed. I, well, I think, think it, it might was, be, but I'm not it sure. It seems a little, right? But I even the said thing it is, last actually, I time. I say that I, I think it wasn't, and it's not yeah. now. Remember I don't last time I said I think this. Was, I think it's just because I always look forward to it. it never, Maybe okay, so yeah, it's just been, like Christmas I've been Day. Enjoying it. Yeah, it is. It takes and then forever. If you are interested in sort of, they're going to have a Wonder Woman Day. Uh, coming up this week, and you have a couple of the issues. There are more chapters out of it's just graphic novels, graphic and novel stuff. on there, and stuff like that. I don't yeah, know it, it's more of the like special editions chapters and things from the Wonder Woman Tempest Toss. That sounds like something you do on the weekend, Eric. I mean, seriously, who toss salad air? Shame me. And then uh, also Diana, Princess of the Amazons, Wonder Woman Day special, stuff like that. So if you are into that, go and check that stuff out. I I would like to say, Eric, that if it is given out free, I don't know how this is going with that, but you should also buy something. Don't be a gym at at the thing. Don't be a J-man who's reading stuff in the stacks that puts it back and runs. But with all of that said and done, two of those books will be picked by the uh, Patreons, the badasses of uh, the uh, Get Fresh crew, Eric. Uh-uh. Ghost truck. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And my guess, I'm not even <laughs> Why do I Just even say, guess? And I have no idea. I say, if I'm going to guess, I would believe that it will be Peacekeeper 1 and the Batman Catwoman. Will be I think it's going to be Peacekeeper number 1 and Shazam number 4. Ooh, look at you. Look at you. I, I know that you have pull. And you're gonna try to, you know, you know, skew things. Yeah, I of course how I you am. Go. All right, but with Actually, all that, no, thanks I, I everybody. I say it's gonna be Black Mana number two and really? Shazam number four. And, uh, Bat, Batman Catwoman is one of those where I think they always seem to grab, but we'll see. We'll you, see like how that. I want to say what, like, one thing to the other, but I don't remember anything we do uh, after we do them, so I have well, no idea. They, uh, that, that's what I count on, especially Wednesday nights. Holy moly. <laughs> Hey, Eric. Also, everybody, if you're listening to this podcast, we may. I'm not going to tell you. You don't remember after we're done. I guess I'm not very memorable. (laughs) That's what Tanya said. You taught me. Ah, Yes, but if you are listening to this podcast anywhere, you can subscribe, rate, and review. Please do that. That helps us out. Also, go to our Twitter, at WeirdScienceDC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review most of the issues each week of what's coming out and then over i'll go to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science where we will have those two books that are picked still think it's going to be peacekeeper one and the batman catwoman that's me it's never right but at one point i was pretty good at it like one or two times at the beginning then i just how many spotlights we done we have done now i think 213 okay no it's like 219 now uh, of the DC part So yeah, go and check out our Patreon You can get all that and a bunch of shows More, usually about one or two shows a day Too many, I say, Eric But hey, that's not for me to decide It is With all of them Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, maybe it is But hey, I, I get I get bored, Eric So I do podcasts But here we go That is it Thanks everybody, Eric What do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week We Keep it weird Weird And we'll see you in seven See you in a seven <laughs> This is Kelly Clarkson. Ghost truck. Uh-uh.